Mekaleka hi, Mekahani ho. Our wish is your command. And tonight we're going to be granting that wish by giving you a ton of DC comics. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I am Jim Warner. And this is episode number 223 of the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. Number 223, and I will tell everybody that as you are listening to this, you could also go over to our website, which is weirdsciencedccomics.com. Check out all of this week's written reviews, and we do that every week over and over and And over and over. (laughs) Uh, And there's a lot of books tonight, so we're going to have, you know, (laughs) (laughs) we're going to have a bunch of reviews for you on this but there are more reviews on the site and also i will tell you that we have a patreon account so if you're listening to this and say oh man those guys do a lot they have a you know usually a five plus hour podcast each and every week they don't take any time off maybe i'll support them well you can do that (laughs) over at patreon.com slash weird science where you can pick one of many levels each level gets you more and more shows and control over this here podcast but also it has some marvel stuff has some indie stuff it has some non-comic book stuff as well so go check that out i saw you did all the like all the displays over again redo them up for the patreon it looks really good yes i did Yes, I did, Eric. I thought that it needed something to grab the eye. A little sprucing up there. It it needed a little sprucing. But yeah, if you go over there, and it actually even shows, and and one of the things, because I'm at the site right now, one of the things that I did add was to tell you how many shows you get a month at each level, and it depressed me. It I actually know, depressed me, me well. so much because uh, at the $5 level, at the, at the dollar like, level, just about, to support Louis? us, at the dollar level, you actually uh, support us, but also get this podcast early. It comes out early on a Sunday morning, sometimes Saturday nights, but you get that. But if you go to like the $5 level, you actually get 20 extra shows a month. <laughs> then then you go up at the $10 level, you get 30 shows and it just keeps going on and on. Uh, one of the big things that we always do push on the Patreon is the spotlights, the DC Comics spotlight. If you're listening to this, I'm only a DC fan. Uh, you would be able to vote for that if you're a badass. Beep, boop. But if not, you can go and listen to it. And this week's Patreon spotlight was Superman number 10 and Red Hood and the Outlaws number 33, uh, which we liked one a little more than the other. I will also tell you the indie comic spotlight this week was Ghostbusters 35th anniversary, real Ghostbusters number the one. The real Ghostbusters. And the Marvel comics spotlight was me and Brandon talking about Web of Venom, Cold of Carnage number one. Now, I don't know if you also looked. I don't think you would have seen this, but I decided it would be better served if I number the episodes of the spotlights. I didn't so I went that, no. And I ended up adding it up. The spotlight this week was actually episode 102. Of the spotlights. Yep. It's, that's crazy. Yep. It's crazy. So, yeah, we've had 102 spotlights just to show that we do, you know, put some effort into it and we don't take weeks off just like in this podcast. Yeah, it's nonsense. But when we talk about the Patreon, of course, we got to get this on some then, legacy numbering going on in this podcast. Well, that's why. And we should, because when we used to do the spotlights, I know at one point it did say that we have something like 400 episodes on our regular feed, but some of those are other things yeah. and whatnot. But but we do have a lot. We we do have a lot. And just the idea that at points our podcast was 13 hours long, just nonsense. But hey, those were the those old guys. days. Those were the old days. I didn't like those guys either. Those guys make us look bad. That, they're like those guys that go and work in a union shop and you're so fired up to work that you do too much. And then you get told by the end of the day, if you keep doing that that much, we're going we're gonna to kill you. We're, we're going to put you under the cements. 
And I don't like those guys. I'm not down with those <laughs> guys. I, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back and tell those guys that we're going to put them under the cement. Uh, my old boss, Bud, ended up working at a aircraft uh, manufacturer, a big, big name deal. But he went there, you know, right after getting out of the Navy. Right. And he ended up going. It was a it was a union job. He started off and he started working. And within an hour, they were so mad at him from try. He was trying to impress people and do that. He they told him he had to again. go. Basically, said you're going into the bathroom for the rest of the day and he's like but i don't have to go to the bathroom no no no, you're gonna go into the bathroom for the rest (laughs) of the day he said it was the longest shit he ever took he said it was like six hours that he had to sit in this bathroom because he had already met the quota of what he should be doing in a day in that one hour it's nonsense that's why that's why that's not and that's the thing that's why we got beat that's that's why you know sometimes unions aren't, aren't exactly what they crack up to be but i'm not here to go off on unions because they also do good things eric i'm not i'm not gonna get union people you're gonna get in the Immense. Yeah, I am. That's the problem. Yeah, I'm going to go back in the time machine. I'm going to talk those those stupid Jim and Eric's earlier. They're getting the cements. But yeah, we're here. And if you go on to the Patreon and go to the highest level, you become a badass and you get to pick all of the shows that we do. And you also get a little shout out in the badass roll call. There we go, Eric. It's the badass roll call. We're going to start with my man, Manship, who was out doing some disc golf tonight. Like awesome. Say he has nothing better to do. We have Josh Vermillion, Brandy Murray, Batman Beyond Mark. Who's doing comic things? Uh, Bobby, we got Reggie. We got my man Pete from NYC, Missy T, Anthony G, Swanee, Hakeem, Monty, Andrew and Belfast, Simon, our man Rob Lewis, Ian, Jolly Drew, Double A Ron, Louise, Lone Wolf Marv, Dave J, Algin Stosia, Ruben, Ruben, T Funk, Ulysses Jones, Danny the Street, Mark Jager, Eric G, Cellar Dweller, Nick Adams, Carlos, Right Said Fred, Paulie P, John Jack, David Fink. Brian King, Chester McJerk, Matches Balone, Lady Abby, Comic Boom, Rocky, Ryan Reading, D-Man 3000, All New Dave, Corbin Ford, who is a slightly new, and we really appreciate nice. that, and Speedy Saunders is back. He has fought off all of his inner demons. Is what he did, Eric. He also fought off cancer, but hey, that's a side. And he's back for uh, here. To be, <laughs> it's very in the lead. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, I don't know if he wanted people to know that or whatever, but we thank all of you. But yeah, that takes a lot. And I don't think you want people to know about his inner demons. Well, everybody's got inner demons, don't they? I don't know what I'm saying. I, I have to go through this, this thing. I got to come up with new things. Okay, I'm having some problems tonight. I'm talking this about the inner demons and the frogs. It's hot and sweaty. I'm itchy. I'm itching to go to bed. Keep on and scratching. itching all this. I am. I am scratching. But yeah, thanks, everybody. And, and really, what we Gus learned. Gotcha. What I learned this week from the Badass Roll Call is please don't go and play disco like Manship. He ended up playing disc golf. He did two things that I would never do. He ended up going to play disc golf. That's one, right? Uh-huh. Where's uh-huh. my dent? He also seemed to befriend somebody who just came up and said, hey, mind if I... You know, join you? Uh, what, are you what are you talking about? Get behind you. You don't have to join me for disc golf, please. You're a very you know, complicated man, Joe. Basically, when I play disc golf, if I did, the, the main thing about it would be I didn't want to be seen playing disc golf. It's what I would go with. But eh, some people are fans of unions. Some people are fans of the disc golf era. I'm not here to judge. 
this is a no judgment zone, right? Except when we do judge the comics. That's yeah, kind yeah, of what constantly. we're based on. Yeah, we that's kind what we do. of are based on judging things, but judge, hey, jury, I'm not here to judge here. people. Oh, executioner, are you? That's right. Listen to you. Uh-huh. My goodness, then that just sets up the, the theme for the night. You just watch out. Eric's there. He, he's cutting things. He's cutting you if you don't like it. But hey, you're going to go off. Yeah, I know you will. And I'll cut you right back. We're going to go off now uh, to the books that we talked about, the first bunch of books, which is the Batman section of the night. No. Fresh Cup Crew. What up, Fresh Cup Crew? What, what up, Fresh Cup Crew? What up, Fresh Cup Crew? Hey, here we are with the books, and we're going to start the book section with a proper, proper, proper. That's, that, that's what MC Hammer used to say. If you'd oh, yeah? say anything to him, I you'd say MC Hammer. Hammer. You, you paying your taxes? Proper. He'd He's say. He's a liar. He was a liar. <laughs> he wasn't paying those taxes, Eric. He was spending all his money on, on Zuba's pants and dance moves. That's is what cool. that guy was doing. Uh, so if what you up, fresh cup crew? Proper. Proper. But we do have a Batman section here. But before I go into that, I want to remind everybody that they can go over to WeirdScienceDCComics.com and read all of these reviews on the site by me, Eric, Reggie, and a band of fools, Eric. Are they oh, fools? A motley a band crew. Of fools. A motley crew, indeed. If we're going to be motley crew, you're Mick Mars. How Take dare that. you? How Take dare that, you? <laughs> Take that. Oh, my. I- I'll tell you, I've been down all, all day. Why? Uh, sitting here in my home sweet home, uh-huh, Eric. Uh-huh. And, and as you. things are going, I, so said, saying boy, that Eric, I said, boy, that Eric, he's got looks that kill. Is what? Oh my God! I I ended up going. I ended up hitting the wrong what thing. What are you doing? I don't know. Well, what episode is this? Two two twenty three. Something like that. Yeah. Oh my goodness! It's almost as if I have girls, girls, girls here, and I'm on the wild side. Oh jeez! It's uh, almost but, hey, like that, indeed. It is. It is. I have not a f- lot of not a lot of ladies in this house. There, there was Tanya. Tanya, who had a severe and she concussion. She's no lady. Oh well, Tanya had a severe concussion and is now wondering why, when she overexerts herself, she gets headaches and can't, you know, open her eyes. And I keep telling her, "You got a severe concussion, yes, baby." Uh, that's There's what's a lot happening. Of and material really, on this. And I told her, listen, you're not supposed to have a lot of loud noises, so please stop shouting at the devil. Is what I told her. She she's not listening to me, <laughs> and, and so you know, she. I said, and she's like, I need to go to the doctor. Something's happened. I said, I know that you just want a doctor feel good, but baby, kickstart my heart. 
Ah, it is I what I, I was said. waiting for it. I'm like, oh, we're going and to the hospital. Going to kick what, someone's heart. <laughs> that's one of my favorites, Aaron. Uh, but yeah, this is a proper, proper, back proper. to MC Hammer, a proper Batman section. And I, I think that we are going to really have to accentuate the positive here. I, I told you before, I, this is a little disclaimer for everybody who may be listening for the Where's first time part? or maybe trying to get in here. We are a review site not and site and podcast we are not a fan podcast though we love these books but we're not fan i love these characters i don't necessarily love the books i'm saying in general we love we want to love them but yeah we love the characters we love dc comics but this is not a fanboy podcast where we're gonna gush over everything we're also not going to we're we're not gonna oh shit boy (laughs) we're not gonna skew the issue either by keeping certain books off the podcast to make it seem like we are falsely positive, what we like seems to like say. Seems like a good plan, though. It is a good plan. <laughs> that that would be the you know that would be the that business plan that that would go well. Uh, but what we are going to be is instead of being positive, instead of being negative, we like to think of ourselves as. Proper. Yeah, being proper. <laughs> what was I going to say? We're honest. Honest is what it is. That's a word that, oh, that I couldn't done think it again. of. Oh, my. I just sit there. Ho, ho. He's going around tapping his feet and that stuff. Proper. Uh, so as we go on, we're going to spoil the shit out of all these sure books. Are. And if you disagree with what we say about these books, you know, we welcome your feedback as well as just, you know, sit there and think these are Jim and Eric's opinions. And that doesn't mean that we're trying to convince any of anything different you guys can love or hate the things you like and, and you know un, unknown to certain people there's a lot of times we're more positive about books than the general public so that does happen occasionally not often Eric. not often because we are honest and proper proper, proper eric but what we're going to start out in crew. this section what are with, you doing <laughs> I, I don't know I, I'm, t- I'm trying to enjoy myself I'm here trying to enjoy the fact that through all of these days of the week, days of the week, you like that, Eric? Uh, These days that we spend so much time talking about these comics only to finish up a week of recording and have people just throw shit at us. If I want shit thrown at me, I'll go to the Philadelphia Zoo, Eric. I'll get the shit thrown at me. At least I can go and look at other exhibits as well. Those are homeless people. No, well, that's true. But isn't that why you go? But we're going to start off the podcast tonight with the book of Detective Comics number 1001. Eric, it's a big book. We did it. It's a book a lot of people have been waiting for. Here we go. I said before, I said before that I thought that this was going to be Peter J. Tomasi's proper start of his run. I still think that, but we'll see. Written by Peter J. Tomasi, art by Brad Walker, Andrew Hennessy, Nathan Fairbairn, and Rob Lay. It's time to kick off the Arkham Knight story after the preview in Detective Comics 1000. And Peter J. Tomasi and Brad Walker have me pretty pumped. Sure, we don't get a lot of story yet, but this issue seems more intent on setting a mood and showing us that the Arkham Knight is badass. I know that Tomasi has burned me before many a time with great starts that fizzle out by the end, but right now, I need something to get excited with about. The positive. And it just just might be the Arkham Knight. Maybe it is the story that maybe I didn't want, but maybe it's the story I need. Well, look, Eric, I, I, we'll, we'll like see. you, I am pleasantly optimistic towards the Arkham Knight. But yeah, now I, I want to ask you about something. What about the Knights of the Sun? Are you optimistic oh, about the Knights of the, the Knights Sun? The Knights of the Sun. 
I always like when you end up having something like the prodigal son, and that's S-U-N. I was yelling yeah. about that uh, earlier on our Patreon newscast. And I also like the idea when we go by that church uh, on the way to and from work right. that they end up changing the S-U-N to the S-O-N. But they, the Knights <laughs> of the Sun are okay. Are they? Uh, because I'm telling you, we start out this whole thing with the Arkham Knight. We know we're getting the Arkham Knight going yeah. into this. We're, we're well prepared for it, and we're excited about it. And when we start off with it seems that Arkham Knight – has been training a group of people for yep. months to become the Knights of the Sun because we have to expel the darkness because the truth lies in the light. So they are the Knights yes. of the Sun, and they all say, burn back the dark, and the eclipse is upon us. But I'm, I'm wondering to myself, why is an eclipse upon us when that makes things dark? You know why the eclipse is upon us, Eric? Because the the Arkham Knight is going to eclipse Batman. Take it, get with it. Is that get how that works? That's what I think they're yelling. I don't know. We'll, we'll I'm see. telling you, what it is. we will see. Upon him. Yeah, so we're going to like make it bright and then get dark again. They're what are we doing here? Eclipsing the nonsense that has been Batman. I like the idea that a villain here is setting up the idea that uh, you know you'll have a perpetual light in in Gotham that's always dark. Right. Batman always comes out in the dark, obviously. So I'm thinking going forward with this this is a duke thomas story right so he comes this, out in the light right yeah, the yeah. signal <laughs> he, he, i really tell you when we had that beam shoot up to make perpetual light throughout gotham I'm like well it's the signal's time to shine now baby oh yeah where, where is where's our uh, special light seeing powers well, he has one one thing that got me though and this is going to go back to the the previous arc uh when tomasi came on and right. we we talked about it we didn't like it by the end we thought that it kind of oh, ended up being machine, a nothing yes. story the dream machine I thought to myself with this going on and kind of it, it just dawned on me. I took a shower before we started recording. I even told you I needed five minutes to gather my thoughts in the shower. You go out and smoke. You have your smoking thinking time. I like to have my shower thinking time. And I thought to myself, Tomasi set up this idea that every year Batman has a, you know, a birthday party type deal where he goes into his dream machine to see if he's worthy to go Dude out needs a of pinata. it. The problem with this, though, is that wouldn't that is that something Batman would set up? Because now, anytime something happens, he's going to be. Oh my God! What is this? Is this? I'm that, in the dream machine stupid again. Batman, I'm in the dream goo. machine again. Yeah, that that's. I'm telling you, when this is going on, the craziness of this start. If I'm Batman, I'm like. Am I still in the goo? Look, am I don't I, think I he ever here? thinks that because even when he's in the dream machine, he will never accept that he's in the yeah. dream machine. Well, and and when I thought of that, and this has nothing to do with no. this issue, but when I thought of it, I wondered if it wouldn't have been better set up that when we had that first arc with Tomasi, that it was more of an escape room type thing where Batman knew he was in and just had to figure out that he would get out, you know, if he's good enough to get out each year because so he's an boy, escape room this would happen where all of a sudden, when all the bats in Gotham are dying and there's perpetual, I'd think, okay, I'm in that machine again. Okay, where's Ashton Kutcher? Am I being punked? Where's Alan Funt? I mean, you know, bring all these people out because I think I'm being punked. Uh, but yeah, I, I like this idea. Now, there's not much story here. There's not a ton to talk about. I think the art is incredible. Oh, I love, I love the art. Every issue. bit of the art. Brad and, Walker's and it, great on this book. Yeah, so Brad Walker is incredible. And this really gets me excited for this. I like the setup 
being the idea that Batman is kind of out of his, you know, he doesn't understand what's going on with all these bats dying is how it starts Well, that's the first off. thing with the Arkham Knight yeah. trying to raise his Knights of the Sun up by talking about symbols and how people hide behind symbols. And the idea, first thing they're going to do is kill the symbol of Batman throughout yeah. the entire city. Just bats are dropping out of the sky and they're just finding just loads and loads of dead bats all over the goddamn places, including yeah, the Batcave. Yeah, in the Batcave. And and I think that's cool as the symbol, but it's also cool as the symbol of hey Batman. Gross. Hey Batman, look look what's going to be happening. You know, you're you're done. I'm the worst, coming you know for the you. worst part about all this is I'm what, there's, there's a simple patrolman who calls Gordon in to check everything out and this guy's about to get off of work because he works till the dawn yeah, and now yeah. he has to go and take care of all these bats in this apartment. This poor guy, I was sick of this the entire yeah. time. I felt so bad for the simple patrolman who now has to take care of all these bats and he's terrified yeah, of disgusting. And, and with that, I, I think guy. this is more of an animal control thing, Seriously. you know, than a police officer Gordon's thing. A slave that's driver. fine. Yeah, Gordon, he doesn't care. He's like, you know, get to it. I, this is disgusting. He's he's, and going even that's home. the thing. I, I'm petrified of bats. I mean, bats to me are just flying rats. And yes, every single one of them I know has rabies, Obviously. and I know is after me. And there is no be? doubt in my mind like that cheese. every bat alive, maybe in, you know, down in South America, they still have me on their mind. Somehow they know I'm and around. And when bees out when of they mouth. find, yeah, well, when they find the and piranhas, they shit piranhas and, and puke out killer bees. That's what worst. happens. And uh, yeah, and they, that is disgusting. It is completely disgusting. And then you have Batman and he's trying to figure out how this happened, how these bats died. He can't figure it out. And Alfred's even just disgusted as well. He's like, please, please stop this. Stop this nonsense. And he's like, okay, yeah, I'm done. But as this is going on, you do see the Arkham Knight. Now, and now going while with all this-, this is going on, before we move on to the Arkham Knight, you know, Bruce is trying. He's dissecting bat after bat. How do you feel about Jokey Alfred being back? Because I personally I, I like it. It feels odd at times for what we're doing. I, with, but I miss Jokey Alfred. I'm yeah. glad to have him back. It's snarky here. Jokey Alfred. You know I like it. You know why the bats are dying, according to Alfred? Because they're tired of <laughs> hanging around. Yes. <laughs> Oh, Alfred, you, you, <laughs> you've done it again. I need, where is it? All right, um, they are. They're kind of, <laughs> it's pretty good. This is uh, what he does while Batman's out doing stuff. Goes to stand-up well, comedy yeah, nights. Yeah, really. I mean, that's the thing. He he ends up thinking, you know, he goes with the idea that uh, Batman is quite like a government bond, Eric, except that government bonds mature. Wow, there wow. you go. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, but yeah, I like this as he is trying to figure out What's going on? You see that the Arkham Knight is, you know, gathering his crew and really working around the clock to try to, you know, get their thing going. And I like the pacing of this. I like as Batman is trying to figure things out, though, heading off, you know, to uh, what's her name? Uh, Langstrom. Yeah. Heading off to Nadine seems like a stretch a little just because bats are dying heading off there. But he wants to get the serum. He wants to find Kirk. But Kirk, he knows is gone. She's kind of confused. Francine, not Nadine. I had to look at him. That's not right. Yeah, it's Francine. Uh, he ends up going to her and saying, hey, you know what? Are you OK? You know, I'm worried about you. And she's like, man, Kirk hasn't talked to me in a while. He says, Rest he's, doing JLD he, stuff. he's doing JLD stuff. And, and it's just really coincidental that he shows up. She ends up like, I can't take it. She injects herself. And I do and like becomes, the idea that she is feeling some effects of whatever's yeah. happening in Gotham because she has had the serum in her system in the past. And it's kind of encoded on her DNA, it seems like. But she wants to get to the bottom of this. So she takes 
some of Kurt Langstrom's serum turns into woman bat. And the thing is, though, I'm like, that is like the worst plan ever because I don't understand how this is working. Obviously, it like the bats all over Gotham in my mind were not trying to get to the source of whatever was causing this. They just kind of dropped dead. They were so the just idea, dying. I'm going to turn into the woman bat and then somehow I'm going to find the source before yeah. I drop dead. I'm like, it felt weird. Yeah, yeah, it, it did feel weird. And maybe she just thought that as the woman bat, uh, she, not that she was try- that she could just try to figure it out better. I mean, it's there for Batman to grab on and fly. Her ears with are her just and bleeding out. I know, she's flying just through Gotham. And, and again, it's kind of a forced deal. I like seeing Francine there. It's kind of a good callback. Uh, I'm sure that Tomasi would have been better served and really would have wanted to have Kirk, but he yeah. can't because he's in the jail. Kirk would have so been immediately dead anyway. Yeah. So it's a good thing yeah. he's not in Gotham right now. Well, it, but even so, it would have been face. a cool deal. And and so they go off, and you know, you so end up with him. Bad him trying to save her and, and he kind of does he ends up getting her down and then tying her up <laughs> and it's so funny he's like alfred the gyro lock on my position i'm bringing in uh you know i'm gonna do this i'm gonna leave francine here have somebody pick her up and, and do something but as this is going on you have that big explosion that isn't an explosion it's more of a light type deal uh that even alfred says like this it, there's no casualties there's not really it's just an intense light that's going as a concussive wave in the lower atmosphere and just created pretty much a small sun over gotham which ties into these you know knights of the sun type deal right. and uh Time you know shed it's some fine truth. but and, and with this going on, you really are it's hiding really in the shadows, fast. Batman. Yeah, and it's really fast. And there's a lot of spread pages and things, but now it's just going to be a fight. And, and, and they I show don't up. know, though. For some reason, I guess you can like gauge it just from the helmets alone. But when these like Batman's there and the Knights of the Sun show up and start fighting him, he's like, these people are dressed as knights. I'm like, well, I guess if you, you could see it. I, yeah, I they, personally they, didn't. I, they don't see. They don't seem like to me. It's like a but little bit evil armor. going, you know, and like, eh. Yeah, they have going, armor you know. that does not, you know, be, is not affected by Batman's weapons. It, and but they have weapons that affect go through Batman's yeah. armor, and they seem to yeah. be kicking our and even ass. cut even cut his, you know, his line, which yeah. he said is near impossible. Arrows are going into him. I'm like, so funny to me too. I'm telling you, if I have a trash can. Over me and Batman throws a batarang. I, I think it clanks off. I, he's like, you know, they're armored. They're deflecting my batarangs. I'm like, it's just a batarang. It's not like he's using anything crazy. I, I really think that if I had you know, just, I'm telling you, if I just had catcher's equipment on, I, I think that it might deflect it. There's not much to that. Uh, How but, dare you? you know, Where do you, you get off that. talking about, and, about and Batman again, like this? Again, it, it's, it's to set up the idea of uh, you know, These are my weapons don't guys. do anything, but their weapons do a lot to me and a lot more than they should. Uh, again, at one point, you know, the arrows go through his cape and but they there are pretty big and it shows you in the behind the scenes deal that the Arkham Knight, whoever he is. He's done his homework. He knows, you know, what they need to do to do this. And Batman's getting pretty beat up. I mean, he's getting arrows in him. That's never fun. And the thing I is, mean, he never does had, get a bunch but... of arrows in him. And for some reason, yeah. I just, this is not the God Batman, which I kind of wanted it to be, just for the fact that we have the Knights of the Sun, who we established in the beginning of this, have just been training for a few months. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. They've been training for a few months and they come out of the gate kicking Batman's ass. I'm a little disappointed oh, yeah. in my hero. Now there's a ton of them. But he's yeah. going, and again, you need, uh, you know, you need an option Look, where he I've is. Arkham Knight. I know problems. how many people he can beat up in Arkham Knight. Well, yeah, no. <laughs> and with this, you you do I need something to. Yeah, no, you didn't. You, I'm you a need liar. things to set up 
of, you know, having this Arkham Knight being a badass and the way you're going to do it is Batman is getting taken down by his tech, which does seem, you know, a little more archaic than, yeah. than a normal tech, but it, but it's working. He's really and, going with that knight motif. Yeah, yeah. And as they're fighting, he, you know, Batman's trying to run away and then the Arkham Knight does show up at the end. He has Batman under his heel. He's there. He's got. He's stomping on him and says, "New day dawns in Gotham, Batman." And it's time for the shadows to start running from themselves. And it says, "You know, next Arkham Knight standoff." And this was a really, really good to me kick-ass issue to get me going. It was a lot to, of fun, and it's 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 mood and it's excitement. And if you're going to do a fast. thing where it, this is almost like a whole issue of a cold open action scene for a movie, I mean, it really I is. That. And then at the end, you do get the final reveal and and in my mind i think that one thing that threw me off and one thing that i thought wasn't well played i actually wish we didn't get that thousandth issue arkham knight deal because as this is going they're really not showing you the arkham knight while he's at his workbench he's working away you don't obviously he has his mask off so you're not going to see but you're really hiding him in the shadows till the end for the big reveal cliffhanger but we already saw him. We already yeah. saw what he looks like. So well, it, it's it weird did. too because in this issue, he's working on what he calls the first device, which I have to yeah. assume is this light generating deal that we mm-hmm. have to gather. Like, how many more of these devices do oh, we the, need? The is second he take device the show is on the next. Road? The second device is next. Then the third. It's weird. He's going to skip the fourth to go to the fifth. Then d- double back I'll to the though, fourth. How many of the devices do we need in Gotham? Is he going to take the show on the road and start hitting up other places? Maybe. Or like, you know, this is just one section of Gotham. The rest are still dark outside. I don't know. And maybe. Maybe it is. But maybe the first device also is based on the first victim, Eric. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> so they're going to get no answers and, what you're telling me. And one of, the, one of the other things that I do want to point out is I know that we've had the Arkham Knight you know game you yeah. you mention it we didn't play it but if you know you know I'm not even going to say it it just in case there's three people who are going to go play the Arkham Knight game but that this was spelled Look, out of who that is, Arkham Knight is, was you can you could bring it up the game is years and years old if they don't know at this point it's on them okay well it was Eric Shea yes I am the was. Arkham Knight now, it, it was Jason Todd, right? Yes. That's who ended up being the Arkham in Knight the Arkham in, Universe. in the game yes. and in the in the uh, digital book that ended up being printed. But yeah, you had Based that digital on the book. Game. So you have a lot of people reviewing this. And I see some you know, reviewers for sites saying, I'm not sure if this is the same Arkham Knight that we got before. I'm, I'm pretty like, sure. I, I'm like, uh, did Wrong Turn start writing for these sites? Because it, it, is, it isn't. At this Voice is to text. This wrong is term considered. Reviews. This is considered full out hundred percent. You're on the to first appearance of Arkham Knight in the DCU proper, 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 yeah, proper. And so that that's what this is. So the big mystery will around. be the big mystery will be who this Arkham Knight is as we go forward. But I like to set up this beginning is not Tomasi hinging on just that as being the big thing. You know, right now, he... And I think that that was kind of a plan to have Batman so beat up and so on the run and and so that we're not sitting there just saying, oh, man, I wonder who this Arkham Knight is. I wonder who this Arkham Knight is. Instead, we're thinking at the end of this, how is Batman going to get away from this Arkham Knight? Do you then have we can try any to figure it out. guesses, any guesses? theories about who you think the Arkham Knight is at this point in time? No. 
I, no? I actually really don't. If if I would think about it, I would actually, you know, if I'm going to play my cards right, uh, right I would actually think Indeed, that it would with be all something. Your years of reviewing DC Comics. Well, that's comics. the thing. I, I would think that it'd be somebody from his uh, Batman and Robin run. Okay. And I might think that it's the return of nobody that he lit. I, I don't weird. know. I, I don't know. Uh, we'd have to see. But I, I think that he he tends to try to grab onto, you know, that Batman and Robin run. He keeps trying to grab from, but I don't know yet. And as at, at this point, I'm not really that concerned with that mystery yet because of Batman being in so much danger right now. That has me more excited how Batman's going to get out of this. Now, you start asking me, do you have any theories? Do you? Do you? Uh, I got I one. Th- it's I outlandish. I think it's Mr. Miracle. It's outlandish, my theory. Not as outlandish yes? as Mr. Miracle, but my Hush. outlandish theory is Duke Thomas. Duke and the, Thomas, you think? And the rest oh, of these, that would be these Knights of the cool. Sun are the We Are Robin rejects throughout Gotham. Well, that would be cool. That see, there you go. That's a really neat deal. And you, you have been hitting. You have been hitting with these outlandish (laughs) theories, and it would make sense that it is another check on the board in the in the daytime deal. And the light uh, and the idea of all that stuff. I don't know. It just made me think of Duke Thomas, especially when everything you know has to what? do with the light. Since the game was Jason Todd, uh, you could go with a Robin. If you're going to go with a Robin, it's not that needs character, to be, though. That needs to be put aside and not used much anymore because he hasn't been used. That would be a good. That would be a good call. That would be pretty cool. Um, and he would know, you know, exactly the tech that Batman has, what right. he needs to use, and things like that. So that's that's not that outlandish, uh, I would think. But yeah, I, I actually like this. Now, why I say that I'm optimistic, you know, I'm a little worried. Uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of optimistic, but worried <laughs> yeah, you know, is the worried idea. Fella. That yeah, every time yes, I am. I mean, growing up, I was afraid of everything. <laughs> I, if you at one point, I was afraid of sidewalks. You know, because if you go on a sidewalk, well, you that step gets on you a crack, cl- you make your brother's no, back. You, no, it gets you closer to the road. And that scares me. I'm a grass no. man. <laughs> yeah, I'm a field man. I am. No, what what worries me about this is the idea that every time Tomasi has had a mystery. They always end up falling really well, flat. Oh, that's the for thing us. is every time we always try to put the pieces together at the end, there was never any way for you to find out anything because no. the reveal was nothing that led up to it. And I'm it. telling you, this goes back to even his detective run, the DCYOU and Old things like that. Old false face. Yeah, yeah. So that, that does worry me. But boy, he can set up an issue. I'll yeah, tell it's you, fun. he can set up an arc. And this is real fun. I like it a lot. And because of that, I'm actually even talking about it, even though it's very quick and we didn't really dive into it, but that Duke Thomas deal. I'm gonna I'm gonna raise my score a little. I'm really? going 8.8. 8. I was gonna going yeah. 8.8. I'm telling you, it makes sense to me. I was gonna go 8.5. I'm going 8.8. And also, I will tell you, that's also because going through this once more, the, the arts, it, it's, it's so almost good. impeccable. It really is. I mean, if you had a chicken here and there was chicken feet on it, it'd be, uh, it'd be impeccable. Aaron, mm. There you go. There's a little, is that a joke? Is that an joke? Yeah, I mean, I felt like by the end, I was a bad. I'm just hanging around. There, there you go. Oh, my. How dare you? Uh, what would you give it? Eight out of ten. I love the art. Yeah. The the book itself for the action scenes and even everything that we dealt with with the, you know, the death of all the bats in Gotham and stuff like that. It seemed to move a little bit too quick to get us right to this action scene. I know you want to get the Arkham Knight right away and stuff like that. It just moved a little too fast for what we're dealing with. But other than that, I really look forward to this arc. I need some good Batman in my life. And hopefully this is the thing that does yeah. it. Eight out of ten. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. Uh, and yeah, I'll admit too, right now, I'm a little higher. This Adderall, it's, oh. it's kicking in. The last couple of days, it hasn't kicked I in. I've had this. some problems. I've had some problems, even though, remember yesterday I told you, and you'll hear later, 
uh, I took it a little late. Yeah. And I said, no, nah, I'll be, I'll be out. Yeah. No, 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 no. I was up all night. You I dummy. was up all night. And then I slept. But after, after recording last night, I got to see and converse with you and Lady Jessica at the Walmart, which, <laughs> which is against, Walmart after recording it's, it's, for three hours. It's against, it's against my rules to talk to you at any time other than recording it at work. I went against my rules and it was, I had a nice time seeing you. And Ethan was very happy and actually said, you know, dad, a lot of times when you end up having to talk to people, you always seem so miserable and you actually <laughs> seem very happy to talk to uh, both Eric <laughs> and Lady Jessica. Lady and Jessica, just, I said. I'm saying, he's saying that to you. What he said to me before is, you have an odd range of selections you're getting here yeah. at Walmart. And then he's Eric. going, as we're leaving, he's going, he had two types of potatoes. I, no, he didn't. He had some no, mac had, and cheese. I had mac there. and cheese and potatoes. And he goes, and why would he have ketchup? You, you know why he'd have ketchup? Because he's out of ketchup. Yeah, that's exactly why, why I needed it. I walk in. And I'm walking down the aisle and I see Jessica and I'm walking down like the big aisle of right, right. the individual. I see Jessica. So I'm like, okay, I think she's seen me. Uh, my, my eyesight is going and I don't know if it's just because of my age or the fact that I'm wearing the same contacts for the last six years. But I see her. And I'm like, did she Call see me, me yet? Because me. I can really ditch into aisle six right here. Right. I can get away from her. I realize she saw me. She, she gave me a wave. And then I'm like, oh, oh no. And, and here's the deal. I still didn't bite. So I'm there and I'm like, okay, I'm going to bite. And I'm like, oh, hey, Jessica. And she's like, oh, hey, Jim. I'm like, oh, where's Eric? He in the toy aisle? And she's like, probably. And I'm like, yeah, he probably is. <laughs> I See was. Later. And then I walked and then saw you in the distance coming toward me and completely avoided you. But then ba- uh, back, to, got Ethan, we backed, a, you know, doubled back, right. went to the deal, and I saw you. And then I engaged because I saw Jessica again. Well, that's she's the thing. like, Eric's I saw right Jess. over here. I saw Jessica like, oh, Jim's right over there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I avoided you. I said, I already talked to him for three I'm telling hours. you, I don't need that seeing nonsense. you was great just because that was a normal thing to do with us talking about Star Wars trailers to drop yeah, and shit yeah. like that. You leave. Yeah, we weren't talking uh, comics or anything. No. The thing is, I check out, then I have to wait for Jessica to get all her stuff done <laughs> yeah. and then check yeah, out. So we I'm checked waiting. out together. But the worst, part, the worst part was I'm standing there and then I realized that some people that I used to know are checking oh, out no. and getting a little like 10 o'clock shopping done. And I'm like – they're going to walk out this way because, you know, obviously it's only one way at this point because they shut down yeah. the other exit like a bunch of assholes because that's what yep. they do now. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah. I got to go hide in the Easter section and pray to God that Jessica nice. doesn't come out at the same – and the thing is I keep doubling back and looking around. She is right by them. I'm like, so they're going to both come out at the same time. Thankfully, when I walked back and I saw Jessica waiting for me, I'm like, oh, good. They're all gone. We walk out the fucking uh, opening the, – the self-opening doors. They're right there. I'm like – Fuck me. I can't win. Yeah, the, the thing with me, we, we're talking and we're, we were talking about the Star Wars trailer, which I still haven't watched. And <sighs> uh, we're going through. You're getting your stuff. I got my stuff. And then we're leaving. And Ethan's like, oh, aren't you going to wait for Eric to get done? <laughs> Fuck that. I'm out of here. I keep professional, like, Ethan. I'm telling you. I'm like, I just talked to this motherfucker for three hours. I, I've had enough. We talked Star Wars. I'm done. We went out, you know, and, that was three and I hours got my things. After the eight hours at work, yeah, it was. That's what I was like. What the hell's going on here? Well, why is this? Because there's no way he should have been coming at this point. He knows that I pick up Ethan now. That's a plan of his. He's trying to get get something on me. But yeah, <laughs> I you know, need more chatty you. chat. Yeah, and I'm telling you, Ethan's like, you really seem very happy to talk to him. I'm like, yeah, I didn't mind. It's Eric. Whatever. <laughs> it's Eric. <laughs> well, let's move on with it. Let's not get too into this. No, I didn't but, make yeah. out with the guy. What are you talking no, about? No, I didn't do that. But yeah, there was Ethan. He got to see. It was 
was very happy to see you. You see that of, uh, you know, all my kids for some reason are, are behemoths uh, that stand tall above me for no reason at all. I can't figure it out. <laughs> He's but there so you go. Big. There he is. He's so much taller than me. I'm I didn't even recognize him at first because he got a haircut. Telling you, yeah, yeah. You didn't look that he also got his uh, eyebrows styled as well. And, well, I'm not and looking I'm that up, hard at your son. I ain't going to that. And then you have, uh, uh, what's it called, Rafe, who's saying he needs new shoes because now he's a size 16. It's nonsense. That, the that hell is are you just feeding ridiculous. these kids? Size 16. I don't know. A- any snack I get, he does run to his room with it. He has that. Are Batman who laughs it? number four. <laughs> Batman who laughs number four. Written by Scott Snyder. Art by Jock. David Barone and Sal Cipriano. I always think of that. It's like, what, Eric, the jock? He's on. He's on. Scott really? Snyder continues giving us a Batman option that is dark and grim. Eric. And while I have loved it, this issue hits the snag that most number four issues do in my mind. It's a lot of build up for the big finale starting in next month's penultimate issue. Are you aware that next issue is the penultimate issue of this series? Eric? I've it's heard the that. Penultimate issue. Heard, yes. We do find out why the Batman or Last Wears is ridiculous mask, though. But by the end, I felt more confused with what I read than any other issue in this series so far. I'm still on board and looking forward to seeing the Grim Knight hunt the most dangerous game. Jim Gordon Man. and how oh. this whole thing wraps up. And yeah, uh, this actually took me two times to read through to actually even get my bearings of what happened, especially near the end. I, I it thought it got odd, a little more even confusing. Even the whole thing with finding out why the Batman who laughs wears his headset or like his mask feels a little odd because why for all these times like you know he does this it's made of nth metal so he can see the fabric yeah. tears from the he dark sees the fabric stuff. tears in the dark but multiverse and stuff like this, that. This seems to be something that he's only needed to do recently. Well, you know, the guy's also a slave to fashion. That's what he is. He he came. I think he, he's he ended just a up, slave with this. I'm telling he's you, he's got he, a goddamn he, master. No, no, he ended up looking through the multiverse. He's BDSM. like, what is what is the coolest look that I can go with? And somehow he decided something that Cenobite. would be straight out of a, a Judas Priest video. He, he figured out, yeah. Uh, but he went with it, and this is something where it made me laugh because I do think, and especially given the you know it's the number four issue, the timing of this starting, where people have said, and I've seen people on twitter even when we tweet oh, out the twitter. reviews where uh-huh. they say like oh man i love this batman who laughs they says uh uh-huh. but that how could he see through this stupid mask and people and and i'm telling you scott snyder sees this and has to come up with a reason and well, it makes sense enough. and you talk I mean, about <laughs> you talk about he like reads or listens or whatever like i think he listens to this podcast because out of oh. nowhere once again we got something i love penny one well, you did get Penny One, and that uh, that made me smile. Now you're so saying happy. this. You're saying this, and somehow I think that if he listened to this podcast, he would no longer ever tweet me ever again, <laughs> Eric. So I don't know that he does, <laughs> but hey, we'll go with it. Uh, but yeah, you have Penny One back, which is a, a big thing for you, and that that actually did make me smile. I just think people have their own deal, and they think that they have to. I'm have talking their about own Scott thing. Snyder himself. He got away from it before. Yeah, he did. Well, maybe he thought he needed his own thing. I don't know. (laughs) But you have this whole thing where you're going to get, and in each of these issues, you do get sort of an overall theme to each issue. And this issue, you know, and it kind of came out of nowhere, was the idea of the Robins, the children, uh, you know, and that sort of thing about Batman thinking through this. Now, I did enjoy. When he he has bad thoughts, thinks about what the children Well, Well, he's thinking about the children, thinking about how, you know, they, they are the glimmer of hope and things going on with this. But right now he's having his issues. And I forgot completely 
that we were getting that font that was in red when right. you're reading it, that that is the, you know, the Batman who laughs version of our Bruce coming through here. And I'm thinking there and at the beginning, it's like before the ones all murder and you have that ED on the end that's red. And I'm thinking, is this a clue? Is this something that yes. am, yeah, I'm telling you, I'm thinking that uh, am I going to be activated? Am I so Jason Bourne we, right now? Am I going to start now punching all people? the red letters and putting them together trying to figure yeah, out what the yeah, secret kind of that, word but is? I'm like thinking like, okay, murder to murder. Drink your what, oval team. What, what is the theme here? What? And I'm like, I know what the theme is. Jim is a dummy. That's what the theme ended it's up being. usually the theme. Um, yeah, it is. I mean, really, thanks a lot. It's a classic Alan. theme. Thanks a lot. That is a classic theme. But yeah, with this, I love this first. Be- I, I love the beginning of this. And yes, I do like the idea of explaining why this ridiculous mess. I still don't know how you see through the nth metal. No. Uh, you know, that's just no you know, how it is. I, I, I still like to don't know, know that. why we do it. I don't know how it works. I don't like but to know hey, why. I, I was a guy who in the 80s used to like wearing flip up shades that had this leather little thing on the side the that 80s. went to the Years, so what's wrong yeah, with well, that now? Yeah. Well, no, that was just the age. So cool I'm not glasses. a man who will ever throw shade at any kind of shades, Eric. But yeah, I don't know how he sees through this, but I really do like this beginning I'll because I that. like the idea of going back and forth here with an Alfred that is trying to save the the person he loves. You know, uh, you know, uh, pretty much. I was so scared here. for Alfred at this point with Batman yeah. going over the top because Alfred is downright against him wearing this Batman who laughs yeah. mask and is trying to do all that he can to stop Batman from even doing anything from leaving putting it on and I really thought that like you know while he can't seem to come to his senses about fighting Alfred because he he wanted to do it initially got over the idea yeah. but when they're hugging and crying I was so afraid that the urge was going to come back and this is going to be like you know he's going to snap his back or his neck or something yeah. like that it, I, yeah, it was a like really he- intense moment in the beginning of this book yeah and i mean we've seen even in this you know rebirth era deal of batman just punching out alfred at points and things like that uh it is funny too because when you read this book you tend to almost go at points to the idea that it's an elseworld story just because of what it is and things like that so when this is going on and i'm and while this is going on i'm like oh oh my god he's gonna kill him and the thing that i will say also with this though I like Jock's art. I think that Jock's art has fit this series great. It's a horror style. I agree. I'm usually hit or miss with him, but I like him on this. Here's the thing, though. I don't think that the emotional scene here with Alfred and him crying, I don't think it plays out as much as it should because of that art, because of that stylistic art and things. Even as Batman, you know, slams him down and then Alfred is crying and things like that, I don't think it plays out as well as it would. I still like the art throughout this issue. I'm just saying that particular scene of Alfred You're just mad that he didn't shame him for crying, aren't you? Well, that no, I, I sat there myself. I'm real. Get on with it, baby. You grown like, ass like, man. What are you up. doing? <laughs> grow up. But no, when you you have this idea of I love you, you boy. do get you do get feels then where Batman is, and I like the idea that it's Batman having to. It's not just the feels, and this isn't just the normal. Hey, Alfred, you know, I don't tell you much. You know, you're my father figure. He actually, you know, with the Batman who laughs type of deal in him, throws that back out, Alfred, and throws that against him. But I like when he does. Yeah, and I like when he hugs him. And because that's not only just him loving Alfred, it's also him fighting through all this to try to, you know, say that. Yeah, yeah. And just the idea of this 
jokerized Batman would think, uh, you know, that Alfred is a crutch or oh, yeah, is, we, you know, we've already weakness. seen the Batman yeah. who laughs in his own world murder the entire Bat family. So, yeah. like, I'm sitting here wondering, oh my God, what's going to happen now? Yeah, and, and that is that's pretty tough. Uh, you do go off, and and I'm telling you, I thought one of the other things as we go on, Scott Snyder, this this is one of his things that he does. Now, this is not something new that he does that other comics don't, but it it's not as prevalent, I think, in the DCU right now. He loves to end a scene by continuing the dialogue into the next scene right. to set up that next scene. Like I said, this is not a Scott Snyder no. thing. It's a classic thing, but he likes to do it. I thought some of these were a little off as I went on, and that's kind of the, the kind of confusion that I had. But really, overall, I do think that this was more of a set up issue we now know that batman has his you know his eyewear on he can see through he can see through this dark multiverse which is where he wants to be able to know where the next bruce wayne's going to come through where all this stuff is going to happen uh and i i think that that's a pretty cool setup you still get the setup of james gordon helping though he doesn't have that much to do no but no then you he's also- just figuring out where you know different waterways and stuff yeah. like that that could be affected yeah, and then in the meantime, you also have the Joker laughs coming from last issue's cliffhanger. The Joker laughs and the Grim Knight having Gordon. The Batman who yeah, laughs. Yeah, or Batman who laughs, I'm sorry. And then you, you have this continuing when deal you said the of Joker, the Batman who laughs. We do have the Joker. The, yeah, of he course is he laughs. laughs. And that kind of threw me off as well. But you have the Batman who laughs who's going to continue talking to Gordon about, you know, how things went in the other world. The relationships the dark that they had things. with their Gordon, kind of like, you know, from, compared yeah. to the Batman who laughs and what the Grim Knight's relationship was, how the Jim Gordon of his re- uh, universe brought him down pretty much. Yeah. And like, that and whole that's idea, pretty cool. I'm telling you, for some reason, I wanted, you know, the Grim Knight who would eventually, when he's put on guard duty of Jim Gordon, when the Batman who laughs leaves, decides, look, I don't care what that guy says. I'm going to hunt you like a dog, yeah. or, you know, like an yeah. animal in the woods. And I got some hounds that I brought with it felt very weird because I wanted there to be a strange turn because even though Jim Gordon brought him to his knees and destroyed yes. everything that he did in his Gotham City, I wanted there to be a little bit of more respect for that aspect where he well, was that's, somebody. That's what we talked about last issue, and I can't remember it was last issue on the Patreon because a lot of them had been. I know, uh, but one well, of but our the last deals- one was that Grim Knight issue. Yeah, that's true. And, and one of the things that we, yeah, and from that, that's actually when we were talking about yeah. the idea that the Grim Knight to us is more about order. He's more about, you know, plans and setting plans. Yeah, they're not good plans. This is a Batman who ended up killing Joe Chill after he ended up killing his parents and from then had no sort of, you know, problem with guns, but also set up the idea that order is isn't, you know, the thing and I'm the only one who can bring that. So he wanted everything to be pretty much a a machine that would run Gotham in his way and for him to be the you know second in command to the batman who laughs who's all about chaos and trying to do all this we thought that that did really spell out the kind of in in a yeah for the grim knight to be the guy who actually because you know even after this issue and as this goes on you're trying to see where this light at the end of the tunnel is that because like classic scott snyder every time that we think that batman's on the verge of winning he is just taken down yeah, once more because destroyed. every time you get a build I still up of something think good that happens, this is you what we're going to get. Yeah, I still think the Grim Knight is the way out. I still think that the idea so. of everything right that now, is the Batman who laughs is against him. Right. Yeah. Everything, even yeah. though I love everything about the Grim Knight and the character, the, his 
doing this with the hunt with Jim Gordon and the idea that he brought crows, you know, the dark multiverse Robins out as it sounds mm-hmm. like that didn't make sense to me because though he didn't have the crows in his world, you know, like the idea that would have been yeah. the Batman of last world at Fortune at this point should have been destroyed. So it's a weird yeah. thing that all these crows would show up out of nowhere, even though I know people like kind of and like as people dark say, the crows metal. are the you know dark robins and things like right. that. I and actually crow think that, barn. yeah, I think that maybe they're just kind of hanging out. The, the Batman who laughs, he he has like a YMCA, well, a thing, dark multiverse the, YMCA. They hang out. He, he said at like one basketball. point he opened another door to get these yeah, things yeah. out there, and it just felt weird. I was like. Actually, the part of the book I that I like the least. Yeah, well, and and with that, it does seem to go against something that the dark or the Grim Knight would be about. Like right. you're saying, it, it does feel off for him. Well, they they end up, and Batman ends up going down into you know this uh, the last laugh resource compound with all of the you know the waters and all that to check if it had been contaminated yet, because this is where he has Jim Gordon Jr. looking into these things, kind of a you know well which one would he go to? Where would he go? Oh, I've narrowed it down to three. We'll check it out, and he goes there, and the Joker shows up, and the Joker again. Now this is the Joker Thank God showing he's covered up, up to that a bat- open- Batman. chest wound yeah yeah with the batman who is turning into the batman who laughs and all this the joker is there to talk and they kind of are going back and forth and i kept thinking like please don't bleed in that water please everybody in gotham's gonna have hepatitis <sighs> you know that he has uh, who knows what the joker would happen he even says he it don't let me bleed in here i'm like he has everything they, they have shit that hasn't even made up yet that he has uh he just looks disgusting but yeah, you even get like a uh, a killing joke kind of homage where Batman and Joker have a laugh together. I mean, when oh, Batman tells you, him to cross his heart, for the idea that Batman's talking to Joker and like you know he's holding the Joker about trying to hold his rage back of this Jokerized yeah. version of himself, which he's become because of this Joker. But the whole idea where the Joker tells him, "Look." This whole never-ending battle between you and me, which I wanted to last forever. The thing yeah. is, in the end, you, you've always thought that I wanted to put you to your knees and see you just yeah. die in front you of me. Know, and I, I wanted to win. I never wanted to win. And the thing is, I never wanted you to win. I wanted neither of us to win. Yeah. And we the whole thing is like, you know, win. you need to take this guy out. And the thing is like, Joker, if I cross the line and I become this guy – can you promise me that you'll end it? <laughs> Fuck yeah. And the whole thing in the Joker <laughs> is all says, about killing I'll blow him. your fucking head off and I laugh. I was so happy. And, and the, then the, the fact best that is- Batman and Joker <laughs> laugh together there, I'm oh, like, that's, that's such a great thing. It because, is. you know, it's not, it's so weird. Even in like the, like, you know, killing Joker, Batman laughs with the Joker. Here it makes sense. And I like it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just love it. He's like, oh, I'll blow your fucking head off. And he legitimately, that's what he pretty much says. And he's like, cross your heart. And then they just start <laughs> and hope to die. He says back to him, and they just start laughing together. I'm like, get to it, guys. Stop laughing. Let's go. Um, but there's the thing in this, and again, like I said, there's setup, but there's also a force bit where you did have the idea that Batman has the visor on, so he can see right. where you know the next you know Bruce Wayne can the come Nexus through. Will open, yeah. So he heads off to Blackgate because that's where he sees all the energy gathering. He sees it. And out of nowhere at at the point, careful, sir, if the portal brings another Bruce, couldn't it take you into the other dimension? And I'm like, okay, why would you say that? That's weird. (laughs) I know exactly why I said that. Because that shit's about to happen. Yeah, and it does. It, It ends up happening. And 
I don't really know exactly why, how, you know, with this whole idea, because he does end up in this other dimension where this black gate is made to be, you know, impervious to anything that the Batman who laughs would come through. Well, even this and, whole thing you know, with, things the, like with that these feels Bruce weird. Wayne's being pulled through from the dark multiverse to here yeah. because the Batman who laughs needs parts of him. Do we ever really find out how he's accomplishing this? Well, not. It's just that he seems to be just going in and grabbing him. The thing that I felt weird is at this point, I'm under the assumption that the Batman Who Laughs world has been long gone. That's why yeah, he came sort of feels over like. with Barbados. But when he shows up in this Blackgate, this Bruce Wayne says, you know, how dare you show up dressed like this? And, and you know, all that. And I'm like, I don't think that he would know that. But, you know, it's just a setup. And that, that threw well, me off Well, in this dark multiverse world, I'm saying, I think he just means Batman in general. Yeah, not even the whole just, thing with that. Even that, though, is crazy. But, yeah, with that, it just threw me off a little. It, it did throw me off because we don't know much about what... What this guy's gone no, through, we have no idea. He's, he's just awarded a black gate of this Bruce Wayne. And again, didn't you think that what was going to happen is as you go into this and you go into this portal in this other dimension, didn't you think that this is where we were going to see, say, the Batman who laughs shows up to grab the, him and throw him through? And that's where Batman would well, face off with him is, to keep him from doing it. I don't know how any of it works because even going back to before where we had one of those Bruce Waynes that apparently was on a Zeppelin and when he was pulled through on this one, he just fell out of the sky and crash landed on a car. I well, never yeah. got the idea that the Batman Lash was actually physically grabbing them well, and that's pulling the them thing. through. I just don't I, know I believe, why they're just I believe falling what through it this is. dark multiverse portal I, out of nowhere. The only thing that we can think is that the Batman Lash, he gets the idea of where they are through the energy. And the big thing was to point out that where they are pulled through is exactly where they end up in Gotham. When the guy got pulled through yeah. from the Zeppelin, that means that without a Zeppelin there in our world, he just falls to his death. Obviously, you go here and it's Blackgate and whatever. I, I'm guessing that if you want to make it make sense and thinking it's basically a dark multiverse boom tube that opens up and, and you know, yeah, I just don't know why. Through. Yeah. I, well, again, he was going and this one, we'll see how it goes, but he does end up doing it. Remember, he's collecting samples from these I know, things I'm to make ha- another guy. And we'll see how that ties in. We're I just not can't remember much of that if it yet. was ever spelled out why this is happening in Gotham. Like something like the idea of these other Bruce Wayne's like, you know, boom tubings, whatever you want to call it from the dark multiverse here. Well, I know the Batman that- needs the parts. I just don't know how this well, is happening. It. He just seems to be opening up these portals to do it. I don't know how, why. I mean, the guy ends up in the Grim Knight opens the portal up to get the, uh, you know, the crows in. So I guess they can just open up portals and things like that. But what we're going to get now is the idea of Gordon's now on the run. You had the Grim Knight saying, you know, here you go. Get out of here. I'm going to hunt you down. I'm going to use my hounds that end up being crows. And then when we end up with... Yeah, when we end up with this whole, you know, older uh, Bruce Wayne that was in the Blackgate. Now he, right. they go back and we're Morden in our Blackgate. And you have this guy who was there who was helping Batman, the, you know, this police officer, who, you know, a guard and uh, in uh, Blackgate. Yeah, and officer he Harper. says, yeah, Officer Harper. I thought you said Arkham. Uh, and yeah. he Batman trusted him. He's off his game. I mean, the one thing that if anybody's going to say anything like, oh, man, he should have known this or he should have been able to see it, which I think that he would have been able to see it with this visor on because well, he can the thing see is, things too, through. At the one point, we see that the Harper mask that he has on is one of those classic from the beginning of the new 52 Batman series, that I like the holographic yeah. mask that yeah, he's wearing to make himself which is look a like cool Officer deal, Harper. But it's a cool callback. It, it is something that I think that this multiversal, dark multiverse visor that Batman has might have been able to show him a little 
little different, but it doesn't. And what ends up happening is the guy that he trusted, uh, again, then to even guard this Mr. Wayne ends up being the Batman who laughs that ends up just going to town and just slicing uh, the, uh, the what's it called? The Bruce Wayne. The, the Warden Bruce Wayne, Wayne yeah. from this, the Warden, yeah, Warden Wayne. And uh, while he's doing it, sets up a, a barrier that reminds me of uh, a Star Wars thing. I thought that maybe Darth Maul was in town and we're fighting with the barrier up, but then kind of gets the barrier down, puts the mask down again and says, hey, everybody, hey, look what Batman did. The Batman left. He killed uh, Mr. Wayne. Let's get him. It's so funny to me before the reveal that Officer Harper here in Blackgate, the guard, is the Batman who laughs. I swear this whole thing comes down to like, you're him. You're that Batman who laughs kind of thing. And Batman has to convince him, no, no, I'm not. And hype thing. Eventually he goes with the idea, okay, this is no. the right Batman. As soon as this happens, Batman turns around and puts on the Batman who laughs yeah. visor. And if I'm yeah. the Officer Harper, I'm like, yeah, I would just start unloading my gun into him at this point. He's yeah. a liar. Yeah. He fooled yeah, me. Really. Oh my God. Yeah, he has that on. Also, uh, at the one point, I love it when you have Harper. He's like, hey, everybody, I'm Commander Officer Harper here. Uh, that Batman laughs right there. He killed Bruce Wayne. Oh no. Uh, he's got a trigger device. I-, I want these other guys to go like, you know, everybody's killing Bruce Wayne nowadays. <laughs> this is like the 10th one because that is known. It's I like mean, shooting Gordon Bruce Wayne's said. in a barrel. Yeah, but Bruce Wayne, you know, has been dying over and over. Like, which one? Which one's well, that's this? that's the thing. You know? I don't know how well known it is. For Like, you know, I know that the police, though, I don't know if, you know, prison well, guards will know about it. I mean, and they are the, the prison guards that seem to be in touch with things. They know who the Batman who laughs is. He says, hey, there's the Batman who laughs. It seems been, to be out well, and the about. Is, the Batman who laughs everybody knew about from Dark Knight's Metal. He fucking made a giant mountain happen in Gotham yeah. and made, had a labyrinth fucking yeah. magic cards. Go. I'm, I'm even saying that even the police uh, throughout of the GCPD are taking bets on things and these Waynes. And this is not Punch but yeah, he, he ends up just, you know, hey, everybody, look, the Batman laughs. And it's it's one of those funny things is it, it's kind of a clever deal of how Batman's there and has the mask on, but he needed to have it on. It's not it, it's not as clever as it seems that trick a rule there. But, you know, you have them all open well, fire at the end the, for a uh, things, though, when uh, the Batman laughs like, let me show you let me take off this holographic mask and show you the true face yeah. behind here and always the the reveal like even if i'm watching a horror movie and when you finally get to see jason Voorhees, like you know actual face or this whole thing yeah. or to find out who the killer is is that the man behind the mask or, is, that, is that what that no, song's not, about no yes oh. that is the one alice yes. cooper song is about but no the whole yes. thing is that reveal is supposed to be big in my mind. And for some reason, just him lifting this helmet up and you just seeing yeah. a You think that that should have been the I cliffhanger? Don't, I don't recognize his face so much. It's pretty <laughs> much I'm like, okay, I guess that's what a jokerized Bruce Wayne looks yeah, like. There it is. doesn't do there anything for me, this yeah. whole reveal. It's, just, it's a problem, though. But there it's like, cause this should be a big deal. And it's because it's me. I'm like, oh. Yeah. All right. Well, the, he ended the up, you know, the Batman will last, motherfucker. Come on. Of course. Yeah, it's you. yeah. So there you go. Yeah. It's, the, it's me. And it's now Superman. That, that'd be a twist. I actually that thought that, that I, I would have liked that as the cliffhanger uh, itself. But then you just have the cliffhanger that it looks like. I mean, what what are we reservoir dogs now? Everybody just shooting away there. But yeah, we'll see how that ties into next issue and what's going on. I think they're shooting at uh, the roof even though they're shooting down, Eric, like you punch down. But I do. Uh, yeah, this is a lot of it's a lot of setup. I, I still am on board. It's yeah. just a lot of setup. It's a lot of fun. And to be like had. I said, by the end, I, I, I thought that it was a little Dark more confusing fun. than it needed to be, uh, even including what you said about why the Grim Knight would have crows. Why? And, and with the me. idea with the idea, too, of the Grim Knight, he, why would he need anybody 
to chase down Jim Gordon here. I mean, he's the grim knight. If he wants to hunt him, why isn't he hunting him? It's weird. Maybe the the tie-in is he's going to end up saving Gordon and then saying, see, that's what I could have had happen. But they're eating him at that point. I know. Meat's murder. They're biting them fingers off really bothered me because I'm in my mind. They were biting off and we're going to have a like, you know, he'll go to that same doctor that that Alfred went to when he got his hand taken off. He'll get that serial killer hand. Yeah, he'll get that. It's going to come and get him at the end. It's going to strangle him. But it turns out Uh, all this time, we always thought the Grim Knight was like a Punisher back. Batman, it turns out yeah. he's a craven Batman. Oh, yes, he loves the hunt. The Grim Knight's last hunt. There you go. It'd be funny if he would have put Gordon in a black uh, wife beater. Uh, just like, hey, wear this. And then he goes off. Eh, crow, crow, crow. Enough of those crows. Uh, do you like counting crows or black crows more? Which is your favorite crow? I am a fan of counting crows. Really? I'm more of a, a black crows fan, actually, really? myself. I saw, yeah, I saw them twice in concert. They were great. I've seen the counting crows in concert. No, have you? Nobody asked yeah. about that. Yeah, the Counting I, I think the Counting Crows are more of a polished band, but I, I like the idea of the Black Crows. That To me, the Black Crows were like a next step of like a next Rolling Stones, an early Rolling Stones, maybe the even more was, the Rolling Stones kind that. of deal. Yeah, it seemed that the uh, old grunge came about, and that kind of ruined that that ball. (laughs) That party was ended then with that. Uh, But yeah, uh, like I said, I I still like this. Even at that point, nobody wanted the Rolling Stones anymore. We don't need new Rolling Stones. Please, go go back to the Black Crow's first album and and start talking. She talks to angels and all that. That was all over the place, Eric. Everybody loved it. Hard to handle. You know that stuff? You know, twice as hard. You you like these songs. Hard to handle. You can't turn on your goddamn radio without that. Hard to handle every fucking That's a time. Cover. That was a cover song too. So, but you know, she talks to angels a little. It's a good song. Know, to, twice as hard. You like that? Twice as hard. Yeah, you got that. Ah, uh, yes. But here we go. I give this a seven point nine uh, out of ten. I, I want to, you know, tell everybody this is a ten point scale, uh, and I'm going to go with that. I think that you might be. I don't know. I can't judge you on this. I think that you might go eight, but I actually think you might go seven five. What are you going to give it? I think I'm going to go with a 7.8 out of 10 because I was going to be a little bit lower than you. You just want me to be wrong. No, no, no. The thing was, I was thinking about an 8, but the thing is, I gave Detective Comics an 8, and I think I like that a little bit. Actually, you know what? I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10, like my original thought, because I I do have problems with Detective Comics. I have some problems with this, but overall, these are both cool comics that I had a good time reading, and I like Jack's art a lot in this. And the whole thing is, four issues in with a weird little spinoff one shot. I'm still compelled by the story, which is hard to do sometimes for a six issue. Many of a character that came out of a weird event, you know, I didn't expect to like the dark, the Batman who laughs. And this has really brought me around to it. Listen, everybody, (laughs) I want to tell you a little thing about the Batman who laughs and how I was not a fan originally. But the thing is, like the Joker in this book, maybe we all need to open our hearts a bit. (laughs) Open our hearts and poison everyone. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm down with that. You know what, people? Sometimes Eric talks and jokes around, but sometimes he opens up his heart, just like the Joker does. And, and maybe we should all do that. You like that, Eric? Do you like yeah. mine better? Is no, that I'm saying, you just said the same thing I said. <laughs> you know, sometimes we read books that have messages. Sometimes they don't. But really, at the end, if we all open our hearts up like the Joker, I think that we can all get along better. There. That was better, right? Was that, a, was that better? <laughs> There you go, Eric. <laughs> oh, we have one more Batman book in this section. Holy moly. What's going on? What's going on with life, Eric? How's life? Sometimes we go through this <laughs> thing called life. 
You know, not on purpose. It's like a roller coaster ride of emotions. I didn't no, ask to be born. No, nobody here asked. Well, you're, you're stepping. That's exactly what I was going to say. We all didn't ask to be born, you motherfucker. We didn't all ask to be born. But as we go through life, we think to ourselves, "Boy, I wish that I can grow up." I wish that I could drive. I wish that I could get a job. You know what? Sometimes we forget to live. We have to remember to Bring that live. Old gym back, huh? Isn't that what life is about? Should it be called actually live? Like you say at the end, hey, I am happy with the game of live. I'm going to do it. But really, at the end, isn't our favorite live, live, Tyler? Or no, isn't it? our favorite live is that band who sings when the dolphins cry. Oh. But that is the band live. How would I ever know that if I only see it written? Maybe they should be called live. And maybe when lightning strikes, you you can end up saying that dolphins do indeed cry on this roller coaster ride of a rocket ship called Earth. I don't know if I like the dramatic piano anymore. (laughs) It makes me think crazy things. Isn't it true that sometimes you should not trust a big butt and a smile? Never, Isn't that true? Never trust that. You shouldn't. And really, never trust that. Because what ends up happening then is we start looking at the waterfalls and the rivers. Don't go chasing them. You don't chase those. Be happy with what you have. Next thing you know, you're going to look into that mirror and see splotches on you. And they're going to kill Ricky. Oh, God. Why Ricky. did they shoot Ricky. I'm getting dizzy, Eric. Here I, I was, yell just like tempted by the so of another. I'm so... <laughs> That's the thing, Eric, is by the end, it, aren't they all man-eaters? All right, we're going to the next book, and the last book of this section is Batman number 68. Eric, you've been looking forward to this one. Sure have. Written by Tom King, art by Amanda Connor, Dan Panasian, John Timms, Michael Janine Yannon, Paul Mounts, Jordi Belair, and Clayton Cowles. I thought we had a bachelor party and a bachelorette party already in this series. But I guess my memory is failing me in my old age. Oh, yeah. I see what's going on. Tom King is still apologizing to his fans for not having the wedding he promised and is trying to wipe away all those bad feelings by digging into his old bag of tricks. This time, it's a trip down memory lane with a pseudo-sequel to the Super Friends Fair issue with Campbell and Batburger references to boot. We get, a, we get to see pages of wine from the universe that I guess is supposed to be funny. And Lois and Selena becomes besties at the end. If you're a fan, I'm sure you're eating all this up. But if you're looking for a story, you may have to look elsewhere. And by the way, none of this is real. Nope. It is a nightmare, so don't give me this idea of, man, I'm so glad that Selena and Lois are best friends. This nope. isn't real. It's not real. And the idea, too, if you're a Lois fan going into this, and this is the thing. This is a bat and cat run. Lois is full out a drunk and a woman who hates, hates being a mother, a wife, and a reporter. Hates her life. Wants to just go and also allow Selena Kyle to sit and watch naked versions of her husband dance around and what grind. What a weird bachelorette party. Felt very odd. Which now, we already with- had with great characters like Alice Tesla, Pamela Swigel, yeah, Eiko Hasegawa, and Gwen Altamont, which was no. a great callback showing that Catwoman does have a history when we had the and, prelude and, to the yeah. wedding earlier. 
And with that, the prelude to the wedding, the bachelorette issue, one of the better ones. Doesn't matter anyway, because they're being written away by nightmares. I mean, this is something where Tim Seeley was told to come in. Yeah, Tim Seeley was told to come in and write these preludes to the wedding. And what he has said afterwards is he was not told that the wedding wouldn't happen. So he ended up doing this, and then the wedding didn't happen, and, and pretty much so a lot just of people like threw life, shade at him. We never yeah. know what's going to happen no. in the future. So, yeah, so he ended up doing this, and then life. all of a sudden we're getting this again. Day to day. And I don't know what, this, I don't know what the, the nightmare is here. By the end, you have Superman say to, to Bruce, hey, you know, I, I hate the idea that I have to be Superman, but I love being Superman, but you hate the idea of being Batman, but love the idea that you have to be Batman, uh, blah, blah, blah. Because Let's your life's boring as shit without Batman. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's the only thing. And and with it, though, before we, you know, get into it, wink, wink, Eric, mm-hmm. is the idea that if you're going through nightmares, in my mind, now remember, these are nightmares that y- you kind of have Tom King playing a game here. Number one, they're supposed to be the fears and, you know, things of Batman. Now, but in the other hand, it's supposed to be being forced on him by an outside entity. So the idea that you're going into a nightmare here, strapped into the nightmare machine that we see by the end, I think that this is a reprieve for Batman who now can just relax and enjoy, even with the fact that if you were going with Amanda Connor's art, that's mainly the art in this issue, uh, that's what I'm thinking that Batman is seeing. So he's seeing this cartoony world where Selena and Lois are drunk and having some fun. Batman's having a calm night with with his best friend. They're playing chess. They don't even know each other, it feels like. It felt so awkward for people who are best friends. And again, this is where, is that a... A, a lack of knowing the characters or is that the nightmare? Because when you do ambiguous things that Tom King seems to like to do a lot, Mr. Miracle, uh, you can get away with anything you want. You can get away with whatever you want in these nightmares because if somebody calls you on, it's not real. It's a nightmare. So if I say, and if somebody else calls this- you on it, sometimes nightmares are memories. Yeah. Yeah. So th- this is how this all wraps around into being nothing. It's nothing except a, hey, sorry, guys, you know, everybody got mad at me for the wedding. So I'm going to do my damnedest to make you still love me. So here's here you go. Sequels, you guys love this. Everybody like. Yeah, this is a greatest hits to remember a, when and I a, did this. You when, guys did like people, that, right? when did people start doing homages to themselves and not be called at as freaking pretty much pretentious pricks? Because that's what that is. An homage to yourself. Please, I'd rather you go back to ripping off people like you did before. Having you're, you're ripping off yourself. You're ripping off anybody who bought this issue and thought there was a story. And now I'm going to accentuate the positive, Eric, right? I love Amanda Connor's art. It feels like so a, a weird in this whole run. But as a nightmares thing, you get away with it. It's great. I'm done. Five out of ten. What do you give it? Five out of ten. There you go. Are we done? You want anything else you have to say uh, about it? The one thing is, uh, you talked about what you thought the nightmare was. The nightmare in my mind was, since we saw all these things that didn't have to do with Bruce himself, the nightmare in my mind was that uh, Clark has a better body than Bruce Wayne and yeah. Catwoman got to see it. <laughs> That's what it is. Because oh, when, no. with all the things going on in the Fortress of Solitude, that is what Bruce is afraid of. He must be afraid that, you know, Superman is Robot, better built Clark than him. Clark is hung. Yeah, so at the end with this whole know idea, what? hey, if I'm making robot versions myself. You best believe they're going to be hung. Yeah, yeah, really. That's that's what I do too. That would be the best. But yeah, I'm done. Uh, we're going to go off now to some mail. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with you.
Boom, it's mail time. Right. And if you want to be part of the mail, you can email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. Just like Jay did. And he says, what up, Jim and Eric? Jay from Canada here after a skip week, which is, in my mind, a week that he just skipped everywhere he went. Was not allowed to walk around. for a week? No, no. It's when you skip everywhere. I've had a skip week before. It gets you in shape. You've had a skip How are you all doing? He says, I was in Alabama and loved how people said this all the time. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? I I was in Alabama. I I was in Tuscaloosa for a while. I would like to say that that's the summer that I became a man, Eric. I became a man. That's where the university. No, no. I was there during college times in Tuscaloosa is where the college is there. So uh, this week. Uh, has been insane for me from being stuck alone in multiple airports to my landlord telling my girlfriend she's very, very sexy and that she so should take on an older lover. He, he didn't realize wait, that wait, I had taken up being he, – he should, she should take on an older lover. Because she's very, say, very sexy and she should take on an older lover. So you're, you're yeah. through with her is what you're telling me. No, you're well, trying the, to make her what, figure out that like, you know, look, we're breaking up and I need you to make it your idea. No, no, no. What are you talking about? This is what the landlord sent her. Oh, the landlord sent I for messages. some reason. Fucking no. Jason, a goddamn plane terminal, telling her that you're no. very sexy and should take on an older there. lover. I mean, just the idea of him saying to his girlfriend, you're very, very sexy. You should, you take, should a- take on an older look, look, lover. I have gone through many relationships where I'm trying to get the uh, the woman to break up with me. So well, I'm yeah, trying to give well, them motivation I, I know to think that about you've been, this. You've gone through relationships. What you haven't done is listen to what the hell I'm talking about here. He says from being sexy. Stuck alone in multiple airports to my landlord telling my girlfriend oh. she's very sexy and that she should take on an older lover. Now, the thing that I think that we should reveal is I have become a landlord recently. Eric, that's who he's talking about. I'm sending texts out. All right. How about if it was me? I <laughs> got very uncomfortable. I'd be so dead. It's been crazy, but I made it through. And you said that. I thought, did Tanya invite some, like, stranger to the house again? No. And everything is just swell. Have you two had a good week? No, I never do. How is Tanya doing? Tanya is realizing that a uh, a severe concussion, when you almost go through a uh, windshield, windshield, uh, does not get a recovery in three days. That's that's what she's finding out. And then we looked up. Not that attitude. well, Well, she's not resting. She's doing everything she's not supposed to do and then getting upset because she doesn't feel good. So then we look up and I said, look up how long it takes for a concussion, severe concussion. And it's like on average 100 days. And she wants it to be done in a, in 100 seconds. I got you can't do that. I hope it's a speedy recovery. Is Jess doing okay? Lady Jessica, is she doing okay? Yeah, how would he know? As for the books. I adored Batman number 68. That's like, coming let's keep out this professional, review, Jessica. But, you know, the, he, you just heard how much we loved Batman 68. But I just can't argue with Jim anymore. It takes too much effort, and I'll never prove them why I love it. Oh, I know why you love it. I, I just don't want to be mean and reveal it, Eric. So I'll have to disagree. <laughs> agree to disagree. Uh, you like that sentence yeah, or that phrase, I agree hate to it disagree? So much. I know you do. I won't fake the funk either, and I'm loving this run. I don't mind liking something, even if everyone hates it. It's so funny to me, is the idea of going through this crazy roller coaster ride of emotions that I call this Tom King Batman run, where at one point we were told that we were bullshit because we were the only ones that didn't like it. Now it comes full circle. Or now Tom King fans are telling us we don't care if everybody hates it. You're a jerk off for liking it. I, I just don't. I don't understand. 
It, it, it's been the Life's whole deal. Weird. We have been People consistent now for two years. And that's why we said that at points we don't even want to talk about it because the same problems were happening two years ago. And yet we and were still new. some of the highest reviews on this for that first arc. <sighs> yeah. The first arc, the first six issues I loved. And then it went downhill a bit. A good example of this is called a game called Lair. Have you guys ever heard of it? I heard of it. I played it and I beat it, Eric. It's a game uh, I call was, Life it, Lair. Well, Lair had uh, really awful motion controls with the controller, and you couldn't use those. I used the regular controls. What's this for? It was one of the first big PS3 exclusives where you're a dragon rider. It was critically banned for difficult controls, but I still love it to this day. I even rationalized that the difficult controls were the dragon being stubborn. So basically what you're saying is, again, (laughs) you are somebody who makes up ideas in your head to enjoy things just like this Batman run. I understand exactly what you're saying. You're making up excuses to make it so it's not the creator's fault. Yeah, other standouts where the Batman will last, Red Hood and Detective Comics, is looking more and more like the Arkham Knight as a new character, and I'm on board, of course. It is. Yeah. Now time for one of my patented top five lists. This one is more so for Jim, but Eric can chime in. What are your top no, five Beatles songs? Mine are a few unorthodox choices, and it's funny he says that they are not unorthodox at all. Uh, eight days a week. <laughs> And he doesn't know why, but he still loves that one. That's a big hit. Not all of these are big hits. Right. Um, uh, you're going to lose that girl, which I do like. Do yeah, you know that one, Aaron? Yeah, yeah, you like you're going to lose that girl. Yeah, yeah. That's how it goes, yeah, right? You're just going to say everything with you. Yeah, it does kind of go like, you're going to lose that girl. Yes, yes, you're going to lose. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, it's, it's like that. Exactly. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a redo of she loves you. Uh, but my dad used to play this one all the time. He just enjoy it. Yesterday. Uh, one of the best ballads of all time. I'm Yesterday, telling you, as yeah, a Beatles yeah, fan, yeah. as a Beatles fan, I grew so tired of songs like Yesterday, songs like A Day in the Life, songs like Sgt. Pepper's, stuff like that. Right. That, yeah, my, my list isn't exact. I'm telling you, you can't oh, really you have B-side that. you B-side Jimmy, are you? I'm, no, I'm telling you, you can't really have that much of an obscure Beatles list just because, you know, there's so many songs. But yeah, if I had Revolution number nine <laughs> on my list, then you could slap me in the face. Uh, help. This was the one that got me into them. You know, help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, you would I, say. Know, I know. I do. I love help. I love it's catchy it. tune, uh, especially the yeah, yeah, yeah. Number one. Oh, darling. And he says, that's so good. <laughs> Give me your version of Oh, darling. Oh, darling, yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. No, that's, oh, darling, that's that one. So good. I'm not going to sing because I don't want you to ask Look, who sings it. I, I'm not a one-trick pony. You, you want me to sing you a little, oh, darling? I actually kind of do. I want to know what this is. Yeah, yeah, I don't want you to throw shade at me. <laughs> I'm blushing. It, it, it just goes, it goes, oh, darling, ding, uh-huh. ding, 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 please believe it. Oh, I know the song. There yeah, you yeah. go. Yeah. I know that song. I'll never do you no harm. I, I actually like at the end of, believe me, darling. You know, I always like when they say things. And <laughs> the don't best. throw shade at me. Don't I'm throw shade at me. There you go. Did you like don't that? Throw Did you shade like my me. version yeah, of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dun, 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 Oh, darling, yeah, 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 please believe me, yeah. Is that how it goes? That's in your mind. Uh, he wanted our list. You obviously are probably not going to have a list, right? I do I not have, a, have list. a list. I have a very qu- uh, quick list where I cheat a little at one of them, but uh, I'll go with it. because. And, and this is where I think Jolly Drew will appreciate the idea of this, is that usually with Beatles lists like this, it's never going to be my all-time favorite because it's going to just be my favorites at the time. I haven't listened to a lot of Beatles recently. The last month I listened to a lot, but like the last couple of weeks or whatever. But once I start listening, 
my list will change and it will change over and over and over again. But right now, number five, Strawberry Fields Forever. Number four, Cry Baby Cry. Eric, you like that? Cry Baby Cry. I like That's Strawberry on the Fields Forever. Album. It's awesome. Uh, number three is actually the Abbey Road Medley, the whole second side of Abbey Road. Oh. That's kind of a cheat, but I do love it. But of all those Maxwell songs. Maxwell Silver Hammer, number one? Uh, no. Uh, no. You have You Never Give Me Your Money in that. And that's that's actually been one of my favorites for a while now. Uh, but also has one Is of the song greatest things. It has one of the greatest things uh, in all of Beatledom is the idea of the going back and forth with uh, John, Paul, and George trading off guitar solos. And it's awesome. I oh love my. it. Uh, number two is She Said. She Said, number one. It's been the number one for a while for me is the song Is that a movie Rain. with Kevin Bacon? Nah, it might have been. But yeah, I, I like I like the uh idea. I love the uh lyric and she said she said it's uh I know what it's like to be dead. And I really like it. I like the story behind wow, that as that's well. Fucking but, dark. Oh, I, I love really it. like this and, line. Uh, I know what it's I'm like to you, be I dead. I love it. I, I it's awesome. <laughs> uh, but the creep. song Scott, the song Jimmy, Rain, Jimmy here. The song Rain, I love so much. I love the video for it. And if you watch the video, it's when Paul uh, chipped his tooth. He still has the chip going in that. It's funny to me. But also the idea that, in my mind, I don't know what the hell Ringo was doing that day. But God damn it, he became a great drummer. I- I'm telling you, he outdid himself in the song Rain. The drums are incredible. And I just love that song. I, I love all of that song. But that is my Beatles top five. And I, you want me to sing you some more? You want me to sing you a little help? Help, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's all from me. Classic. See you in seven. Thanks, much Jay. love from Canada. And that is a Jay. And thank you, Jay. And much love to you from down here in Quakertown, Pennsylvania. You, you were listening to a horror podcast the other day. And they got upset with each other because the one spelled out kind of where they live. Right, right? And it was kind of near us. And I'm thinking like, boy, we say Quakertown all the time. The, you know, the garden spot of Pennsylvania. I uh, the, the next garden one, state for a second. Like, I don't think you know no, Quakertown. No, it's the garden spot, right? Or, or the meth capital. It's one of those two. No, I forget it's a, it's what they the have on the capital of the fucking yeah, I don't know anymore. It used and, to be. and also, yeah, it used to be. Uh, I'm going to shuffle things up, Eric, just to just to do things. And the next one's from Dancing Mike. Dancing Mike says, "Hi, Jim. Greetings, Eric, and hello, mother. Hello, Big shout Mike. out to the Get Fresh Crew. Be- whoop, boop, whoop, whoop, whoop. What up, Fresh Cup Crew? I was trying to delay. Do oh, I got that? There, uh, there. Since there are no more rent and raves, I thought I would write a quick little email. He's lying. So we're starting with random thoughts and tidbits. Swerve. Swerve is a pro wrestling term. It came to prominence in the 90s Monday Night Wars era when there would be weekly nonsensical shifts and alliances and backstabbing for no reason. That's other what I was than watching, Try to keep the audience guessing. Like when everyone thought that Mike Tyson was going to join DX, but he turned on DX and sided with Stone Cold Steve Austin, pilot astronaut. Maybe I stopped watching. So last year I spoke in a rant and rave, remember those, about how Brexit was being delayed and jeopardized but by the fascist globalist and political power in Britain and the EU. And someone in Slack, I'm not going to call any Anybody out by name, even if it does rhyme with what Sprite used to claim as their flavor or Frankie, who must be a teenager in love. I don't know what we're doing anymore. <laughs> I don't either. Suggested I was spreading fake news about Brixit. I thought Brixit was a way that you cooked beef. I thought that was where it, the, 
I don't know much about anything, but I thought that's where Britain decided they were going to start using Bitcoin as their currency. I thought it was some sort of like a thing that you you marinated a beef thing and you made sandwiches. Oh, that does sound because delicious, there's no even though meat is murder. It. It's like, I need a Brexit sandwich, is what I would say. You want to go to the pub after this? You want to go to Brexit sandwich? Old London. Is what, swing in Old London. Uh, that's where I get my Brexit swing in old sandwiches. Town. Also, it might be the idea that I'd call somebody that, and it's a, a shade-throwing nickname for somebody who shits his pants on the reg. Hey, yo, oh, look Brexit. at that Brexit. Look at that Brexit over there. Right? Yeah. Uh, nobody is talking about a second referendum. Yeah, it wasn't fake news. Just news from the future. The future that can be easily discovered by podcast, anyone everybody. who realizes uh, and admits that elitist leftist globalist fascist. <sighs> but, wasn't that an album by the Sex Pistols? We'll never allow the implementation of the will of the people simply because that's what the people voted for and overwhelmingly wish to see occur. Right? <sighs> Where am I I will now I accept my out. mission. I, I just ended up getting you got, <laughs> activated. Yeah, you got triggered. I am activated. What are your commands? Eric, I'm waiting for your commands. I'm My sorry. Commands. I, I am not a pleasure bot. It's I cannot be. do such a thing. That is what Lady Jessica is for. Sorry. Gross. There you go. I am not gross. Not I you. have. These are outputs, not inputs. Get that right. Uh, or uh, maybe uh. buy me a drink first. Ah, 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 space codet. Get the humanoids. Get the intruder. So is Mike talking about comics now? Silly people just don't want to know what they want. Fuck. Just let the globalist tell you what to do and accept it. Uh, I, I don't know if he's a globalist in this or I, I get confused. I'm not well, a worldly fellow, so I don't know. I'm not either. I'm not a learned fella or a learned fella We're as, someone with as good hygiene. Homer once told Pepsi. <laughs> learned head. <laughs> I am not a good looking man, Eric. I am not smart. The ice bears are in the playoffs now. All right. Yeah. So it's about time to renew my season passes. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you? My hockey season passes. Patreon listeners know what I'm talking about, and Mike knows that that is complete and utter nonsense. What are you talking about? Season passes, They're man. They're called season tickets. <laughs> season passes. Does somebody get a hold of Sin of Grace and tell them they're not called season passes? Do you remember when Tabitha from Bewitched had a short-lived spinoff where not. she was all grown up? It was not good. Number one, I do, I do remember it. Number two, you are right. It was not good. I don't recall and you're that being at all. nice. Oh, it's awful. And he says uh, something that I will echo as well. Elizabeth Montgomery was hotter than the sun. Just saying, I am one that if, if and you don't really have this this talk a lot, but I will go with you know bewitched over genie anytime. I, I like Elizabeth you were just Montgomery. Just having this conversation so last far week. Out. Yeah, but I'm saying you, you you get more of the you know Marianne and and stuff like that and Ginger more than you would have. This yeah, you get the, obviously more. But versus. people talk about Bewitched and I Dream of Genie all the time. It's yeah, a big thing. I never like, act thing I is, I think the Genie's hot, but I think be like you know Samantha's way hotter as well. Yeah, I, I actually think that this conversation we're having is never done now anymore. Put Samantha because in the nobody genie costume. Knows, nobody knows anything about you know Bewitched anymore. I think that that is well, long gone. That nobody even talks about. 
Mrs. Dancing Mike and I are going to see Avengers Endgame on Sunday, April Sweet. 28th, opening weekend. You're not selling those tickets for like $15 million? We're seeing it in 2D IMAX. Two tickets cost $42.36. 40 fucking two fucking dollars for 42 fucking movie tickets. And 3D yeah. would be more. Keep that in mind. Yeah, that's what going there. Now, they yeah, really, Eric will not be spending that money. Now, this movie is going to be huge. At least the opening weekend will be. And then be Jeff wants popcorn and a slushy on top of it? God. Uh, yeah. If the movie ends with assless Marvel coming in and punching Thanos and making all this heroes that moviegoers have been following and actually care about look totally lame and useless, there will be an uprising of epic proportions. Because with all the protection tactics and phantom ticket sales that help Captain RBF get pushed to a dollar of billions... Uh, I think that what Mike has to realize is a lot of these things happen. He's saying that Captain Marvel really didn't make that money. I I do think that it did. But I do think that uh, you got to realize when you come out against it, there is a backlash and people are going to try to prove the haters wrong by going multiple times. Essentially, people are stupid and weird. Nobody wins. Along, except maybe Marvel. That's who wins. Along with the fact that it's supposedly an MCU movie, I still didn't really connect with audiences or critics as a hit. So if this movie ends up being a big celebration of Captain Woke, just because that, I think the repeat audiences and any subsequent MCU movies will absolutely tank. Remember The Last Jedi did very well, but once viewers saw what went on there and that Star Wars is now all being uh, woke over telling a good story, audiences stayed away from the solo in droves and absolutely. Failure of that movie killed all the subsequent Star Wars story movies. And while I'm trying to avoid spoilers, it's looking more and more like all you guys are lame, but I can come and defeat Thanos single handedly and probably have a lame soundtrack playing while I'm doing it. Are you talking about Iron Man now? Besides the fact she has no history for fans to connect to, no discernible emotions, no likability, no facial expressions other than RBF. Eric, I did you like, that ca- you like Captain Marvel enough? That's all right. right. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'll never see it. But uh, it's nothing Marvel to movie. do with. I'm not, uh, you know, making a stand or anything. I just have no. No, no you're old man who doesn't watch I things. Ju- I just have no interest in it. I still haven't watched that Star Wars trailer. People still haven't watched about it. any of the no goddamn idea. DC movies. No, why would I do that? And the fact that her only character traits are really powerful. And and the V word, I'm telling you, this is getting awful. Assless Marvel is a great addition to the MCU. Think about it. Her only, she, and I'll tell you later. Vengeance. And worthy. No, I'm going to end up saying that I am, uh, you know, what's it called? Uh, I'm censoring Mike now. I'm worthy of ruining Endgame. Just saying that if I spent 40 uh, fucking $2 and 30 fucking six fucking cents for two movie tickets to see End Lame, The Rise of Captain Marvel, I'll be a little more than pissed. I, I don't think that's how it'll end up. No. I, I think that it's going to be everybody fighting. I, I, I think mean, it's going to be Avengers. A lot of hype going on. I look forward to it. He, he he was saying an anatomy that, that, that began with uh, V and also was uh, rhymed possibly with uh, Jerry Seinfeld's one Dolores. girlfriend. <laughs> no, it wasn't that. That's but I'm not the was. only one. No, I'm just joking. It's I know the V word. About. I know. It I is. hope someday you'll join us and the world will live Vengeance. as one. Imagine all the people. See what I did there. Who will be pissed beyond belief that that's how the movie ends and will rage quit the MCU. In my in my opinion, nobody quits no. I, I just don't see it i and when people quit just others jump in just i don't know 
It's just the same. I mean, a lot of people also on the opposite side, a lot of people stopped watching football, you know, because people were kneeling and stuff. Well, that's ridiculous. I I didn't get involved with that. And I I don't, you know, whatever. But it will be woke. And that's what matters. Again, a majority of people want a good popcorn movie with a great story. SJWs don't want to allow that because we shouldn't be able to just enjoy anything without injecting leftist politics into it. Uh, and while I'm on the subject of SJ Joe, you've mentioned swatting on the podcast a few times recently, but neglected to mention the pieces of garbage that were initiating the swatting. Of course, it's crazy SJW anti comics gate weirdos who won't be happy until someone whose political views they disagree with is seriously injured or killed. And somehow what? they still try to characterize comics gate as a hate group. It's called projection douches. Look into it. Uh, I'll tell you of the things of the idea of SJWs versus the comics gate. I avoid all of them. So if you're well. one of those, I apologize. I don't want any parts of any uh-uh. of your fucking nonsense. You know what I like? I like enjoying movies and comics. And it's turned into hate on both sides. I just bit my tongue. <laughs> so mad now. I don't need it. I don't need this nonsense. Uh, yeah, so I haven't Kids talked about down. this Make sure you're okay again. this week. I'm bleeding now. I suppose I'll read <laughs> that at some point. Come. Been busy. I have other things to do. My level of enthusiasm for the current offerings from DC Comics is off the charts, meaning said charts have been neatly folded and stored away in a closet until there is any enthusiasm reached the level we're recording and charting. The enthusiasm, once again, has become necessary, viable. Yeah, but we're going to get back to the uh, the comics gate thing now uh, with it. But well, again, this is well, the thing. Is the idea what do you think of, about Hawkman? <laughs> No, he liked Hawkman, but I, I don't think he likes uh, Wonder Woman. But here's the deal. I don't like or I do like uh, comics because they're good or bad. That's all I need. Also, if somebody, like I said, I didn't use the V word earlier. And I'm sure it's going to infuriate Mike, but I didn't use it because I'm afraid somebody's going to get upset at me or something. I just don't like to upset people. And that is kind of, I don't know. It, it makes it seem like this is an awful podcast, which it is. But I like to make it awful myself. In different ways. On a positive note, I'm looking forward to Cyber Frog from Ethan Van Skyver, which I am supporting through Indiegogo. And there are a few other non-SJW comics I'm looking into supporting or I've supported. But I suppose that's hate speech, according to some. Better watch what I say or I'll get swatted. I- I'll tell you, uh, I... I've heard of this cyber frog from Ethan Van Skyver and on the uh, thing of if he's comics gate and whatnot, I just think he's a complete nutter asshole anymore and seems to be jumping on a trolley that he's going to, you know, end up getting money from and all this because he just sees a side to jump on and everybody wants to be on a side. I don't want to be on a side. I really, this stuff is, and I talk about the idea that these books and all the things are upsetting me and I'm getting depressed. This stuff depresses me more. This is the stuff that all of a sudden I feel like I'm at I'm in no man's land between two sides fighting. I don't want to be in that. I don't want to dodge things. I'm too lazy and I'm out of shape right now. But I'm so sorry. until next time I write or you bring back the rent and raves, what remember to, to support patreon.com slash weird science. He says he didn't read them yet <sighs> for a plethora of shows featuring Jim, Jim, Jim and a few other people where you fucking seatbelt, you moron. I got two separate experiences about 16 years apart and the scar to prove it. And I can save your life. Watch out because you never know when those guys from pop culture podcast might sneak up behind you and ask you a musical question. Do you like penis colonics? Keep yes. it weird. 
see you in seven on the sevens boosh. And I love Mike. I, I love Mike. I just, this whole idea of everybody hating, it just doesn't end. I, no. I mean, I, I'm here to tell you that, yeah, I don't like people in general, uh, but I keep to myself and we talk about comics, but I already have enough to not like about comics nowadays. Why does everybody seem to, to throw have to have an agenda anymore? And that's what I'm about saying. Comics. I don't need to have, you know, what the, you know, that's the thing. I, people with Comicscape want one thing, and I don't like that thing. And the people with like SJW on that other side, they want another thing, and I don't really like that thing either. Uh-uh. So what we're getting is a tug of war, and, I, and me and Eric are stuck in the middle. I no, don't want to we be home. stuck in the middle. We didn't. We keep having to talk about this stuff. And it's just it, it just gets to me. It just gets me depressed when I see just everybody hating each other. It's my nice and, and again, it just I don't know. I have a lot of things to hate in life. And, you know, half of them live in this house half the time. I, my I my one son is there. He's he's man grooming his, his eyebrows. I, and to me, he could do whatever. It's a waste of money is what I told I, him. I, That's I did, why I got mad. I'm telling you, I did that one time when I was like 20 years old just because it was a thing where I got like a raise and I took yeah. my girlfriend out at the time. Oh and we my. both got it done together at this and one place. We both got a raise. Yeah. And the thing yeah. is, Jim. It was yeah. one of the worst things that I ever done. Not for any pain, just because the way I looked afterwards, I looked yeah. ridiculous. He, and I, he has blonde hair, so it kind of you can't really see it anyway. But then today, I mean, I'm, I'm there and we're shopping in BJ's, getting some snacks and mm. stuff. A huge bar, a jar of mayonnaise, right? You're getting what that the stuff. Fuck at you the, did a huge jar of mayonnaise for at the BJ's. I don't know. That's where you, you go in there, and all of a sudden you think that you need a seven gallon th- bucket of pickles. That's what but, I'm but I'm there. But of course and you he, need that. This is the conversation because I, I did want him to come along and I, I kind of worry about him because he doesn't have a lot of friends and he kind of gets lost in the shuffle in the house because, you know, he is kind of the middle child. Yeah. In the house, he isn't necessarily, but he does, it kind of ends up well, that got way. Too Zach's younger, too no, no, but I'm saying in the house. Right. Alex isn't in the house. Zach Anymore. is doing his own thing. He's going off to the Marines and stuff. So Ethan's kind of just there. And uh, so I said, you want to go with me to go food shopping? So he comes with me. And, and the conversation that he, he just imagined the me. He's, He's like, trying. you know what, Dad? I, I'm worried about the summer coming because I don't have a summer coat. And you know, that's going to really mess up my the wardrobe. fuck is a summer and coat? I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Are you looking at me? I got the summer hoodie. I got the winter hoodie, the fall hoodie, the spring hoodie. They're all the same hoodie. That's all it is. I got one hoodie. Take That's a look at you my go. winter basketball shorts, it. son. Yeah, really? <laughs> you want to see my summer basketball shorts? They're the and one brand. You want to see my winter ones? Oh, my. They're the and one brand. There you go. I don't have to make choices. I, I have enough wacky choices to make in my life my already. Summer coat. I just want that. The summer coat. I'm and just I trying said, not to yeah, sweat through I, my goddamn I said clothes. To him, I said, this is the thing. You don't need a summer coat. And he's like, no, 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 I do it. I have to coordinate with my day. I well, get out does it have to coordinate with a summer scarf? I said, I'm about to coordinate five freaking knuckles to your oh nose. My. It's what the I'm going to do. It is. It's going to be. And then, and then we go in. And I'm there. I want to get in and out. I don't need to spend a lot of time at the BJ's. You know, it sounds great. Eric. When I first told that, that we were getting BJ's, I thought that there was some uh, – my, my fortunes had turned. I was terrible. Then I realized it, it's just a, a big store. So we go in. And, and he goes, oh, let's go through the electronics. We love going through the electronics. I said, we love it. This is the first time you've been here with me. What, what do you mean we love it? Did you and go through the like, toys? Oh. 
No, there is no toys really. We, we end up, there is a little. It's like one aisle. It's nothing, you know. So and we you can't go, go through that going, one little aisle for me. Uh, no, we're we're going through the electronics, and he's like, "Oh, look at this, uh, a power strip." Oh, really? That's I need great. One of those. Then we, he's like, "Oh, look, earbuds." Uh, but I already have earbuds. I'm like, "Let's get the fuck Good out talk, of this electronics." Good talk. So then we're trying to buy things, and I said, "Listen, we're going to get snacks." And my goal of these snacks is for them to actually last at least four days. That's the goal. So what do you want to get? Oh, let's get the nerd's rope. Nerd's rope. That is not a snack. That's a treat. You you just bought the night before a whole pack of Jolly Rancher Freaking Rice Krispie Treats. Did I tell you that? that, I told you. That was a treat. That was a snack for you in my mind. They were awful. I had one. Jolly Rancher Rice Krispie Treats. Awful. Awful. Couldn't. Went downstairs because I wanted Tanya to try. Couldn't find them. They're in race room. Almost all gone. There he is. He had fucked them all. Size 16 down there. He's a Jolly Rancher. But yeah, I'm sitting there like, we got to get snacks. Stuff that, you know, you guys can eat. Yeah, I'm not exactly the most. I'm not exactly the most health conscious guy, but (laughs) nerds rope. (laughs) Here you go, guys. Nerds rope. But we we ended up getting a bunch of things. Make it uh, last. And and some uh, other things. We got some uh, chicken strip stuff. And also, he's like, I want to get the hottest chicken strips because that's what I like. I'm like, you're one of a bunch of people here. Stop it. And I got so mad at them. The hottest ones ever. If I can't taste them, they're perfect. Yeah, if they just don't burn the shit out of me, I, I'm mad. But yeah, there you go. But yeah, I'm sorry if I- What are we talking you, about? Mike. I still love oh. Mike. I still love Mike, and I love hearing from him. I, I won, And I was worried because we hadn't heard from him in a while. And uh, I thought that the rent raves, he was making a stand against us. And it seems like he might still be. But uh, yeah, it's, it's to hear just about the Hawk way we- it is the way we record that's really screwed up things and stuff like that. So we'll see. But if you want to send something in and you keep it, you know, a little bit on the, you know, lesser length side, like a Shazam later from Luke, uh, we'll be able to put that in as well. So there you go. But, hey, we're going to go off now, I believe, to some books, Eric. I believe we're going to talk about some books. And uh, is this the Flash Titans Wonder Woman section? I Should do be. believe it is. And we're going to go off to that. Nerd the green section. That. Yeah, the green section indeed. Now's the time to hear reviews and listen to what Jim will say. We'll find out if he thinks the books are good or bad or just okay. Now's the time to hear reviews and listen to what Jim will say. We're waiting to hear all Jim's scores be. Eric Shea, Eric Shea, what? Eric Shea is here today. Here he is, and he's going to say that he doesn't like these books. Does this rhyme? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, remember I told you before, we're going to have to make our own fun, people. We're going to have to make our own fun. And now that we're done with the first section of books, a little mail, it's time to punch in the clock, Eric. It's because time to get it, into it the feels, green section, right? It, it feels as if right now uh, I am back at work. And that's not a fun thing to have happen. Uh, you know when you have we those, don't have fun. Well, you know when you have those dreams where you're dreaming. You know you're dreaming of things like work, no. and you have that long dream about work, and then you get up and have to go to work, and it's like the worst thing ever. It's like, oh my god, I just Thankfully, had a nightmare that, that doesn't I was happen at work. to me. 
Yeah, really, because you you don't dream about work, and then you don't go. There you go. <laughs> You're like, Lady Jessica, I will not need my ride today. I will not. Uh, that's what happened. Turn the light off as need- you leave. <laughs> I will not need uh, your uh, certain facilities uh, to take me to work today. Uh, Lady Jessica, I'm I'm going to work each day in our new car uh-huh. that we got with such fancy things as when you t- when you lock the car, the side view mirrors then retract in. I'm like, oh my, what it's sort thinking. of fancy? What sort of fancy things is this car doing? One of the best options though that we have since we had to get a new car because Tanya crashed the other one into a pole. <laughs> Uh, as I can now have serious radio again yeah, for a great. set amount of time, and me and you can listen to Howard uh, on the way home from work, and we had the, the some best, fun. The best part about it, though, even just getting off the serious thing, you have the new car, you got all the freaking, you know, the trimmings that go along yeah. with having a car that's twenty nineteen. Heat is heat and or cold seats, but Touch the thing screen. is, it's so funny. You have a giant screen in the middle of your console that yeah. shows you the like when you go in reverse, and you want no parts of it. You turn around and you look behind mad. you. I'm like, yeah, I do. I'm just staring at the screen. I don't you're, you're all queer, baby. You're all queer. You think here's it's on the a t- other oh, thing is, lag? I get in, I start listening. I turn on Howard right away. I yeah. put on the, you know, Howard, uh, the 100 uh, channel on the Sirius. And uh, when you put it in reverse, for some reason, they don't think that you don't can reverse a car uh-uh. uh, with uh, the music or the, you know, anything up too loud. It dims the, you know, the volume of that and it gets on my nerves too. Uh, but yeah, I still look behind because I don't trust it. Uh, it, what does it that is a, mean you don't trust it? You think it's going to like, you know, fool you? No, <laughs> like, yeah. It, it's, it's up to no good. If so, somebody's probably stolen my identity, somehow that leads to them being able to hack into my reverse camera and I'm going to run over somebody and then I'm going to owe them money. I, and it's going to be the person who stole your identity and they're going to sue you for everything Damn you right. have. They're re- and it's wrong turn. Brilliant. He's just waiting there. Oh, yes. Brilliant plan, my friend. Uh, yeah, I've been told by Tanya the first night we got it we, we go out and i'm like okay and i thought it had remote start so i'm, I'm right. going to town on this crazy uh controller thing like what are they called the uh keys Key fob? but there is no real key anymore because it's it is a push button start but not remote start which actually got me upset i wanted to have my lazy i wanted the all winter. the bells and whistles yeah, well Tanya. i wanted my lazy ass in the winter to be on the porch and not have to go to the car to warm it up but as we were going to see the first deal i'm like okay i'm gonna drive it you know tonight then i'll go to work for the first time the next day and uh, she was just screaming at me about everything i'm like fuck this i went back inside i'm like i'll figure out how to drive it tomorrow then the next day i I get up and she got mad that I drove it to work and didn't take the rental. Where do you get nonsense. off driving your car yeah, to work? Really. Yeah, this is nonsense. But here we go. I'm going to drive on my a bike car to fatty. work now. Yeah, yeah. I actually thought of that. I thought if I get on a bike, if I get a bike and I bike to work, I'll only do it if you bike with me home and smoke while you're doing it. I love when you see those no, guys. Anybody riding a bike who smokes riding yeah. a bike, you immediately think he has a DUI. It's a I don't DUI. Need that. No, nobody is riding a bike smoking. I'm afraid of that did not me have face a DUI. To face, let alone driving past me. Plus, I'm not one to get all dolled up, Eric. I'm not going to get no? into my Lance Armstrong biking outfit. So I. I would. And I told Tanya, if I ever did decide to ride a bike to work it, for exercise sake, yeah. I would get a shirt printed up. No, I do not have a DUI. That would be my shirt They're on the back as you. I'm going. And then you smoking, me drinking. I got a beer yes. or something. And, my, yeah. my sh- and then it points to the bottom of your shirt points over to me. He has a DUI. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with stupid DUI. <laughs> there you smoking. I actually, ring, ring, 
I want that and a basket in the front is how I would go. And that'd be pretty cool. Training wheels, maybe. So what you're telling um, me is people are going to think, you know, he doesn't have a DUI. He's trying to pick up children. No, no. Well, yeah, that way. But yeah, if they needed a ride, I would, Eric. I mean, I don't want people to get tired. Oh, you mean that way. Yes. Oh, <laughs> ah, yes. It's time to go to work, Eric. Like I said, uh, some of these books that are going to follow I'm even thinking, here. I'm, sorry, I don't even, I'm trying to go back to this whole idea of picking up children because I'm thinking about the whole idea of like you grow up, you're told about stranger danger, not to get in a stranger's car. Uh. This, that's why this whole thing with Uber does not make sense in my mind. I'm not getting into a stranger's car to this, to this that day. That is the deal. It's but just be- so just because they have a I've yellow taxi, you're, that's not a stranger than when I go in. can't have I, that? Well, really, well, I go into the, the Uber and I say, oh, uh, what's your name? And they say, none of your business. I'm like, okay, we know each other now. Uh-huh. You're no stranger. I Let's go to the dungeon, Uber. sir. My my kids and, and Tanya at one point, they were getting Ubers all the time. And I'm telling you, Ubers for something that's three blocks away. Yeah. I, I'm surprised that Tanya didn't get an Uber to go get the mail off the porch <laughs> is what I thought she was going to do. And, and so they, they sit there and go, well, the Uber's this, and, and it's Logan, basically. Like, like, if you get the Uber, it's only $6. I'm like, yeah, then mom, t- you know, tips them, things like that. Next thing you know, the trip three blocks away is 15 bucks, and then you get it on the way, $30 for, from my house, Eric, to go to Yum Yum Donuts. That, that's what they get, $30. They, this is three blocks away. Even my fat ass will get down there. Them. Yeah, three blocks. I need to get yeah. Three blocks is bl- me blocking punches as I run out the door. Is what I have to do. I am enemy number one in this house for no reason except for being logical and being thrifty. You get off thrifty and and thrifty to me is hey. I don't think that we should get thirty dollars worth of snacks three times a day. That's oh, that's you thrifty piece to them. Of shit. Yeah, really. How dare you? How dare you starve our Out children? Out of this house I'm now, like, really? monster. Tanya sits there. If they don't get their cheese curls, they'll wither away. Unfortunately, I see these two kids here who are homeschooled. They ain't withering away anytime soon. I mean, really. Where the hell is the homeschool gym class? Where is the homeschool treadmill is what I need. You know what that's called? Walking three blocks without an Uber. That's what that's called. Uber has made my kids fat. That and Fortnite and Madden football. That's and all cheese they do, all day. And yeah, the cheese curls don't help. Uh, they really don't. Uh, they also, Logan uh, has to get like seven Slim Jims a day, or, or he thinks he, <laughs> well, he's, he's gotta going to energy. All up. of a sudden, Mama, <laughs> I, I cannot see, Mama. Are you there? I haven't had my Slim Jims. Yeah, they're the worst. They're just Boy pure protein. Just yeah, really, it's not. That's not the best way to get a protein uh, deal uh, with that. Now we have gone to the farmers market in town, and they have homemade beef sticks. And I yeah. know meat is murder. Don't give me that yeah, nonsense, yeah, yeah. Eric. I don't, don't worry. Need to I, hear. I, I wasn't going to say it about Slim Jim because obviously that's not. Well, meat. that's not me. Yeah, and, and, but no, these meat sticks, uh, they're pretty good. I, I liked at one point where Pringles were going to get have some sort of tax in the UK because they were a potato product and they were t- they were having a tax on potatoes, whoa, and then whoa, Pringles whoa. went to court to prove they were not a potato product. So <laughs> to avoid no taxes, potatoes in this, sir. to avoid the tax, they ended up having to basically say, "By the way, we're, Our we're not a is pota- we're not really a potato product." And yeah, there you go. Flash number 68, Eric. It all leads to Flash, right? All roads lead well, just to like the Pringles, Speed Force. We're having a trick yeah. played on us right here, just like the trickster. Oh, 
We are having a trick. Flash number 68, written by Joshua Williamson, art by Scott Collins, Luis Guerrero, uh, letters by Steve Wands. The OG trickster has been a nice addition to this book, kind of. And while Williamson ties up some loose ends, he does so like he does everything else, with as little information as possible. (laughs) We always seem to find out the what, but never the how in this book. And at this point, I guess I should just get used to it. But Eric, I won't get used to it. Uh I I refuse. Now, one of the things that goes on with this behind the scenes, or not even behind the scenes right in the front of the scenes please tell me is the fact that we're heading to the flash year one story that joshua williamson wants to oh, tell so we gotta wrap it up as quick as possible yeah, so this me. is what happens is i mean if anything you know barry's pretty fast but these forced uh, you know <laughs> revelations they come at you fast and furious including the idea forces in the world i didn't realize it was this hardcore yeah and and including the idea of Barry just suddenly remembering Jesse James or oh, James yes. Jesse, where that was a James problem that Jesse. you had. A big and problem. Where, yeah. And all of a sudden it's just like, oh, I kind of, this is not a spell put no, on people. This is a destroying of some documents. documents. <laughs> yeah, documents. I mean, if this is a way that you could be forgotten, where are my documents? Because I'm burning them now, and I am skedaddling. Well, it's not going to work because your identity was already stolen. It's out there, That is true. And then, uh, you know, I'll just go to Corto Maltese and hang loose, I guess. But, you Don't know, you there. have all this thing, and what's going on here is we're going to see a bunch of things. You know, we do see that the trickster has Commander Cold uh, and is kind of abusing him. Now, this is behind the scenes, seeing it while at the end it kind of reveals that that's not the case. Kind of a weird deal with that. But as we go, we see that Iron Heights Penitentiary has been turned into one of the worst fun houses ever. I mean, you're, you're going through and you know, fire hoops and, I was so and craziness. I last issue, too, because Barry got back into town and he went to Iron Heights, you know, to turn in like a – who was it? Oh, that that cult member for the Black Hand. Yeah, the cult they, Black Hand. Exactly. The Black Hand cult member. He t- brought him to Iron Heights but didn't go past the lobby. And even when he's Barry Allen, did not go into his – workplace because if he would have gone past the lobby he would have seen this gigantic funhouse i'm like why would why would he not go to work at iron heights but go to the ccpd where everybody seems to welcome him with open arms even though he doesn't work there oh because it it, doesn't make sense for the plot i got you and that's the thing it's not that it makes sense in the story it doesn't make sense for the plot because then you would see all this nonsense including tar pit growing a plant uh, you know that's that's my favorite thing of the funhouse i I just want to know when golden glider got back to the iron heights Yeah, yeah, Golden Gliders there. You do have, you know, all these things going on and including Copperhead. And now Copperhead Copperhead. was was actually half decent where they it did tie in that I was it the Man of Steel or just the Superman where Superman quick got a hold of Copperhead and brought her to Iron Heights for whatever reason. It's a cool little tie into what Brian Michael Bendis is doing. It's not much, but at least they like It's not much, but it's it's, there. It lets you know that this is a you know uh, joint continuity and stuff like that for the most part. And in this you have, you know, you have James and Axel and James is trying to like, hey, look at all this stuff. This is great. Copperhead's really, you know, going well with this. Some people don't seem to he be hates those very rogues. big uh, going on. Their mirror master must be, you know, not, you know, behaving. He's getting whipped. Uh, poor, you know, poor him. But there's the guy from the Black Hand well, it seems well. the whole idea is like, all right, boys, you're going to push these giant push freaking giant star balls. painted balls around yeah, balls. and get whipped. I'm like, I, and, I don't know what's going on here. And freaking, this is the the thing. top is up there fly, like going down a goddamn slide, it yeah, seems. Yeah. 
tongue, like. I don't know that what's looks like here. a tongue that has a flaming hula hoop. Which I at imagine the top. is Golden Glider's powers working here, but what is she doing with this? Yeah, and and with this going on, I really would have liked to have seen in a Rube Goldberg type of deal as all of these balls being pushed. Tarpit's growing a plant. He's there all happy. <laughs> if these would have been something that you know kind of energize the machine that they have which we turn out it's a sage force machine that but but really what are they doing what what are they really like if you just sit there and think about what is really going on in James iron is just pissed off that the rogues forgot about him it, it seems that way but it's just like you know we're going to torture you well, by whipping is, you and make you roll all rogues balls. doing yeah, this they're either. not <laughs> i don't you understand you a cult member of the black hand and, and, and put yeah, it with the rogues here yeah he's just right there and you have a couple other people who aren't really rogues either there it just seems to want to have the trickster kind of funhouse motif going doesn't really make sense. But no. as this is going on, Axel's like, hey, Kristen's here. She's brought some more people. And it is how we left off last issue where you have people from the GCP or the CCPD coming, including Barry. I don't mind this. No, I don't mind that they put well. him now. They put him through this machine that has been set up. Now, I won't even go into what well, we will go into the idea of him building this machine. But them going through and then Barry pretending that he's happy like everybody else makes sense to be revealed that Barry was vibrating. So and I'm like, that, you know that, what? That I great. like that a lot. Yes, that works so I like much that a lot. Because Jim, I expected this the entire time. He walks through. I'm like, there's no way that Barry did not vibrate. Or the whole idea where he allowed himself to be captured and like was yeah. just like, you know, put through this machine and made him like, if that was the case, I would have been furious. But I'm like, no, this is a Flash comic. He's got all these powers. He wants to know what's going on. This was well written for this yeah, part. It's well just a situation that we have with a happy, happy like Central City because of the Sage Force machine. It, none of that's ever really explained except for now the trickster can just manipulate the sage force because you yeah, know, that's your biggest problem. And, and while you're while they're going through this machine, there's sparkles and things like that. But Barry's trying to figure out, okay, how are they doing this? Because he, you know, the whole city seems infected. Uh, uh, but At what they point can't, did the entire have, city walk through yeah, this goddamn machine? Yeah, couldn't through this. My favorite though is then you see what appears to be the CCPD are so happy they're playing asshole together with with the cards and stuff. I don't, do you see them there? They're, they're they're sitting there with cards to their forehead, just nonsense. Uh, but he wants to figure out how this is going on. In the meantime, he picks up Cold Sing- Signal. He picks up Commander Cold Signal, who then he goes down. And this is where I thought that this is, again, very forced because of the idea that Cold has been tortured. He is where they left him when Kristen came, like, oh, we'll go get these people, whatever. And then by the end, though, it, it is revealed that Captain Commander Cold is part of the plan yeah. of the trickster. He got happyized. And how would he know, like, all of these things going to know that, you know, Flash would come. He'd get the signal. He'd go down below. And that that's the other callback. This is be- down below where, where the rogues, the rogues had, their, had their been before. hideout set up. Yeah. yeah, had the hideout. So, you know, all of these pieces They're being put together. It's, it's callbacks. I don't know why they didn't it, brick that stuff up before. Like it's very forced, though. It you is. know what I mean? And, and well, so, not only like, that, because the whole idea where we find out that the whole, you know, the Sage Force engine – Whatever the, this the technology that's harnessing yeah. the Sage Force. Not only do we have, and anybody- this is what's happening. Everybody's happening, and what this is is the Sage Force. Yeah, hundred uh, percent 
been sp- spelled out in this. The Sage Force is being manipulated by uh, James to end up, you know, making people happy. And, it, you know, the Sage Force has now gotta, become the MacGuffin I, I, that can do whatever you want. It I really go back and look, though, because it talks about how they use uh, Commander Code's future tech in order yes. to, like, you know, harness the Sage Force, which you shouldn't do. He was able to locate no. energy signatures before, yes. and that's about it. But the whole idea where on top of building a giant happy eyes machine that you're going to walk the entire city through to get them all happy. Yeah. He then had time to build a gun and send a Corto Maltese before he was even on his Sage Force part of his quest. He yeah, was still which, fighting yeah. squares at that point. I'm like, yep. did, did, did he already have Commander Cold at that point? Because I don't recall that happening because I thought I don't that know. happened after No, the because fact. Commander Cold ended up calling him and stuff before telling that. Him and, where the site and was. telling him stuff. And, and with that – it's just very forced to make sense because we saw that it had to have been Trickster. We saw that yeah. Trickster was dealing with some stuff. We thought, oh, the Corto Maltese gun and things like that, but it never made sense. It no. still doesn't. Just because you say it doesn't mean that it makes sense. Now with this, the I'll way you, that they are infecting the whole city. shoot of Star Lab scientists that created Black Hole to harness the speed force to create a storm. All it needs is a goddamn former acrobat here to freaking harness yeah. the sage yeah, force. this is not a tech guy. He is at this he point He is a tech saying, guy to a small part. He can yeah, make some floating thing, like, but not know, this. boots. <laughs> yeah, and what he says is, once Axel came back and told me about the strength force, then I did the Sage Force. That that doesn't what? make sense. That doesn't make sense. I mean, even if you're going to bring that up, at least make it be the Strength Force Seriously, that you Seriously, but that doesn't work with but what we've already done. No, it doesn't work with what we did. He ended up making the gun, sending that up, but then the also Corto doing Maltese. this. Then, then using where, where does Commander Colts, who's in charge of the Corto Maltese, like you know, police department, be able to know that Trickster has some Sage Force tech and also get a hold of him in season, yeah. the Central City, have him sent to Corto Maltese? Else knows. I don't know. And how do you set up a whole giant happy machine and fun house in the middle of Iron Heights where it's almost like the chicken and the egg? Which came first? Did you go and get everybody happy and then build this? Because it looks like you're making them happy with this. But in the meantime, how are you doing that in the middle of Iron Heights? You do have where there's this other weird thing where you have uh the trickster say like oh you know what's going to happen now and and this whole thing of everybody being happy is set up so that everybody gets very unhappy because they might not be happy anymore I'm so that you, they can fight not each only other. does it make me angry that you know the sage force is whatever you want it to be the idea that it's all about happiness now the idea that the trickster could just wiggle his fingers and make it go away turn on do whatever the hell he wants just for this like saying sage force I'm like that doesn't make any goddamn sense. What are you doing? What happened to this being an emotional thing with gremlins that you were really thrown out there yeah. before? Yeah, you had that. And uh, I'm looking at the part. It's when you have uh, James Jesse explaining how he did all this. And he says, uh, you know, and then one day a gift came down from the heavens, the strength force. Yes. When Axel came to me for help, he told me all about these new forces in Central City. I was able to gather just enough of the sage force to make what? some new toys to play with. That's it. That's the explanation. Now, you have Barry, and we said last episode with the Flash in it, we like dumb Barry. Well, now this is the dumb Barry of me sitting there. Barry went through a force quest. He is a speedster. These are offshoots of, you know, the broken down speed force. He went to find out about him. He couldn't find out shit. People that he went to couldn't explain it enough to him. He ended up with the force quest saying, 
well, I guess I'm not going to find that much out about this. All that it took for a trickster, though, to be able to pretty much harness and control the Sage Force is for another trickster to come up and say, hey, I got infected by the Strength Force. I think there's some others. Sage Force, you say? No, Strength Force. Sage Force it is. No, no, I said Strength Force. Oh, Sage Force it is, right? Wink, wink. Just immediately makes things and is able to harness it. Even these new forces, since we've dealt with them, and they seem so different than the speed force itself because it seemed like these, whatever, like, you know, forces are, they needed specific avatars to be wielded, to wield these things. Yep. Or you burn out and do things. Exactly. But we have have many speedsters all throughout who don't really need to be special in any kind of way. They just get imbued with powers. If you wanted to go and say that somehow the trickster was imbued, like, you don't need to get rid of that avatar bullshit that where you're going to get burned out if you don't have it. Yeah, but even if he ends up being the avatar. I could go with that, but we've already seen the Avatar. But also have the idea where we saw what happened with Axel. We saw what happened even with Barry. These these things start burning you out. You if you're not supposed to be using it or having it, you burn out. Where are the people? What where is this idea of having that the people in Central City having problems because they shouldn't have this sage force, not power, but even it in. Instead, Joshua Williamson has to jump through another hoop to force the idea of when people are so happy, they become angry because they're happy and want to be happy, but they get angry. You don't need, yeah, you don't need to do that. You already have set up that these forces not being used by the right people, the people who are the avatars accepted by it, end up burning out people. That, that's all you need. You don't need anything. But we have now had the most force that we've dealt with in this is the sage force. We've had that the most. And each time we get it, it's something different. It's so being different. used in different ways. You're, you're having a Nightmare on Elm Street part. <laughs> then you have gremlins, which the gremlins were directly from the gun. that was now being told was made by James Jesse, the bubble gun. So if he made that gun, why isn't his Sage Force powers that he's using in Central City the same? He's just able to make different types of it. He seems to be the master of it when Barry, who should be and went on a a quest where we're supposed to find, has no clue, has no clue what to do, how to stop it. Now it's become the fun machine. And yet it's, hey, look, everybody, if they use this, they're going to start fighting people. And look at this guy. This guy's fighting somebody on a wheelchair. (laughs) You know, and you're just having all these people fighting, including a chef who seems like he was just flipping eggs and then decides just to go and fight and somebody hitting somebody with balloons. Do egg chefs don't know wear what's hats going on. like that? I don't know. Look at him. He, he's a sous chef, I think, because somebody's going to sue his ass for hitting him with that freaking sous. You know, yeah, I'm telling you, you, you have this, and that does you know look like Iris, right? In, in the front, punching I, the guy I, I with the I don't know. Cord. I'm telling you. It looks like it. She should have left Central City as far as I'm concerned. I don't know where what is going one, on. One, it, it's, and it's snowing, and that's how they used it. That's the whole idea of, Oh, my of, God. Hey, Even I going the idea of using the snow to uh, freaking to make move, snow. move the sage force around, I'm like, shut up. Yeah. Just shut up. But look at these look at these random people in the middle of the snowstorm. One guy's hitting somebody with a bunch of laundry while another lady's behind them with an umbrella and a dress. And then one guy looks like he's digging something with a I, I don't know what's going on. One guy has one of those wallets with a chain because he's afraid the wallet might escape. I don't know what's going on, Eric. Somebody hitting people with balloons. I'm just, I'm just going just with nonsense. Commander Cold's explanation that he gives Barry here before Barry realizes that he's being fooled and Commander Cold's on the up and up. But 
He's been using the Sage Force for more than just making people happy. He's controlling them, too. Well, judging by the massive water vapors peppered around the prison, I'm willing to bet he's using the snow outside to spread the Sage infection. Yeah, yeah, there, the you, go. there you go. Check yeah, it out, and, Flash. And- the people of Central City have been happy for a few days now, right? People will do anything to protect their happiness. Yeah, yeah. And then you have you have the thing that you're going to get. Another weird deal of, look, look what happens when people's joy is taken away. Little sprinkles on Warden Wolf. I'm going to kill you, James Jesse. Temper, temper. And punches him. Oh, sorry. I came too now. Oh, I feel better. Thank you, trickster. Well, what's going on? While I, <laughs> what I, are you talking about? While I hate the non-explanation of how things work, just writing the most ridiculous thing and saying, this is how this works, even though none of it makes any sense for anything that we've been presented with and even goes against some other yeah. things. By the end of the issue, I was like, oh, my God. It actually made me a bit happy for the the amount of, like, you know, till we got to where the trickster, the whole thing is like, now for my final trick on the front and, cover and the of this whole story. And the trickster also, remember, the whole thing of this is the trickster wants to be remembered in the future. Yeah. James Jesse's ID, you know, his identity was taken away from him. Nobody remembers him in a very forced works. way. A very forced way. Um, But that is his trigger. That is a thing we saw in Detective Comics, you know, even yeah. before with Anarchy, uh, where, you know, hey, do, am I known ahead of time? Am I known in the future? All this stuff. But, you know, it's kind of a villain thing. But with that, it, it it doesn't make sense, like you said. But that is the tie-in with Commander Cole. Yes. Him, you know, hey, am I known in the future? Am I known in the future? But we do see that, indeed, Commander Cold is being used and controlled because – Earlier, you have Commander Cold have to force out the issue. You know, he's also controlling people. Yeah. Like, like me. But yeah, they end up capturing him. They end up using the tech, capturing him. And then just the most awful thing that ends, ends the issue where I, I did see a manship sent me a note and he's like, oh man, Scream Rant has this article about how Barry got the speed force taken away from him in the worst way and whatever. I'm like, Speed Force taken away. So as I'm reading this, I'm thinking that that happy machine was going to be yeah. the thing that took it away. It's not necessarily taken away. No. It's more of what it's like it, when you're in space, no one can hear you scream. Well, you ain't got no legs. You ain't I, running. I, I, just, what it is. I love it so much where they knock out Barry and he wakes up and he's tied to a pole. And this the idea that he's tied to a pole. And he, anybody thinks that'll stop him is great. I'm like, come on, Barry. Just get out there and knock him out right now and not even sleep because these restraints can't hold me. Tricks. I'll yeah. save the people from your sick games. And then he just falls over. How are you going to do that, Flash, after I made your legs disappear? And he's just holding yeah. a chainsaw as Barry's legs are just stumps all wrapped yeah, up. Like, stumps. Oh, my God. That's they're amazing. Stumps, which, which uh, yeah. That's but so why was that? A page earlier, why didn't Barry realize they were gone when he's tied up? I mean, it's something that you usually can feel, that you're not touching the ground. I can't tell what's going on. And again, it's it's going to be Sage Force. Oh, it's going to be his games. nightmare of head games. I'm not singing it this Good. time, Eric. You're not going to get Let me him. going. I'm not. Head games. There we go. I'm gonna let him, you jerk. I'm telling you, I I sit here all week. I've been upset about it, and I've been trying to get you with that joke. I got you one time, kind of, but you know, it was a victory for me. But yeah, it ends up with pretty much what I thought was Eric Shea's worst nightmare. I'm telling you though, uh, even though you know it's not going to be a thing because it's the Flash comic, and you know we're dealing with head game kind of goddamn magic. Head it is a great it is a great cliffhanger though to end with Flash's legs it's being funny. cut off with Jesse it's James seems, Jesse it's having funny. a chainsaw. It's, it's very violent, but it still has that silver age feel to it yeah. as like these crazy cliffhangers. Uh just in it's the my weird favorite deal, part of the book. 
this week I was telling you about, or I was asking you because I was just, you know, contemplating if I lost some limbs, you know, how much money I could get and not work again. I was just telling you that. That's just a couple hours ago. Yeah, I was getting depressed. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it is funny at the end. And really, it's horrific. But boy. James Jesse back but there seriously, laughing with it's about the trickle. Time one of the villains what, did this. Why? Why? Why does it say trickle? I don't know. I thought it would say trickster, uh, but it says trickle, and yeah. it's his new thing. And he's just—he is how having. Tell the, James Jesse how to name his chainsaws. He's having the time of his life uh, with that chainsaw, and and by that I'm like. Boy, I don't think those are disappeared. I think there's some real big problems here. Oh, come but on, yeah. that joke has legs. Yeah, oh my, really. But the, it's funny though because by the end of the issue it seems to be here for you. it does seem to be cut off at the knees this story, <laughs> Eric, as you know, that's what happens here. Uh but yeah, I we got answers. We got a lot of answers that we've been asking for. They're just None thrown of it makes at sense. us, but Please, I would just wish, and this is the problem. This is where, when a lot of people listen to us, and the, you know, they you may be liking Flash, you may yeah. be enjoying this more than us. Uh, we we go up and down with it. It's a book that is one of those where the biggest disappointment I have with this Flash run of Joshua Williamson, it just doesn't matter much to me. And the Flash, Barry Allen Flash, is one of my favorite characters, and I always had this book to have fun. Yeah, and it's it's more frustrating than fun. So that's one of the things. It's not like you you will rarely hear us give this a two, but you also rarely hear us give it a nine. You know, we're stuck in that six five to six range. You know, maybe just a solid six if I would think of the full run. But the the idea that we've had sixty eight issues and when you get these things we're starting to see the patterns and i i think that that's one of the problems with these long runs say a tom king on batman as well is you start to see the patterns and if you don't like that pattern you're really stuck it is like your sisyphus you know running the the boulder up and then it falling and you keep going it's becoming oh, yeah, like sisyphus kind of, huh? well that's mentioned later <laughs> in know. under twins at the end so uh but yeah that's kind of how this is if you don't like it it there never seems to be a you know light at the end of the tunnel if you're joining this man you're going to be in this issue even though i know i shouldn't let it happen I see a light at the end of the tunnel because at least he is saying, hey, I'm getting done this story before we go to Flash Year One. And he wants to get it done and not let it sit until after Flash Year One, which he's done before. So we're getting some answers, getting the stage course. You think that we're going to get this James Jesse all wrapped up. We get to year one. Maybe that'll hit. And now he has a breath of fresh air coming back to well, end his run. Well, not only that, it's just that with that year one, you are set in stone with what you can do because you can't change things that will happen later yeah. on. And you at least have an idea of what you want to do from the get-go with that where you don't have to create new things for the like the, to last the ages or whatever with these fucking forces because yeah. you don't know what you're doing. At least with a year one, you at least have a goddamn direction of what you know you're going to build. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, you're not going to throw in again if he if he puts these inklings of these other forces in there to try, then I'll be upset. But and it's a weird deal because when Joshua Williamson goes off to some other books, you know, maybe not the Justice League Odyssey, but you know, when he fills in on the button and things, not that they're the greatest. And then recently in in the Batman book, but it it does it does step up a little. Right, he does like step up, and we do like it a little more. And I think that maybe by now, what would be best? And he's—I don't think he's ever said the same thing as Tom King. Hey, I have a hundred, you know, issue run. It does seem tied into that. Like it if does. we get to a hundred and five of Tom King, and he leaves, and Joshua Williamson continues on the Flash, it will feel very odd. 
It really will. I I expect by now that he's going to go to 100 and then, you know, kind of go off or at least get his number 100 with all the other things and go. And I just I think he needs to go on another character. I, I just think that this has become stale and, you know, but getting some answers here moving on maybe that'll be the key to ending it well and all because I, i'll give this i'll give it a six five i i like the art more than i usually do with yeah, scott me too, collins actually. i like the idea that barry gets out of that fun machine the happy machine by vibrating that shows that you know he's paying attention going with that the idea that cold is being used was forced but that's interesting enough and then at the end to see how barry's and i hope that this works <laughs> out that it's not just first page next issue he's like oh i can see through this this is the sage force now the other thing would be hilarious because you would think that what barry would think right away is listen i've dealt with the sage force now i know that you control the sage force somewhat i know this is barry allen what are you talking about we find out that it isn't his legs are cut off they're actually cut off and this is what we get from now on and it's great and it'd be funny and hilarious and whatnot he starts running on his wheelchair flash he's running on his hands he's doing that he's in the speed force roll them wheels down the street yeah that's that's he could do that there you go just just get it's it would be like hot pursuit he would have the you know a speed force powered wheelchair that'd be cool um but yeah no, i'll go no six way. five what are you gonna give it <laughs> i am gonna give this How you, dare actually, you you actually talked me up a little bit on this because i wanted to give it a 5.5 but the whole thing with the beginning i did appreciate for the you know showing the flash using his powers in a creative way to not you know tip his hand that he's the flash and get some idea of what's going on i like all that it's just all the stuff they tried to throw with the exposition in the middle really it just killed really heavy handed it's heavy too. and none yeah. of it makes sense but one thing i do want to go back and check out because i think it might be fun is when James says that he's been, you know, dating Kristen for a long time yeah. now to try to keep tabs on I the CCP. Want to see if he date. was in the background? I when just they... want to see if she mentioned stuff about her boyfriend because I kind of remember stuff where she was talking yeah, about the guy she's seeing, but not and I much. don't recall though. Well, I want to go back and that... see that. The funny thing is, though, is she said stuff last issue, like right. "Oh my oh, we boyfriend," saw him. yeah, we and saw then him he her, yeah. showed up. And to me, that felt weird because to me, from reading all these issues and us and liking Kristen and stuff like that, it felt like. Oh man, she never mentioned a boyfriend. That that's how I felt last issue. So I'm not sure that we're going to get that. Uh, and maybe that's more of a control thing. Maybe it, well, I I don't know. I just want to go back I, and see I, if she I, mentions she's seeing yeah. somebody. That's why she couldn't hang out with Burns or Morrow or something. I just one need night. I need more of Burns and Cold. Where's Where's Burns? I was like in that. She was you know slamming that? her head against a desk. Yeah, well there you go. There but you no, go. Because of that, all these things and the fact that I didn't mind Scott Collins art as much as I usually do, especially that last page, which was amazing. I want to give this a six yeah. out of ten. All right, so we're positive. We're accentuating the positive, Try. Eric, and we're going to go on now. And I, I don't know. I, I said before we, we started out, and I said, "Hey, we're get, we have six books, and then this thing, six books that we're talking about tonight on this Friday night." And I said, "Listen, we're going to talk about each of these. Let, let's talk like three minutes for each. Let's get out, Let, you know, because I don't have much to say. And now we spend thirty five <laughs> minutes on Flash. Look, this you is what happens a lot now. About your new car too in the beginning. I did, but still." It wasn't. I'm telling you, though, (laughs) I'm telling you, I don't know how we're going to talk about this Titans and stretch this out very much because this is kind of nothing. But uh, tell us what it is. Titans number 36, written by Dan Abnett with art by Bruto Redundo, Marcelo Maialo and Dave Sharp. It's the final issue of the Titans. And you know what that means? It's time to put all the toys back in the toy box, just as they were for whoever wants to use these characters again in the future. And who doesn't want to deal with and who wants to deal with a bunch of nonsense like that? With that, though, our Titans defeat Mother Blood pretty easily. And we find out 
that the bleed negates source wall energy. Yep, that's what you get. And but the with thing this, is, even right away, the the idea of the bleed negating source wall energy, getting our beast boy back to normal again because he was just hanging in there for a few seconds, and the idea that Mother Blood would not be able to get, she was going to pour her red energy, which was given to her by the source wall energy. So in my mind, it's mixed into the bleed to infect all the world. So to I'm infect like, all the but, world. But what happens when the you know the source the bleed negates all that energy yeah. because I, yeah. I, I, I still didn't get it. She didn't think it out there. She did, but it just it ended up being. I understand. Forced. I mean, it's this the is a red, but ending. the thing is, the reason she yeah. has all this power is because of the source wall energy. So in my mind, it's enhanced because of the source wall energy. You throw that shit out there, it's just going to not do anything. And, and you start out, you get the book. You know, the bookends of the victory lap of Dick Grayson Nightwing talking to Raven about joining the team and doing this. It, it's nothing. And then when Dick Grayson going, was in this book yeah yeah that it's funny it'd be it's one of those things this book was doomed and and the basically the whole metal source wall no justice all this stuff also dick grayson getting shot heroes in crisis killing off wally and roy really this this book this book had a lot going against it and it hasn't been great now by the end of this what you said you gotta you gotta put the pieces back you gotta put everything back back in the toy box. box you realize by the end and not a lot of toys to put back in the right way. There's Beast Boy, well, and everybody's is, just got to be Raven like, okay, here we go. Issue. Yeah, Raven was last issue. But really, but even with Raven included, you realize, boy, not much has happened in this book, no. especially since we went to Unearth. And basically, you have to end the story with Mother Blood by, like you said, they end up just defeating her after all of this and nonsense Raven, that we Now that she's with. able to do something for the first time in so goddamn long, she just yeah. pretty much just goes up there to fight Mother Blood and even with her power realizes, yeah, I still ain't shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, that's basically it. Mother Blood attacks him and ends up, they open this portal to the bleed and, I, and I they the have to force too. her into it. Opening the portal to the bleed, which we've dealt with for like the past three issues of this arc, it seems like with using the mind of Kyle Rayner yeah. and Steel, because these are people who know about the bleed and have passed through the source wall with all the information they have. She's going to construct a red construct of just, it looks like a diorama she put together yeah. that somehow opens up a portal to the blade. I'm like, I don't get how any of this works. It looks like you just created no. a red like diorama map of the multiverse, and that's it. And, and so with this idea of the source uh, wall energy being dissipated, being you know negated by the bleed, you have to have a reason why you know, Beast Boy's going to go in and basically they're going to push spears Mother right Blood into, into there and she spears him. It's the, Beast Boy it's just runs up and spears Edge him right ends into up spearing her in with, See, for I would no go reason. Goldberg. Yeah, I, I like when Edge would use the spear. I guess he but does yeah, it more often. With this, with this, though, there really wasn't a reason for him to do that because Raven was already going to do it. Boom. Gets knocked out. I, I, I like, love this whole thing, too, because the whole thing is Beast Boy is in here. They need to shut. And all Kyle is the worst, too. Just shut the portal down. But yeah. the Beast Boy's in there. Just shut the portal down. And the whole thing, Raven's like, I'm not going to leave him behind. Goes in. And then oh, we just have our team sit there. She's not going to make it back There's in no time. Way. And yeah. then we're shutting the portal. She's not going to make it back. Oh, she made it back. Yeah, and, the and here it is still. <laughs> to me, it's even worse. It's she's never going to reach him. She's never going to reach him. But and she's not. Then she's not going to get back. It's like the twofold deal. She does both right away. Boom, boom. 
gone. And basically like, oh, no, not in time, not to make it back again. She just reaches out her hand at a point that looks like Beast Boy might be 17 miles away. I like it, too. She's going. She's flying through the bleed to try to catch up the Beast Boy, who's just kind of falling through the bleed at this point. Flying down. She's not going to make it. Not in time. Not to make it back again. And then she grabs the hand, flies she through does. the portal, and it doesn't even see what they started closing the portal until she gets out. Close it yeah. now. Close, Close it now. now. I thought Close they it had now, been. which they do. I love too, though, Eric. Didn't you realize that the power of that locket that she had around her wrist, that's what gave her the power. It's the power of love. <laughs> and, uh, the Saint power Jude's of remembrance. <laughs> yeah, she goes and grabs it. And I just like the deal the, where the locket she is that so Nightwing gave her in the flashbacks of this that we never yeah, saw any other of, time. Because of the girl who ended up dying. And yeah, yeah. so with Maybe that. Maybe we did see that because yeah, we, we, we did early. talk about that yeah. in the first issue, but I it's don't such remember a weird Nightwing tie-in. giving it to Raven. No. And, and, well, and we've we got never it seen there. it since. So the the whole idea of him being so far away and all you have is her hand going out and then them together, then them through the portal. I mean, this is the whole thing of the Titans coming back has almost all been. Yeah, we had some other little things, but this unearth, this, you know, mother blood stuff, it's been all this only to have a page with a hand going and, you know, Beast Boy grabbing and then close it, close it now. All right. Boom. And then the explanation of, oh, my, it looks like the bleed got rid of the source. Wet. But why then would Mother Blood have set up all of this to go in there to use the source wall energy and to increase that, her things for the red to go through the multiverse? That, because she's in the bleed now, she can't use her powers anymore because nope, of the she's gone. none she's of it done. makes any goddamn sense. And now Beast Boy's, I'm cute again. Now, because... Because he, because he speared her in for no reason, that's why he's ending up there. But yet Raven had all these problems. Now, I guess that she's not going to have any. And she kind of got rid of her problems anyway. But yeah. she was in the bleed, too. Well, even the idea this. after the source wall broke and these flashbacks that are really forcing the idea of how anything happened in this series. Like, I haven't felt myself. I felt shattered in multiple pieces, yeah. Nightwing. I'm yeah. like. So you're just trying to give explanation of how your soul self can become disattached yeah. and also yep. and a copy it. be made and made physical and be evil somehow. Like, none of this exactly. Makes a lick of sense. exactly. And then I love it. it's like, hey, uh, Maker, are you coming back with us, nope. uh, Mr. Hinton? No, there's more tales to be told. I'm like, really? And then the worst is you have the Titans there and they're like, oh, well, who should look after Maker? You know, he's an older guy. Let's get Travesty, the guy who kept stabbing him in the back before. Yeah. Hey, he's Travesty, fine now. He's a trickster. He knows yeah, it. Now he's like, oh, goody. I get to do this. And I'm like, really? We're spending all this time in Unearth? This Just the is idea a place that we will Earth never see again. Continue yeah, living. we'll I'm never like, see it, it again. Down. Just shut yeah, it down. Yeah, really shut it all down. All now, down. By the end of the series now, the thing is, we started this new version of the Titans with the idea that Nightwing's putting together a team because they have to combat against the source wall, the energy, source wall energy that's coming to Earth after the source wall cracked. Yeah. What do you do now that the source wall is completely broken? Like that's the entire- why it has to be done. And that's why is, this book's done. This book has no. Like, it doesn't reason make to any exist. goddamn sense. I'm telling you, th- this whole world and every other world should be, just be bathed in source wall I energy. I told you. Well, this is the thing. I told you. This is why. Open up that fucking I hated bleed. the idea of this. I'm gonna make me a bleed and, gun. Shoot yeah, it all across and, the universe. 
you can't reset a book. You can't. And this is what worries me about Supergirl because you reset this Titans about dealing with this source wall energy. Well, unfortunately, it seems as if Scott Snyder and all that, they've, they've gotten away from that. Whether or not the source wall energy thing was supposed to last forever and you'd have this, but you, you really put an expiration date on your book that immediately, if you don't react very quickly after this source wall was you know repaired, all this, you don't have a reason for the book and it's canceled. I'm really worried that Supergirl is the same thing with Rogozar, where you're dealing so heavily on the Rogozar thing and the destruction of Krypton that by the end, we're going to find out that when this Rogozar story's over, so is the book, that the book only came back just to deal with this side shoot thing, see if people, you know, jumped on. It's not selling great. Supergirl. No. And I, so I hate when a right book either. comes back or a book is based on somebody else's story because really when dan abnick came back to write this he really had his hands tied the book was screwed by all the characters basically almost the whole team was gone (laughs) and he had to deal with this so the reason yeah so they had to have some sort of reason to have it work so they you know they jumped on the imagine titans continuing the way it was right you know there's none of that troya stuff none of that weird wally west uh like you know future like you know time power whatever he had yeah yeah shut the team down because of the just league not being comfortable with all this all right look dick got shot in the head he's out oh fuck wally got killed roy got killed as well all right i'm donna troy and we have omen still like all right we gotta yeah, pull out Nar- oh shit narc's dead all right but uh yeah, where's yeah. hawk and dove at we gotta yeah, pull hawk and, dove. And, and yeah everything there's nothing and <laughs> we, so they tried where's and at? Where's we Bay? like we like kyle being on there yeah. i love steel but you didn't get enough and, and get basically here's here's where i'm gonna she close and we will close now room this is my closing. It's not a soapbox moment, Eric, but maybe a step stool. You know, I need to get to the top shelf. Obviously. This is a book that after Rebirth special <laughs> number one came out, Eric Shea said, I'm reviewing Titans. Now you were doing Titans Hunt, but you said Titans is Very the most important, important book. It's the most important book. We end the most important book of Rebirth, according to Eric. And, and really, it was pushed that way in Unearth. In Unearth, so the most important book dealt mainly with Unearth and, and Beast Boy being an uncontrollable monster, but yet really didn't have anything to do with anything. It, it, at, least, so, at least one, at least Donna Troy kicked her drinking habit. I mean, it, has there been more of a fall of an importance of a book from Rebirth to Unearth? It, it is the most ridiculous. Ridiculous fall of a book ever. Fuck. Oh my God. Uh, I give this a 5.5. I love the art. I thought Bruno Rodano when he jumped great. on the book. It's, it's the so best good. Thing about this. It's the only good thing about this. Except for Beast Boy not being a Hulk anymore. If we would have had had Unearth just get completely obliterated, I would have went up to a eight. I would have been so happy. I'm so happy at JLD right now. I can just imagine Dan Abdus. And Dan Abdus is a very nice guy. And and I'll even say at one point on our site – his wife even talked to us, seems very nice and very, very defensive of for right. her husband and very much in tune with what he's doing or whatever. I can only imagine she's sitting there like, hey, Dan, what are you doing? This Titans book is real important. I got this idea, baby. I got this on Earth. It's good. She's like, all right, I'm going to go in the other room. I'm going to let you be. Whatever. I'm canceling um, all my social media accounts. Yeah, And so by, by the end of this, she's like, oh, so you're getting rid of Unearth. Uh, get rid of Unearth. This is our gravy train, baby. This is my retirement. <laughs> 
my plan. legacy. <laughs> it's going to come back. It's like Guardians of the Galaxy, Smartians of the Galaxy. I created on Earth. I mean, this will never end, right? They're going to make movies of this, right? Oh my gosh! Yeah, even it's just even not introducing Miss Martian to this continuity had I nothing forgot to she do. She was even in it. Even <laughs> after this, you say it now. She's she's only mentioning this, and then you see her kind of walking around. It's nothing so for anybody to do in this no. entire series. Remember the the whole deal. Remember the other thing when it came back. The importance of maybe Miss Martian being on not on the up and up, oh, and maybe Justice a mole Liguiezon. of a deal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what happened to that? Well, I mean, we got over we, that yeah. when her and Dick Grayson had TV time. Yeah. Remember, that, remember when our biggest complaint of this book was we were going back and forth over and over with the you know powder keg again with who's in control? Boy, I want that back. Who's Dick Grayson? <laughs> <laughs> I need that back. Oh, gosh. But yeah, what are you giving? I, I, I give love Bruno Redundle's art, so I don't want to give it a fuck you five, but I, <laughs> so I just bad. almost said it. it's a regular five. It's a regular it's five. So bad. Maybe a four. Uh, I don't know, but it's not maybe good. A three. It's bad. The art is the only thing decent about it and the fact that <laughs> Beast rebirth, Boy's not the Hulk. Rebirth special to unearth. Oh my. Fuck me. A, a travel, uh, you know, a, a road less travel. I, I just we'll want to think that whenever we were recording that Titans number one or even the Rebirth special number one, we're talking, actually I want to say oh. Titans number one and, and I'm and talking about the just importance of this out. book and all yeah, of a just, sudden yeah. it's like it's like the Flash coming to Bruce in that dream and the freaking uh, Batman v Superman movie where it's so, like me trying to tell him it's not important. It's not <laughs> and my younger self has no idea what i mean man this book must be really important what's this on earth be, yeah it's really important <laughs> that means that it's going to unravel earth or something uh yeah on the patreon i ended up putting an i'll put up for this month as well where i went back and collected a bunch of our reviews from the podcast it's nothing it's not really new material it's just kind of no. repackaged in an it's easy like a way trade to listen to trade podcast yeah it is it's a retrade i'd call it but it was the titans it was the titans deal and as i was editing it out and i had to grab some things from yeah. you know the podcast but i heard you saying like well of course i'm gonna review this this is the most important book i'm like oh it's little do you know my friend <laughs> yeah, really. all of them all of them ended up there right they're all there. yeah it was not good uh, we're gonna What'd move on do, to the DC? next book what the fuck you do I don't know. It's it's this this night, this this podcast this week. There's a lot of books like this, and a lot of books with very forced things and just nonsense. But I'm telling you, gonna- I I just want to be the guy who just still sits here and has the hope beyond hope, where everybody's just treading water, waiting Some for Doomsday Clock to get done. Yeah. Yeah, so it's yeah, really, to him. It's it is one of book. those things. It is one of those things like in movies where you have even like the Matrix where you, you're sitting there and you start getting envious of the people that don't understand what's really going on. They're just going through their life in this haze thinking what they see is real and that it'll all end up okay. We unfortunately seem to know the, the difference of that. And yeah, and there's no end uh, of this nonsense. But it's we're going to go gonna be now. Okay, Jim. Yeah, really. What, the minute 29. that. I'll tell you right now, the minute, and I will celebrate this, Eric, I I will celebrate it. I will go to the top of every You're going to have yourself an ice cream cake? I will. I'll have an ice cream cake, uh, maybe even, you know, one of those cookie puss cakes. And I love those, right? And to hell with it. I'll have a cookie puss and a fudgy the whale. I'm going full out. Uh, If at at some of these books, and it it has to happen eventually, if this, uh, obviously, it has to happen soon. Where we're reading a book and I, I'm reading, I'm like, 
Oh, shit. They just mentioned the Superman theory. I will start celebrating that. Yeah. Maybe we are going to get something. And I'm telling you, uh, because you've been talking to me about this. Like, it's so weird. No one's even mentioned the Superman theory. If, that, if Doomsday Clock's a point and you think they do about and I've just been sitting there thinking to myself, you just wait. It's going to happen and it's going to blow your mind. If it does, I, I will be very happy. At least that'll give me something. Uh, this next book does not give me much. Oh. It is Wonder Woman 68, written by G. Willow Wilson, art by Kerry Nord, Mick Gray, Ronan Kaket. Remember what I really liked the second section of this podcast? Ramalo, I I actually remember when we liked the Friday, where I said Fridays, I was always happy. And then we got, I think it's opposite this week, Ramalo Fajardo Jr. and Pepper. So G. Willow Wilson finishes up this arc, and while it says finale, it doesn't even feel like it started. Her whole run feels like a bunch of non-stories. And while I thought this one was heading to a better place with the addition of Giganta, there really wasn't much reason for her to be here by no, the end. Anyway, I really hope something starts happening worthwhile in this book soon. There's, yeah, that, that, there's no reason for Giganta to be in this book. And yet she's still the best thing about this book. Yeah, there's no reason for the story to have happened. All you needed to do was have Eliani. I, I ended up looking I, up her name to oh, see yeah? how you pronounce it. Maggie. And got a couple couple <laughs> different pronunciations. And, uh, you know, they, they with the sword. But that's all you needed. All you needed to go out of this was the sort because basically these titans, quote unquote, that Wonder Woman these and Gigana were fighting, didn't end up being real. The the idea that she needed Gigana ends up being proved, even, you know, what, just what does proved. That mean these things that we're fighting aren't titans, but what they're are they? They're just elementals. They're, they're elementals. Enema- they're elementals. Well, I'm saying a fucking swamp thing's an elemental. Hey, how dare you? Th- this I'm is one of those things that idea. it seems to make sense to them that if they're elementals, that means they don't have feelings, just like fish. They're, they're okay to eat. No, I not. learned that in Something in the Way by Nirvana. Fish don't have feelings. They're okay yeah. to eat. Eric, I heard that. <laughs> he also, makes he good dripping, decisions, doesn't he? He dr- drippings from the roof. I mean, really, that guy, he made a lot of good decisions there. Uh, He's got a good yeah. head on his shoulders, or at least he, he used to. That, Kurt Cobain blew my mind, Eric. Uh, I'm just saying, though, this whole idea of our sword quest, which the story somehow become, of the the sword that belonged to the the trainer of Thunscar, Eniope. Which is uh, more of – that is a – more of a you know fan service deal for people right. who like the movie more exactly. than anything else. But the and thing that's is, okay. I want to know this whole tie into this Annie open. Why is her sword here in the Rocky Mountain freaking you know forest or whatever? Don't, I don't. But the thing know. is. This was Annie Ope's sword back on Themyscira. This gives us hope because then it, may, it might mean that the people of Themyscira are still alive somewhere. Yeah. And I just want to know when the fuck were elementals running around Themyscira because that sword was there. Yeah, yeah. Why, where, why weren't they protecting it before? These elementals are there, and you had this whole deal where it, it was a big hide and seek. Say, Come to me, my elementals, and now go away. The sword is safe, yeah. and she was good. Yeah, yeah, maybe because that's uh, all you got to do. When it, maybe when it apparently. leaves, maybe when it leaves the mascara, and the the idea to me is funny leaves because the mascara. You, well, you have this idea of hey, this gives us hope because of the sword. To me, th- that gives us less hope. I mean, if Annie's out there, she'd have the sword. The, the reason that the sword seems to be there in my mind is because you start they're finding skirts and breastplates. You're in trouble. Oh, yeah, really. But it, with this, though, Organic it's been objects a hide don't and come seek. through. 
Yeah, it's been a hide-and-seek with these titans, and they keep disappearing. Then they're underground. Then they're there. Well, you end up having Wonder Woman and, you know, Giganta talking and basically going with this idea of, hey, uh, you know, you should let loose. I could rule the world if I had your power. I'm not like that, Giganta. You should be. This is the entire point of the story. I am happy. No, you're not. Ugh. Let me go up and clear my head. What oh, you my just, God. I'm saying, though, what you just said and the idea with the power That's that it. she has, she's selfish for not, like, you know, being the God yeah. she should be. And she's weak because she, like, you know, saves people that are weaker than her. Yeah. That's the entire point of the story. Because even is. when Gigano leaves at the end, remember what I told you. I'm like, yeah. you really didn't and, say anything. You didn't and kind say of anything. The That's other nonsense. thing that Gigano tries to throw out there is the idea that Wonder Woman doesn't let loose – because she wants to keep those below her, below her, and feel very high and mighty for being a quote unquote well, hero when who she does the loose, right thing. Apparently, when and, she lets loose, she becomes a super saiyan because for some reason she's flying around, she's glowing with energy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going on in this book anymore. And so, with this, even, yeah. even when she flies up to go get a, well, this a is the thing she flies up and says, Oh my God, it's a circle. Well, no, where? that's a straight line. What the that's hell are you talking line. about? And there's, a bunch there's of three fires dots in a, there in a line and fires there. I'm like, it's a circle. Oh my god, it's a circle. Let's go to what they are protecting. I'm like, no, no. Number one, <laughs> number one, they they're a circle, but you fought them and they ran away from you. I, I mean, at one point they didn't just stay. They, they skedaddled. You had to chase them and then realize they were underground when they came up again. They were not necessarily around one point that they were protecting. This is a straight line. There was and, one point so, in this arc, though, that I know I enjoyed the art. I just know once we find the, these so-called titans, these make you know these elementals yeah. again, and then we start fighting. I have no idea what happens in the progression of this here's battle because all of a sudden the, the, the ground deal. is just gone. Just bear with me. Pages one to ten are Carrie Nord. Okay. That's who we've been having a problem with. Carrie Nord's art has been a problem. It's not as bad at the very beginning when we're getting I'm talking on page time. eleven. I don't know what well, to throw it. <laughs> we're, we're going with this now. You're on page eleven, which is actually probably uh, you know before I know, that. Because anyway. there's all the ads and freaking yeah. you know, the and, cover and, and stuff go like that. once. Now they are fighting the Titans still, which continues it. But when you end up getting out, the the character models do get better. I actually did not mind the art. I think it's more that they're isn't much story and you have to populate it with art because all that happens here is Gigana for some reason G. Will Wilson is very obsessed with this funny idea that you know birds end up upsetting Gigana I'm that? waiting for this to pay off what? exactly it like doesn't. where is something that's controlling the birds to try to get her to stay away it, or something it like, just nothing. seems that there's birds in the air and is it the elementals they but it, it's a face. joke yeah they do <laughs> but yeah Wonder Woman's like Oh, well, now that I know, I I got you because I thought that these Titans were sentient and they meant something and had feelings. But But now now that I know they don't, I don't need you, which she's already said, why am I here? Well, now we see that she doesn't really need to be because when people can't feel or have pain or whatever, Wonder Woman goes full out. Now she's full out. She's glowing with energy and blowing through them. Blasting through them. Uh, because now they're just rocking, you know, stone and, and whatever and, and dirt. So I can do this. I'm going to punch them. I'm going to punch the shit out Poor of them. I'm going to go. This goes on and on and on until one steps on her. 
And that's where you have answer, yeah, Maggie. Yeah, Maggie, uh, show the up. Waitress. I'm, I'm going to go by Maggie, who, the waitress. Who Maggie, comes the waitress, who likes to sudden, bang mystical creatures. Yeah, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Aphrodite shows up with the explanation of, yeah, I had nothing to do here. And this is the real explanation. I, I had so nothing angry. to do here, but I kept a watch on when I realized. So she must have gone to Maggie because she does yeah. say that Maggie mind, she was just say it with authority. Flying and, and so, on her invisible swan, just watching them as they found a sword, contemplated the yes, sword, and then walked the out of the deal. woods with the sword. Through issue after issue, that you have Wonder Woman. At the beginning of this issue, you have Gigant and Wonder Woman. I wonder if this has to do with your sword, Wonder Woman. I don't know what's going on. In all reality of the story, Aphrodite has been sitting in the clouds and knows exactly what has been going on. She knows that these titans are controlled by, or elementals are controlled by the sword and are protecting because she had to have told Maggie to do exactly this. Because she says, exactly so, Maggie, say it with authority. Where were you, Aphrodite? You knew what was going on, if that's what you did now, to come down and do it at the end, after Wonder Woman gets stomped on. Oh, even yeah, the whole idea pick up that, your foot, she yells. That, like, and you know, we, that's we, where can't she gets have, we can't have things too forced. So the whole idea, you know, Maggie, who is, you know, kind of the host of these mystical creatures walking them to find a new home and stuff like that, where she finds a sword, actually finds the elemental sword, call, has, uh, you know, the uh, satyr call Wonder Woman because we got problems over here. Yeah. This is what Wonder Woman is looking for. And because you can't have it too forced, because why would this one waitress who knows Wonder Woman and the mystical creatures find a, you know, Themyscaran sword? Oh, it's because it must be destiny that had us go to this mic. Yeah. No, no, that's and just her, poor yeah. writing. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and like I said, the idea that you get here, Wonder Woman gets stumped. Aphrodite shows up after issues and issues of not being there and says, you know, you have Maggie. Stop. I uh, demand that you stop. And there's Aphrodite says, wish. exactly, exactly so, Maggie. Say it with authority. There is the key that Aphrodite came down to tell her exactly what to do. If you knew what to do. You knew all of this, and there you could have told Wonder Woman from the first bit of, "Hey, these you know elementals are here. There's the sword we just found it. You know the whatever." I, I, I but love it's the just idea there. too because apparently on Themyscira, the whole idea is you know the biggest wall of the land they have is finders, keepers, losers, weepers. Because now that Maggie found the sword, it's hers. Yeah, it's Maggie's sword now. What are you talking about? It's a goddamn Amazonian sword. Wonder Woman should take it. Why is finders keepers the fucking wall of the land? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's she's like, Oh, this must be you, your Themyscira. Oh, no, no. It's yours. You found it. Is it. Not it I must who be found it. the sword. I know and, the yeah, wall. And and then that's where again you have to have Gigana with birds around, right? Is it that she she's got BO that these birds are attracted to? Does she smell like something? It looks like sea. I don't know. <laughs> I see birds in the Walmart parking lot. They're going after like raw or or you know, rotten food. Gold. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's how we didn't realize Gigana came through, left those goals uh, behind. Uh, so she's there, and, and Gigana's what like, What perfume huh. are you wearing, catch of the day? Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what's the catch of the day? Oh, it's the catch of the day. You, you, you have her there and like, huh, this is taking a fascinating turn. Looks like I'm out of here. I worked off two years of my sentence. Now now Smiley you're going back to Gigana. that. What, what about that job that, that you were mortgage. talking about? The rent and the mortgage and the food. She's like, yep, I'm out of here. Number one, 
that that's not how this works either. You don't just get to say, I'm leaving now and walk away. You're still a prisoner. Wonder Woman would have to take her back, but we're on a sword quest. Eh, you, you know, know go sword off, quest, Gigana. Man. Come on. And so you have this idea where you've set up all these, and these people with these mythical creatures, the Seder and Cadmus, and they, they, they keep going, oh, they're so great. They're so great. They end by just having this happen and like, oh, looks like a sword quest. I guess we're not going. What well, do you mean even, you're not going? Even Nobody the can idea take us. That Cadmus the Pegasus can only be ridden by one person does yeah. not mean that the Minotaur and Seder cannot go in the sword quest no. with them. Like, this could be left behind. I've seen Wonder Woman pick people up and carry yeah. them. It looks like, looks you like know, there's a Aphrodite. lot of room on that invisible swan Aphrodite. Yeah, the has. invisible swan looks like a bunch of room. She's going to have any dirty Minotaurs yeah. on her it's swan and her watch. They, they had nothing to do in this and no. now they still do. Don't and like, all right, you go. I love it too. Is the, the just the nerve of these people where they're like, okay, we're gonna go to this, you know, this forest, this park, we're gonna do this, that, and the other thing. They just left them there. Yeah. They are left in the middle so of this park now. for nothing to do. I guess they're just gonna, you know, walk around, whatever. Well, Jim, Cad, do you Cad think she'll be safe? safe? Yeah. No. But, but full, full of wonder. wonder. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> just shut your goddamn mouth. Yeah, shut up, all of you. This is. I'm looking. Number one, I'm looking at it, and I had to review it. John Wayne was busy, so I did review it. Um, and uh, I'm definitely the lowest. And, and I can't say what? that I, I'm really that. You know, I'm not coming into this with uh, with a bone to pick. Motherfucker, I am I lower like than you. It. Yeah, I'm a five out of ten. And, I, I and will it punch is, down all day long yeah, because this it is, is garbage. It is a regular five out of ten, but I looked and not I'm like, me. there's eights, nines, all of these things. And, and the problem being, though. This is the least, as of right now, the least reviewed book of DC out right now. This only has five, it has five reviews. Scooby Apocalypse, yes, it it is the finale that has more reviews. Wonder Twins. Everybody's coming out of the woodwork for that one. (laughs) Wonder Twins has, I think, six. Wonder (laughs) Twins has 15 reviews. What this is the problem is people when you look at this when you go on if you do go Stupid. on do they people are they don't and it's not afraid I think that G Will Wilson seems to be just a lovely woman seems to be I'm somebody sure who is. really is a caring woman Can't somebody who is woman. a you know, <laughs> that's the problem is I think that people are shying away from reviewing the book because they don't want to you know throw shade at G Willow because she is so great and, yeah. and a person and and she does she seems like a, a wonderful wonderful person and i i love miss marvel read this is nonsense i said in in my my blurb at the end is just she doesn't know she, number one y- you have a book where the the writer does not have any idea how to write the character it seems it's just you're you're just getting cliche after cliche that is supposed to tide you over until she learns on the job how to write this character i mean i don't need to have like if you decided to let loose you could be a goddess among men oh my remember what i said i'm off <laughs> that's gigantic in my mind <laughs> i'm gigantic uh, i i actually obviously would love, we know who it is because that was would, spot on gigantic I, I would love that <laughs> this is Giganta. Hey, Giganta, are we going to fight these elementals? Yes, we are. It's like that. Yes. But with this, though, she also I think has you had nothing right for the first time. She, hey, ha-ha, I'm Giganta. She, she has nothing <laughs> for her to do. She's no. having problems just writing the character, sword but quest. boy, there is nothing Jim, for we're on a anybody in this to do. We'll be full of wonder. Listen, unearth Gem World, sword quest, force quest, please. 
Somebody kill me, please, Eric. There's me. I just I don't know I'm what's about going to go on. Watch Jean Claude Van Damme's The Quest. <sighs> I'd rather do that. I'll tell you, I'll do that any day of the week. But yeah, five out of ten. What would you give it? Um, I was going to go a four, but I just want to give it a fuck you five because <laughs> I, I don't care for the art in this either. Like it does get better by the end once we get away from Carrie Nord, but. Yeah, Nothing in this better. is good for the most part. There is the, the story is paper thin. The art's not great. And these characters, she doesn't know what to do with that. She introduced in here. And I'm telling you, I say Gigana was the best part about this. It was, but not last, this issue. La, no, no. Last issue's Gigana yeah. was the best yeah. part about this. Gigana ended up, I was taking a drink. I'm sorry. Gigana ended up being a mouthpiece to get your cliched, you know, generic, hey, your, your you message. let lose. Yeah, da, da. yeah, that's all it is. A mouthpiece for a it's message awful. to be told, uh, which we'll get to How later in the book. How uh, do we have to go before Wonder Woman gets good again? Because what it really seems like, you know, while we, you know, Greg Rucka was up and down, but for the most part, it was the strongest thing we had since please. Brian Azzarello. It was awesome compared to any of this. We realized afterwards. And, and there's not, did, me and you, How long did especially me. Go? Was that 35 issues? 35 issues. Okay, and, I'm sorry. He and, had 35, Rucka had yeah. 25. Five, but in between that, all awful on all ends. Yeah, t- I'm telling you, please don't, don't start talking. People have, have retroactively hated that Azarello stuff. Oh, I know. So, I love it compared uh, to this. Yeah, the thing is, like uh, Greg Rocco, we're, we're dealing with it. We like the you know the year one stuff yeah. better. The beginning, More than the lies. even as it's going on, we, we were you know weren't digging it as much. And I know not necessarily you, but me, I don't like to admit when I'm wrong. I really will. I, fight I got more on the trail as it went along. Yeah, and I'll fight tooth and nail to to kind of you know say that I wasn't wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. That was a gem of a run, Amazing. and I, I would have that back now. Just I'm telling you, we I were mean, looking Urs at Katanga, to, we were looking at solicits earlier today before we whatever got it on tonight. Yeah. But the whole idea was, oh, Greg Rucker's coming back for a Lois Lane book, and the idea of a Lois Lane book is kind of nonsense. But you know what? I, I could do for some yeah. more Greg Rucker in my life right now. Yeah, I can too. I just this I just don't understand, and this is where, uh, where again we'll bring it up. I'll bring it up more than once, but I'll say this is the last time. But this is DCYOU material here, where we have a Wonder Woman that's not hitting. We have a Superman that a lot of people are bailing from, and a Batman that I don't recognize. You know, he might not be a robot Batman, but I don't recognize this guy with the cowl, cape, and cowl on. And so that there's the Trinity. And if you're liking these books, then that's a strong DC's going strong for you. There's a lot of people are telling me you need the trinity you need that but i'm just saying the trinity you need the trinity to be strong you need that yeah he's not part of the trinity uh just the trinity needs to be yeah they need to be good but yeah with that though i like the justice league book a little you know more than it has been but yeah this, this is just the trinity needs to be strong and it's not in my mind and you know even if you like say a tom king it's it's getting stale uh we need something we need something to pick us up and uh the it's not Wonder Woman so far. No. I thought it was going to be. I really I was did. I, I was and then I thought it was going to be Aquaman it. with Kelly Sue DeConnick. That's not yeah. happening. Maybe. Maybe that, that still has some hope. We just, just started that. So maybe that'll tie uh, you know, or turn around. But we're going to go right now, Eric, off to some mail. All and right. hopefully that'll Let's pick, pick up, up spirits. our spirits. Yes. Yo, it's mail call.
Loosh. It, it is mail with Eric. You don't need me. I'm out. All where's right. where's my door slam uh, deal? Do do I have that, Eric? Is I have there possibly no have. that I have the door slam? I I can't find that. <laughs> I'm out of here, Eric. I'm out. <laughs> I'm depressed. Uh yes. Uh, in the deal, we're recording these mails. So you listen to mail section one. Uh, a while back, uh, but we're recording, recording these back to back, and I had to go pick up my son Ethan in between. And while I was waiting, I figured, oh, I'm going to wait. I'm going to go over to the Arby's and get two of the buffalo chicken sliders. I ordered these, sat there behind some other car for like 20 minutes, it seemed. And I got the hell out. I'm like, I'm not waiting anymore for these sliders. So, so there you go. There's my story. Oh, good. I'm depressed. Good. I was. I'm hungry. I haven't eaten dinner yet. Uh, mail section number two. We're going to continue on. I hope this isn't as controversial I hope not. as male section number one. We have Luis, who says, Luis. hello, Jim and Eric and the Get Fresh Group. Beep, 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 beep. Fresh cup crew. First thing first, I hope your wife's okay, Jim. I'm a few weeks behind on the She's podcast and just okay. heard. Yeah, really? Yeah, she's doing better. She just I, And also, I say to Ethan, he comes out of Walmart and gets in the car. And yeah. he says, oh, I have to have mom help me with my taxes. All right. I'm like, uh, I'm glad that you waited, you know, till the last yeah, second. Yeah. But hey, uh, she's not feeling well. Mm-hmm. So when we get home, just wait for this tomorrow. I hear him go in, go upstairs. But mom, are you up? Well, I already told you not to do that. I hope she recovers quickly. Second, and, and a few, uh, I'm a few weeks behind on books. I have them all in a pile with not much enthusiasm to read it, but I will get to them soon. Just a quick update on my life. Business is going well. Nice. I was finally able to move out of my mom's house. Uh, I made a lot more money. Hopefully, Eric's business goes well. You should get out of that trailer, Eric, is what you should you. do. I made a lot more money than my mom, so I had to stay and help. So that's cool. So it's it's is that that he's moving out because now he can still support his mother? I, I'm like, that's all it was. I'm done with you, mama. I'm important now. But my sister moved back into my mom's house with her husband, baby, and five dogs. Holy moly. That's five some balls dogs. right there to move in like with five dogs. Yeah, really? It's crazy. Husband, baby, and five dogs. If I didn't move, it would be then uh, my mom, me, my dog. So five people, six dogs, no thank you. She says, <laughs> five people, six dogs, no thank you. So now uh, she's back in to help, and I was able to move out. So, you know, his you now, mom sis. needs some help. It's funny, too. His mom's like, I'm so glad that I have the help that your sister has, but please, can, can somebody get rid of these goddamn dogs? Hey, sis, I'm tagging problem. you in. Yeah, my new apartment is not that big, but it's all me, and that, that's pretty cool. I also picked this room isn't very bigger, but it's all me. Yeah, I also picked totally up a side is. job. As a personal chef. But here's the kicker. I'm not really a great cook. Apparently uh, a great talker, compared, though, to get this job. Yeah, I'm telling you. Well, he, he just He's there, and he's just cooking just whatever. Uh, who knows? But he's, I guess compared to the mom and dad, uh, I guess, of his client, he's Chef Ramsay. And I'm guessing you that are, this is- sir. Freshly served hot <laughs> pockets. Oh, would you like this hot pocket? I would have you? here what is called a grilled cheese. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, I could, I could just imagine this guy has hired Louise. And I'm guessing he's a fancy Peanut guy. Peanut butter and guy. jelly, sir. Live this, on the wild guy, side. This guy is going to, afterwards, he goes into his club or maybe even his work. He goes to work. This guy has hired Louise. Probably has some dough. He's just paying. He's like, not only does my new chef cook me spaghetti, but it's in O shaped. Can you believe he that? Pasta them in O's. Spaghetti 
O's. I cannot believe it. I actually was able to eat a soup where I could spell my name out. As I did so. Have you ever heard of such a thing? (laughs) Oh, my. Black magic, I say. Have you ever heard of what he likes to call ramen noodles? (laughs) Have you ever heard of such a thing? I I get I could just imagine. I, I'm telling you, uh, I'm sure that Luis is selling himself short. I'm sure he's a better cook than than me. But Definitely I, me. I would expect that the guy, if I was cooking, he's like, I know that he called it hamburger helper, but it does fine on its own. That's what he would say. Said, you've done it again, James. You've done it again. But yeah, yeah, I, I'm telling you, I end up cooking for my family. And Tanya right now is finally on a kick that we actually all can enjoy. That, that's a beat we all can dance to. I told What's her. You now? Because right now she's just into any sort of rice and, and mac delicious. and cheese. I am about that. They, he combines both pasta with cheese in can such a way. Can you believe he put the nuggets on top? <laughs> he a, calls, a chicken in the form I of a nugget put he on top of this rice. Shells and cheese. Uh, can you imagine? Shells. I believe while I'm eating it, I can hear the ocean. Can you imagine the audacity that he has in this cooking, uh, cooking uh, area? What is that called? The kitchen. <laughs> Yeah, it ends up so I end up making I end up <laughs> this cooking area. I, I end up making either a rice dish, which has been say a jambalaya, uh-huh. or a dirty rice. Which right. dirty rice to me is I've made it in a pot after the jambalaya, and I've hardly cleaned it, Eric. That is the dirty That's what I always rice. Think anyway, or the rice and red beans. All of these can be found at your local Aldi. <laughs> Uh, so Tanya's like, oh, I would like some rice. That means that everybody's eating rice and there is about to be a riot. A now, mutiny. did you get more of that soy teriyaki sauce? Cause it's delicious. Uh, no, no, because <sighs> I was going to tell you, I got a huge, oh yeah, well I did. I ended up getting the BJ's, you mm-hmm, know, industrial mm-hmm, size one. Right. Now imagine the idea, Eric, imagine this. Speaking of cooking, can you imagine the audacity that happened in my cooking area? I call a kitchen. That when I opened that soy vei, you know quite well that it has sunflower seeds uh, on the top, right? Or what is it? Sunflower sesame seeds. No, they're like sesame seeds. So it has sesame seeds. Right? I opened that bottle that I got. I should have taken a picture. It was disturbing. It was actually there as a plug. The sesame seeds were at least. I'm telling you, at least I'm I'm trying to gauge at least four inches of a plug that I, I ended up having. T- I ended up having to jump out. Yeah, I looked at the picture <laughs> that you took of yourself the other day. You freaking small, small peckered bastard! Wow, uh, they're, they're like the whole the whole neck of the bottle and then some. Was j- I had to jam them out and t- it, it disturbed me. It, it disturbed. Were me. they frozen? No, no, they were just there. There was just so many. And probably my guess is as they were shipped, maybe this container was turned upside down during the shipping and that all went. And then when it went the opposite way and drained out, you just ended up all the sesame seeds were in the top like a cork. It was crazy. So it, the, it really the moral was. Of the story I, is don't I buy the to tell you about it. Aldi's. Yeah, I forgot to tell you about it. I just jammed some out. We got some out. No, we have that. Delicious. So I do. I do use the soy vey teriyaki soy soy's in in a lot of my uh, rice dishes. I like to call them, Eric. But yeah, Tanya is so into that. But she she's getting to the point where she does not like the shells and cheese. 
She likes the Kraft macaroni and cheese, which to me – That was a big I, I argument going on on Facebook the other week that I talked about people who like mac and cheese or shells and cheese. And I'm a person who like, like mac and cheese all growing up. And the shells and cheese that we're eating is the one with the squeeze cheese yeah. deal. Yeah, it's the fancy one. It's 70 cents a box at the all. Yeah. The other's like 19. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going on the wild side, the fancy side of things. Uh, she doesn't like that as much. But uh, number one, it doesn't take much to make. Where you, no. you just boil the, the pasta shells and then you squeeze that cheese on there. I, I know Luis knows what I'm talking about because that's what he pushed as, as a gourmet dinner last night to this guy or, or family. I don't even know. I'm assuming it's a single guy who just doesn't have time to cook on his own. But and wants to ha- tell people that he has a personal yeah, chef. Yeah, and, and wants a personal chef. And somehow Luis is a guy, he's just in the right place at the right time, I guess. Tony has one of those it, too. It, if it was me, yeah. Yeah, really. But also, if it was me, yeah, you, you would definitely, Luis, you're a better cook than my mom. The, the best thing that my mom has cooked lately is meth. Boom, Eric. That's a diss. I'm very mom. sad now. Tanya and the kids went over and got those bonds from my mom that my dad Did they mature? Uh, yeah, unlike you, they did mature. <laughs> I have not done anything with them. I don't know what to do with these things. I, I think it's black magic with these bonds. Um, but yeah, we got those mainly because Tanya ended up telling me how much the kitchen was going to cost to get done. And yeah, she went way over budget and there's right. nonsense to be had. So I don't she know how you didn't see this say, coming. She tries to, really, I I must be blind. She tries to get the idea that it's okay now because we got these bonds. I'm like, what are you talking about? That doesn't make it okay. No. Just because you get these bonds. Plus, she, she was, I don't know if you heard, she had a pole with the cone. I have heard. I don't mean, I mean, there's not a lot of Polish guys in town. So I actually mean a pole. I'm not talking about a guy. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, we go on. He says, um, this is going well. I'm getting there here. My new apartment is all but me. He's a cook. He's not Chef Ramsay. Okay, where are we going to go? It pays well. I go for uh, over Monday to Friday for two hours and cook so it works with my schedule. That's sweet. Yeah, he's like, I don't know if you've ever heard of this. My cook brought them to me this morning. They are called Lucky Charms. I think this is from Ireland. I do. That's what he says. He's like, that he is, is such a-, a good cook that his food is called Encore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but these things, they call them fruit loops. They are quite uh, the thing. I'm telling you, it's nonsense. My birthday also just passed on April 6th. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday, belated birthday to Rob Lewis as well. So yes. happy birthday to me and that about, and Amanda Connor, Eric, if she's listening, uh, to me and that about it. She's uh, safe. Be safe, wear your seatbelt, and I'll see you in seven. That's nice two choice. people have said to wear seatbelts. I'm not doing it. Uh, Don't tell me how to no. live my life. I mean, really. When am I going to listen to a personal chef when it comes to riding a car? <laughs> I ain't no race car driver. Why would I listen to that? <laughs> Brandon's next. He says, sup, fellas. Sup, Brandon. Sports talk trigger warning for Eric. I'm writing this email as I watch the 76ers being booed off the court in game one of their playoff matchup. Not a good start. Unless Joel Embiid is getting texts from Rihanna during the game, why is he looking at a cell phone on the bench? This became a big thing today. Yeah, Sixers did not look good, and they were looking at their phones and texting during the game. That infuriated me, Eric. That infuriated me. But Jimmy Butler, he came through. He's a play, he, he's a gamer there, Eric. Why why'd you go silent there? Are you there? Why is there another bachelor party issue in the Batman run? Why does Tom King write women like giant idiots? I'm why bad. does nobody get mad at Tom King for writing women like giant idiots in this day and age when they get mad about everything else? 
Here we go again. Anyway, I know we all beat the topic of King and Bendis to death, but I think the reason so many people get aggravated by these two is that they are more what my grandpa would call bullshit artists at this yeah, yeah, point. Yeah. I used to call that a bullshit artiste. That's than a actual comic book writers, especially lately. Uh, it's like what my grandpa said. Opinions are like assholes. They all smell like shit. That's what he told me. And I said, Grandpa, say, Grandpa, Grandpa, I wiped my ass. And he's like, I'm going to wipe your fucking face on the concrete, you fucking prick. And I said, why are you saying that, Grandpa? And he's like, I don't know who you are. Get the fuck out of here. And then I realized that I was at somebody's house. I, I've never been to. Alzheimer's, grandpa, very upsetting. Here's what Grandpa, Grandpa uh, Werner, this would be a typical conversation between me and Grandpa Werner. Hey, Grandpa, you watching the Phillies? Leave me the fuck alone. There you go. That was it. And that's no scene. joke. That's what he would say. And scene. How you bother him when he's trying to watch the Phillies? And, that, and that's the thing, too, is then I'd walk away more stunned than upset. I wouldn't know what just happened. Then I'd walk into the other room, and my grandmother would be there, and she'd say, I know you stole those pool balls, you piece of shit. And, then I'd, go, and I'd be like... All right, hey, let's go to the next room. Then the next room, my retarded, you know, mentally challenged uncle would say, oh. hey, says, catch the football. And then he'd throw the football and he'd tackle me and then start well, getting very, very inappropriate. I, I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, I yes, know, no, Jeffrey, I don't have change in my pocket. And then I'd break free from him. You see, and then he I'd was go trying to, my, to get something in my pocket. Then I'd go to my dad and say, Dad, can we please go home? And he'd say, don't be an ungrateful son of a bitch. And, I just, and then I, you, this is why I end up here. I don't he know what's thing. going on. Maybe you were just That's an asshole as a kid. I was just a little kid who did nothing. I, I just, I'm telling you, my whole life involved me walking from room to room of wherever I was being yelled at. And being yelled at for nothing. I, I didn't even know why half the time I was yelled at. My grandfather at points just told me. My grandfather at one point did tell me that I was the most annoying little kid he had ever met in his life. And, and I did nothing. I just sit there. I, I, and it's one of those like, yeah, I I'd sit there and maybe I'd say like, oh, grandpa, what show is this? And that was it. And you the, piece the, of the, shit. And then the shit would start. It would just and, – and again, it, don't cry for me, Argentina. But it just it, – it ended up making me just realize I don't really need to talk to a lot of people in no. this life because every time I do, I seem to annoy them. So I stopped talking to people and then I thought to myself, you know what? It's time I get back to annoying people. And I told you we had to start a podcast. I know. And, and you annoyed the and, shit out of me to talk about that for a while. Since. I'm telling you, this is, I'm telling people, this is their in and out or whatever to just realize why I'm so annoying and why I sit there. And, and while I sat there, came up with crazy ideas and opinions of my life of how life works. And they were all and you wrong. Were, no, no, you're right. They were, we're all spot wrong. On. I'm telling you, they were all wrong. I, I got the idea that if I sat on a toilet, uh, a demon from hell would come up and grab me by my cock and take me down to hell. Why and this do you is not what think I actually, that's going to happen? I really believe that. You I should. heard that. I ended up, and I, I, I would do a little investigation where I would sit there and they'd say like, hey, you know, there's piranhas that would come over. In my mind, they would come. Everything ended up in the toilet. <laughs> piranhas would come through the toilet. So I'd look and I'd be like, okay, let me let me find out my Encyclopedia Britannica. It says that a, a piranha is this big. Let mm -hmm. me look at the hole in the toilet. It's just yeah, big it enough. It can't fit through no, there, no, but you know it's what? It's just big enough. It'll no, I would just, I would just think that because it's coming from the Amazon – 
it would be very inspired. It, it would do what it has to do to get my junk. And that's all it was. It was going to come up and it was going to grab my cock. And, and the thing about it wasn't the idea <laughs> that it would bite my cock. That was the problem. It was the problem of me figuring out how I would get it off my cock. And that would not be pretty. No. So I, I figured in my mind that if it did happen, you, you just go with it until it gets bored. You, you have it there. It's biting your, your nut sack. Allow it to go on until your it gets cock. bored and, and just end up, you know, you know biting the bullet i guess well after that story i can understand where your grandfather's come from yeah yeah you never tell me bullshit artist or anything you're the most annoying kid i've ever heard talk to he he said that and then you sit there and then when he's dead and we get that stupid tape recording and he goes through everybody and then gets to me and i'm waiting for finally for some justification not even justification for finally for him to say you know what i might have been hard on you some familiar acceptance you're not so annoying after all he says, keep doing what you're doing. I'm like thinking like, Grandpa, what are you talking about? I can't keep annoying you. You're in hell or heaven, wherever the hell you are. Purgatory, it's hell. Probably. It's hell. Yeah, no, he was not a good guy. I, I heard weird stories about him afterwards. Uh-oh. So the hell with him. And maybe it's good that he didn't like me. It was nothing like that. Nothing. Oh, my God. Just the idea that he might have had another <laughs> family and shit like that. He just, you know, I don't know. Well, doesn't have another really family care. these days. <laughs> Wish I did. Uh, my family. I'm going to get done this. My it's a monkey right paw now, situation. Right now they're fucking. Yeah, right now they're they're fucking yelling and screaming in other rooms at nothing. Uh, I'm so not yelling you. about my grandfather. <laughs> I'm not yelling about nothing. I got shit to talk about. You just so pretty much. I'm I telling you, I don't even think that up. they realize that you have a podcast. <laughs> I think they're just thinking that daddy goes in a dark room and yells they, for a couple they think hours. That this is therapy. <laughs> He's involved in that scream therapy he is. That's <laughs> what I'm doing. <laughs> Next thing I'm doing. Me and John Lennon are going to get together. Isn't he alive? Yeah. See, bullshit artists are people along the lines of those who always promise to do something but never actually deliver on those promises or always have excuses for why they can't. And if they eventually do what they promise you, you can guarantee it's going to be half-assed or the easy way out. I mean, so read all these goddamn nightmares for what is the point to have the cliffhanger to the issue that started all this be delayed even further down the line. I mean, if anybody at this point uh, believes Tom King had this all planned out from the start or has any valid reason for Batman's dad from a dead timeline who was killed in said dead timeline to be hanging around and a bad guy, I want some of what you're smoking, please. So seriously, what drugs do you take? Because I want to try them. I don't you know what, you know what the drugs that they take? Hope and love. <laughs> Optimism. That's the drug. And you know what? That's a drug that I'll never OD on, Eric. I'll never OD on those. At this I point, might. I hear somebody hooting and howling down the you? line. Like, no, it sounds oh. like somebody's pretending they're a freaking day. Ow. <laughs> At this point, I think Tom King has his own number 37 to go running in his own head because the dude is flat out out of ideas and how to squeeze out 105 issues from this run. And he's just making up nonsense. Now I'll tell, I'll tell hey, Mitch, do a cover with Batman dressed as a uh, sheriff, dude. You drew for me. People will love that. What a hack. Uh, that's that's Brandon. Right. I, I had uh, worse things to say earlier, if I remember. I wish I, 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 I actually I actually said uh, something earlier. I was thinking of maybe editing it out. I got a little harsh. I thought maybe I, I went a little over the line. So, so if you think right now and you think, boy, Jim, you didn't go over the line. Yeah, it may have been edited out, but you know me. I don't like to edit shit out. No. I'm yelling again. What's going on? I, need, I don't hear. Uh, I don't I think anybody else will either. I need a light to go. I, it's bothering me though. No, I just <laughs> heard. I heard that just, one. Who did holler? I heard that one. 
sounds like you listening to a podcast at work, infuriating me. How dare you laugh at something that isn't me? I wish I could have a well-informed rant I about have Bendis. Other friends. But sadly, I know you can't. I must oh. disappoint you all because I haven't read a full DC Bendis book since he jumped over to DC Comics. At least I have Batman Who Laughs, which has been pretty kick-ass. Brandon loved that issue. I thought he might divorce his new Give wife. Give that a 9-5 or Yeah, something like that. Holy crap. I see what they do up there in Buffalo, right? You know They're what I'm saying? You, you know what I'm saying? No, they, they rate things 9.5. Huh. That's what they do. Actually, it reminded me why I like to review comic books, because when you do actually get a good issue, it's fun to type out what you like and what you think about it to share with people. That, that is the goal, right? I, I ended so. up having a bunch of reviews. I said, Brandon, you, you ever read that Wonder Woman? You, you want to review that? He's like, no, I didn't. I'm like, oh. And it was weird because I was centering just on that. And I'm Just like, well, keep trying to give your look, books I'm to like, people to review. Looks like Jimmy Boy has five reviews tonight. I don't <laughs> need that. I'm a tired fella. And then I thought, wait a second. Why am I skewing it towards this Wonder Woman? I know he's read Batman or Left. So I, I, I messaged him. I said, listen, you, you like that Marvel podcast we have? And he, he wrote back, yes. I said, well, you, you better do this Batman or Left review or there ain't going to be no more podcasts. I'm done. And he's like, really? You're a real asshole and the most annoying kid I've ever met. Grandpa. Grandpa. (laughs) At least he has that, though, right? He ended up and he loved it. And he liked it more than me. So that was cool. Red Hood was decent, too. Uh, I will tell you that since the Patreon spotlight, uh, Repairman Jack told us that we missed something and we were bullshit. Oh, really? He didn't say we were bullshit. He actually, yeah. I, for so weird that way, made sense. he told me I was the most annoying kid he's ever met. But he, he <laughs> ended up saying together. that the idea of there being music in a, a panic room like there was and also a way to dampen the sound from the outside makes no sense for a panic room that the penguin was in because you would want to hear this stuff from outside to know what was going on. You wouldn't want them to hear you. So I he think did the control say that that unit was, a little was something off. that should have been inside for the whole idea where you can like, you well, know, turn that off so people say, doesn't I, know you're that's there. What he's, I'm telling you, I, I understand that you would have a way so people wouldn't know you're in there. But he's also saying there's no way you'd want to dampen out what's coming from outside because that's what you're listening to. To deal, And I agree with him. That is that is a problem. But right, I what said, if you're in a panic room and all you have is audio that's constantly streaming and all it is is somebody trying to hoot like an owl well, over no, and over I'm again. I'm telling you, I wouldn't like that. But that's something that like you're saying the control should be inside and should be hardwired inside but i, I said that it was more music being pumped that somehow that was in the day it seemed weird but red hood was decent i think scott liddell should teach tom king and bendis just what continuity is and how it works in comics booking now and now this is the thing this is where i'm saying about earlier about this whole comics gate sjw like argument where if you do go down the lines of who's this and who's that you kind of get intertwined because i know a lot of people People don't like Scott Liddell because of certain things, but we like him enough. A lot of people like Bendis for certain things, but it's some of the things I don't like. But yet some of the things people hate him for, I like. I don't know what we're talking about anymore. I like to keep an open mind. Yeah. That's what I do. I want a good goddamn look. That's what mind. I want. You know, I, I'm going to have an open mind by the end of this podcast. Uh, I'm going to get a gun. I'm going to shoot my head off. Eric, that's an open mind, right? It's pretty open. Oh, old Kurt Cobain had an open he had mind. An open mind. <laughs> he certainly did. They found him with that open mind. They ended up having to get fingerprints there, Eric. They didn't know who they found. But I, I think they did, actually. But, yeah. And I've been uh, – the the whole anniversary of that, uh, I was going hard and heavy back Every into my – Every goddamn day. You know, I was reading my about Nirvana Kurt Cobain stuff. last yeah. night. Let me I was tell getting, you a story, I, Mr. Eric I was Eric going Shea. hard and heavy into my Kurt Cobain and Nirvana love. And pretty much I believe that by this point in this anniversary that we just had – 
my eyes are pretty wide open that he was just a junkie. And yeah, I, I wish that he wasn't. I wish he could have given us more. But by the end, there was no way that guy was living. Murder, uh, suicide, whatever it was. By the he, end, he was not long for this world. He was starting just a junkie. April 1st, all I want is Nirvana go back on tour with Billy Corkin as the front yeah, man. Yeah, you heard that. I don't need that now. Now That'd that I was listening. I've been listening to a lot of Nirvana. Have and you been usually, listening to a lot of Smashing and, Pumpkins? And you realize that no. And you know, Nirvana music really does, you know, it picks up your spirit. <laughs> I've been so depressed. I only listened so depressed. to the other day. That was so depressed. Oh, yeah. You're not going to be afraid of fear. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're listening. To, uh, you know, you're right. That's yeah. the name of the song. Yeah, we were listening to that. I love that song. That's I've a great song. Play. I've been doing karaoke to that song all week. But yeah, there you go. That's the end. That's the end of Brandon's email. You Thank you, Brandon. Louise. Thanks. And uh, thanks, Jay and Mike. Oh, as freaking well. voice cracking as he sings. <laughs> I told you. I, I love that. So when his voice cracked. Why uh, do I like that so much? I said, uh, you won't be afraid of fear. I, I, I accentuate those. Aaron. But yeah, oh, I, I was doing all those karaoke's, doing that, having some fun uh but we're gonna go off the fun zone right? we're gonna Got go it. off to more books you know that we kind of like but uh we'll see we'll see how that is but that's the end of the mail thanks everybody and off to the books now here's eric and he's talking all about dc what up fresh cup crew now here's eric and he's talking all about dc what up fresh cup crew will throw it down His reviews are strong and sound His scores are much better than Jim's you'll see He will tell us all about DC What up Fresh Cup Crew? So tell us all about DC What up Fresh Cup Crew? Eric Shea Hello, Eric Shea. We're back Hello, with some more books. <laughs> you like that? No. Oh, man. I'm DJ Snazzy Pants here to get your party going. Hey, everybody, put your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't know. We're going to have a couple books here, uh, two with me and you, and then we're going to go off to Chris and Reggie uh, to do the House of Whispers before we end this segment. Spot. Whispers. I do want to point out as well that after the House of Whispers, we're also going to get a little Luke Hollywood talking nice. about a little Shazam. Oh my! He did he, do he, that right and rave, didn't he? Yes, he did. It's not that long. It's not. It's not a patented Luke Hollywood uh, rant and rave. He All did right. do it. And I, I'm going to put it in there uh, as a little segment before we end the podcast with a bunch of other books. But we have two books that me and you are going to talk about. I just here. imagine he's going to call it about the Shazam movie and just spoil everything. <laughs> I think that it might start, what up, get fresh crew? I can't I get what up weird science I love his voice but yeah he he just starts it off and just spoils everything just to get people mad at us that's what he does you know that's what he's doing have you listened now, to him? no I don't play that game what, what do you so think? we have no idea what he's doing on the Shazam <laughs> what review do you, what, what do you think I have uh, you know time I ain't got no time what a time machine you got that there I, I don't have time. I'm going to be heading out to get my son later, and then I'm going to come back, and I'm going to have to edit the podcast. I got yep. all this other stuff to do. Boom, it goes in. It's only like six minutes long. Okay. That can't be. That's not long enough to spoil everything, right? All of this is spoilers. I know. Luke's a good guy. <laughs> Luke's a good guy. He's yeah. not going to spoil things. He's just going to talk about it. Probably. Uh, if if it was me, I'd just yell about how it's only Captain Marvel to me, so how dare they? That That would be mine. <laughs> 
Uh, but we're going to start off here with a book that we didn't talk about the last issue, which which I forgot about until I started reading this one. Yeah, yeah I started reading. I'm like, oh, crap, I got to read another issue. But it is just like, oh, I've seen number route, eight. Did you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> you think I went that route, too? You don't know me very well. Justice League Odyssey number eight, written by Dan Abnett, art by Daniel Simpere, Juan Alboron, Ivan Placencia, and World Design. Dan Abnett continues to try to make this book feel important and make more sense, and I think he may be getting there. Some big things are revealed this month, and I have to admit, I'm not hating this. Uh, this is a book that I had told you over and over that I actually see that we have to talk about Justice League Odyssey in a week. And it depresses me. Oh, me too. Uh, up until that, you know, uh, even as Dan Abbott started on, it, it just had been depressing for me. I, I didn't I like it. It wasn't hitting for sector. either of us. As we talked yeah, about, I we too. might take about later before. I don't know when we do. I hate places, apparently. Yeah, you do. You do hate places. The ghost sector I, is one of those places. Here's the thing. Even on the, um, the, the podcast earlier that I did, the news podcast, on Patreon, I mentioned that one of the Marvel books is heading off to the Savage Lands. I'm like, Aaron hates that land. too. He hates places. He doesn't like them. Um, so, yeah, we haven't been down with the ghost sector at all. The Cats story, are like, they hate my face. I'm like, yeah, I hate really. that place. I hate that place. Uh, the story's been convoluted at best throughout this whole deal. It was delayed. It came out too late. You had a lot of things working against it. You had a team that was thrown together that really didn't make any sense. No. You had a story that didn't make sense either, all based on this idea that this ghost sector was the planets that were thrown aside or at least captured before. Now they were thrown into this thing to make the ghost sector, but they were there because Darkseid would get them to make his new apocalypse that ends up where he'll need them because the source wall and apocalypse and new Genesis is gone. All this stuff was just thrown at us. And while a lot of people like the Just League Dark book more than me, but I still like it enough. And I like the Justice League book. This has been the odd man out. You know, this has been the book that we're like, really? Like, nothing's happening. I don't see why this has to be. And it's just an aside. And it's made me miserable. This issue actually gets me a little more on board only because... Dan Abner has a lot on his plate here. He's got a lot to figure out and make sense of to go forward. And I, I kind of see the idea that maybe he does have a little more of a grip on what he's going to do going forward. He's able to spell some things out. We do find out why these ghost sector planets would have been worshiping, you know, Starfire, yes, Cyborg, and Azrael. Was the best part of the book. The whole idea yes. that the other box went through hyper time to the past yeah, in order makes to see sense. the ideas of these figures being old gods that like to, to resonate through time then to get us to our present. I'm like, yeah. all right, that's clever. You know, I really yes. did enjoy it. But even and- with that, and the idea that we're liking it more, yeah. it's still a slog to get through for Oh, me. it is. But it, it's still, I don't think Dan have the story yet. He's still trying. And, and that part, I thought, was, like you said, the big thing that we had was, well, they captured these planets. How the hell are these planets out of nowhere saying that these characters that Cyborg, are in our Azrael, presence, Starfire. Cyborg, Azrael, and Starfire, are these old gods and things like that? That doesn't make sense. And this makes makes it make sense. It yes. also goes full out on board with the idea that all of this is Darkseid's plan. Now, while this is going on, you're going to have a big attack. There's not much actual story 
going on per se. A lot of this stuff is being thrown at you during this battle, all these things going on. So overall, when you're done, you're like, okay, the story didn't push that much forward, but we did get a lot of, you know, explanation of things that have been bothering us. I also like the idea that Dan Abnett plays with Darkseid with, you know, hey, why should we go with you? You have our heroes, especially Jessica, who is the odd woman out in this, even says, you know, you three, you're important. You don't belong here. You you just wear stowaway which is funny because Asriel was supposed to be the stowaway originally, but then, you know, the old God thing going. And uh, so while this is going on, they're like, no, you just want to destroy everything. And he does the old thing that we talk about vampires. Vampires can't kill everybody on earth or else they'll they'll die. There's no vampires. Darkseid says, I don't want to destroy the universe because if I do, what does that get me? I mean, the the universe is going to be destroyed now. Yeah, I might want to control it. I might want to rule it, but I'm going to do it in a way that I think is fit and go forward. But that's what I want to do. You know, even though you think that I'm uh, bad and as you earthlings say, I am a super villain, villain. Uh, as we go on. I'm your only hope. You know, yeah. I'm Obi-Wan The whole idea, here. look, look, the, the, you, you done broke the source wall. What you did yeah. is you doomed the multiverse. And I'm not entirely trying to create a new apocalypse with all this stuff. What I have here is a sepulchre. Is that how it's? Yeah. Sepulchre, yeah. which yeah. might Sepulchor. translate to more of a panic room, a place for life yeah. to be able to go, a lifeboat to freaking, you know, survive this which cosmic is event, funny which will destroy the multiverse. Up until this point, I kind of described the ghost sector as that, but exactly. it's, it's ripping apart and things like that. But sepulchre, <laughs> sepulchre, sepulchre. Uh, I said, I know. I thought I saw them in concert in '86. I, I know really that. Really metal. I, I thought that Celtic Frost opened up for them. A kick-ass show. But yeah, they're, they're going with this. And even the idea of this other box, which, which I know infuriated you at one point. You, you always hate the idea, but. At least it's there for a reason. At least it's doing something. And that's why I like this issue. I like this issue. The art's great. I think the art's oh, I really love the good. Art in this. Um, I think that what's going on here is something is going on. I mean, it's, you know, get on, keep on keeping on. We're actually doing something. And at the end, I'm like, okay, I actually have more of a grip on what these characters are doing or why they are there or how they're being affected in this ghost sector. Uh, better than I have in all other seven issues. I actually see a plan. I see, yeah, Dar- Darkseid is not giving you the full plan, but even he is laying the, out the deal. Even with the idea that we have these three characters that were seated throughout time kind of thing to get them to this point to have the call of the old guys, we find out that uh, Darkseid, on top of needing to become full Darkseid, a cosmic being in order to pilot and maintain Sepulchor, yeah. he needed the Cyborg for this whole thing because Cyborg, the technological transmitter, Starfire, the fire of creation, and Azrael, the voice that binds and the thing is the voice that binds and all these other things these names it feels a little odd in this issue i like the fact that we need these characters and there's a reason for him to have them because there is some kind of prophecy that goes along with it but when when Azrael stops the conflict by just talking and everybody stops and it listens seems to him like because all of a sudden out he's of nowhere. the voice that binds him. Like, he's, he's, he's got that magic touch, that magic voice. He can well, win. Well, he does, but America's at least got talent, apparently. At least, it's a, it, at least it's a character that is based on religion and things like that. that you can say that this is something that would be like a, a guy in a, you know, one of those tent, you know, church things that he, he does have that influence. Oh, I got your carnival barker. 
Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. So I, I don't mind that. Uh, uh, yeah. And yes, we already had the idea of old gods and then you're throwing in these names and phrases. It seems forced instead of just saying, hey, you know, I needed Azrael. You're going to be the one that's going to, you know, be able to influence some people and convince them of things like you have to have these fancy names, whatever. It's okay. Uh, the other thing, though, I know that would probably upset you and probably has you worried is now it looks like we're setting up a scavenger hunt because and, he's like, oh, oh my there's God. these artifacts. Oh, we got to go and, and hunt the on only this. Thing I can't that do it by myself. Me. So all of you have to go off and help me and find these different relics to help yeah. support core. I'm like, Fuck. that, yeah. That Dan is, that's is coming worrying. full and hard and, with the scavenger well, hunt and already. That's, that's the thing is how we're going. I was going to mention that in the, you know, a lot of people did really, really enjoy Dan Amnett's Aquaman run. A lot of that seemed to really tread water. And the best way uh, to tread water in my mind is <laughs> with a scavenger hunt. And we're starting that. But if this goes, maybe this book needs, because he ends up where Cyborg gets pulled away by the other box and Darkseid through a, through a, a boom. boom they go yeah. away. Maybe we do kind of need these characters to be on their own to kind of set up more things and set up, you know, Cyborg by himself may set up some things that'll be better served. Uh, I worry about them being separated only because now are we going to get a full issue of Cyborg and not getting the other team? But I, I need... I don't know what it is I need from this book. Well, Actually, even, I do. Even they have to get out of that ghost sector. I know. And we, this seems to be the, you know, maybe it's, but it also seems like. We need a better like, plot. You're right. Yeah. Well, in your mind, though. But again, this is a guy who jumped in on something that was set up and not just set up by Joshua Williamson for this book. You get the idea this is set up with a grand plan of Scott Snyder and James Tynan and Joshua Williamson when they plotted out these. So I think that what we're seeing, the scavenger hunt, it really For points to the idea the way it feels that things like have to happen in time. Scott Snyder and, was sitting there with James Tynan talking about the whole idea, I'm going to break the source wall. You're going to come by. You're going to have this Just League Dark aspect of the whole thing because we need to have a magical team again. People get rid of the yeah. dark thing. We're all going to you know, have the, the Hall of Justice. It's going to be amazing. And Joshua Williamson happened to be walking by. Hey, can I do something in space? Yeah. Oh, and then they're like, yeah, sure, yeah, I guess. And then told him what to do and then told him that the first two issues he did were bullshit and couldn't work because something went wrong. And that's what happened. They, it ended up being delayed because they had to redo those but issues. The thing is, everybody's talking about the idea in this whole thing. Everybody in the ghost sector, the Kaluans who put all these planets in, in bay, at bay because they are afraid of, you know, dark side creating a new apocalypse yeah. with the relics that were planted throughout these whole things. The idea, though, we had Sepulchor, the the life raft, the panic room that'll see at least some life survive the destruction of the multiverse. Yeah. Why, like, you know, we have to go and get these relics. And Cyborg's the first to go off in this little jaunt. And he finds yeah, himself he an Omega. He finds a temple with an Omega symbol. And he's like, oh, I wonder who made this place. But when he goes in, we got some bug alien strikes. We got to stop Sepulchor. I'm like, why? Are, are they, well, is I, everybody I would about think- death? Well, no, I would think that uh, Sepulchre, the way it's spelled out, is that it will end this ghost sector and these planets. I actually think that what happens is if they make this Sepulchre, this completely obliterates everything in the ghost sector. And I'm going with the idea that the this, you know, and it is kind of like the prophecy still involved. I think that they're there to make sure that this doesn't happen because if it does, they'll die. That, that's how I went with it. We'll see how it goes on. Um, but yeah, the, the thing is, and we talk about it. We talk about it in the sure Supergirl book happens. later. We talk about all these other things going on where even Titans earlier, where I, I'm starting we to not enjoy. Well, I'm saying I'm starting to. We didn't talk about Supergirl yet, oh. but we talked about Titans. But I'm saying in those, I fully I spelled out are. that I don't like 
the idea of books that have to rely so much on something from another book. Agreed. This does Unless again. It's this an is something. Yeah, and this is something an ongoing book that has to deal with the idea of this ghost sector, the the source wall and things like that. And so things number one get out of whack very easily from other books, but also like I was saying earlier you have a book where you're going off to a scavenger hunt. And I do believe that at points you get the idea that the book is going to have this slog because it has to wait for other things to happen I agree. in the justice league book so that you can't, you can't have all of a sudden the ghost sector has gone dark sides out and about doing crazy shit and that not being referenced in the regular justice league. Just book. like They're the idea this one's done in. with it. Hey, guess what everybody, the source wall is fixed. Let's go off and do our stuff. And just like next yeah. issue out of nowhere. Yeah. What that's are you what talking saying. about? So, yeah. Happen. And so, with this whole deal yeah yeah and so that bothers me that we're getting this more and more at dc yes it does now one thing it does do something you like it creates a cohesive universe it which does. i do enjoy but these books like this one especially is full out based an ongoing book not a mini series not an event is full out based on a little thing that happened in the metal event, a little thing that happened in No Justice, uh, that's how Titans came back. Supergirl's dealing with Rogozar, full out. It, these books are Both dealing Superman more books. with other people's story than being able to tell a story. And then I worry that a Dan Abnett who's on here is just kind of like a caretaker. Hell, Instead even of being Aquaman able to was kind of fo- ruined yeah. because of what happened and in Justice League Drowned, Drowned Earth. Earth. Yeah. And you have uh, Rick Grayson over at Nightwing that has to, you know, do something different because what happened in Batman? Where it's a cohesive universe, but why make everything bad? And I don't mind this issue, but I'm worried with this it's idea of- It's a cohesive, of handcuffed a- universe. Yeah, everything's handcuffed, and I, I worry that this book, and this book has been hit the hardest with these Justice League books, with not knowing what to do and how to move forward and go with and stuff And being like the least that. interesting. And so people who want more Jessica Cruz, you can't because she's stuck in this. If people wanted, you know, Where's if people Bash, wanted Jim? a cyborg, but you're stuck. You can't, you know, these characters are now stuck in the ghost sector until, you know, they're deemed right to come out. And it just it's it's a shame because this book hasn't been hitting that well. But like I said, I do like the idea that they explain why these old gods yeah, would some be things them. Pick up a bit. There is a prophecy going forward. While this is all going on, Blackfire is attacking, and there's a fight. And but the, the followers it, it really, of Azrael. Yeah, and the followers of Azrael, which ends up getting stopped just by Azrael, you know, stopping Yo, it and saying, "Listen, it. Rapture, you know, my brother." Uh, let, let's get on with this, and let's all get along. And Yo. then it kind of just ends like that. And like the I said, the art's great, binds. but it, it doesn't move forward that much, but I got some answers. So because of that, I, I'm going to be pretty positive on this in my mind. I'm going 7-5. And uh, yeah, I'm actually thinking that by the time we get to next issue, I, I won't have that cringe when I see it. I'll just hopefully. go, okay, let's see what's going on. And hopefully we keep getting some answers. And please get us out of the ghost sector. Let's move this book forward. Let's Excuse see me, what's Justice going League on. Ghost sector. But it's almost like the ghost sector is allowing a almost like an Elseworld story to go on within it. You can do things without really having a lot of ramifications overall. This is where you can have Darkseid join up with our heroes. And this is where they can do this, that, and the other thing. I worry, though, like just imagine if the ghost sector ended now, 
What what would happen with that? Because Cyborg would go back to Earth for the Justice League. You know, Jessica would have to go back to Oa. Like everything would fall apart. Well, as far so as I know, Darkseid would vanish because with the yeah, source wall what, broken, all and, the and, like yeah. the houses, the, the the God realms are or, gone now. Or and the only thing protecting them is the ghost. And sector. that's what I'm saying. This is, and I don't like the ghost sector. And it seems like we might be in here for years because really, when the ghost sector ends, I don't see why this book would continue. You'd it all fall apart. Uh, so that's you would get that while this is going on eventually that you would have the things work out in the normal books and then this book will be allowed to oh, come out. Right. But what if that what if that's not until like next June? You know, not this June, next June, and oh, we just no. have to keep doing it. I, I don't know. It, it'll get frustrating. But 7-5, what would you give it? 6 out of 10. I really enjoyed the art in this issue, and I liked some of the answers we got to make some of this make sense. But overall, it was still a hell of a slog to get through, and I'm not interested in what's going on here. And the characters aren't doing anything for me the way I would expect it. Because, you know, I went into this thinking I was going to have a lot of fun with these set of characters because – Besides for Azrael in my mind, they all can be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm not getting any of that here. At least now we're t- feel like we're getting the story moving in at least some direction, which I can appreciate. But overall, this is still a disappointing series for me that I hope Man. it gets better. Yeah, it's weird. I, I actually thought that this was going to be the book that full out dealt with repairing the source wall. Right. And, and while that was going on, maybe you even get sucked into the source wall, a la Lost Army, something like that. Well, on the other side and stuff like that, and having to repair it from the inside out, something like, whatever they would do. But I thought that's what it was going to deal with. Instead, we get this ghost sector that was just kind of thrown in. It didn't even make sense when it, when it came about. And then you got this nonsense. But uh, like I said, I, I'm going to remain positive, though, with this new direction, kind of, you know, Dan Abnett going and hoping he knows what he's doing. Hopefully. But we're going to go off to our next book, Eric, that one of yours. Hit it, Eric. Hawkman number 11, written by Robert Venditti, with art by Brian Hitch, Andrew Curry, Jeremiah Skipper, and Starkings in Comicraft. Throughout space and time, the Hawkmen have come to face off against their first foe, the Deathbringers. Too bad it's too little too late, because even though it looked like the different iterations of Carter Hall could have turned the tides, out of nowhere, Idum and his Deathbringers are immortal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot. This is like, this is a classic uh, penultimate issue, though, with a a series, with a series that seems like it should have just been 12 issues. It really should have been. But could have been six. And so with the idea that we've been treading water for a while, and this has People, kind of been our thing. People, for some with, reason, love this issue, though. I was looking on Comic Book Roundup before we got started tonight. The art's great in my mind. I, am by I, a I low, think that like, that might be. By a high margin, the lowest score on that for this issue, because this goes from tens to eights, and that's it besides for mine, because people just love the idea of thinking that we got so much out of this, when I, in my mind, all we do is showcase the different Carter Halls with a panel here and a panel there, and then move yeah. off with a goddamn convoluted idea that the villains win in the end because they're immortal, but that doesn't make, matter to me, because we knew nothing about the villains going into this. We just know we have Idum, who was a partner of Carter Hall in his first life. They were both generalists of the Deathbringers to the void god i know nothing about any of that stuff i'm like no the villain in this is so undefined it really hurts me every time i get through an issue and realize oh i'm not getting anything more out of this okay they're immortal that's the problem is it seems as if he was so much you know he was so concerned with the wow factor of showing these different Hawkmen. And there is uh, a wow factor. I'll give you that. It's, it's well, a lot of fun. It and the really doesn't great. do anything for the story, there's though. A, there's a lot of spread pages. It's It feels big. There's a lot of action going on. But yeah, the story has been set on hold. I love. Issues upon issues. 
I love Let's Silent it. Night in this and the idea that yeah. we may be seeing some different versions going forward after issue 12 and stuff like that of yeah. the different Hawkman. I hope Silent Night back in a, you know, a, uh, what the hell is that called? The Demon Knights era, Demon medieval Knights, kind yeah. of thing with Xanadu because they recognize each other. I'm like, well, yeah. that's a lot of fun. Like Nighthawk, yeah, that's cool. the Western one. I'm like, the, the cowboy. I'm like, I want to see some more cowboy stories like Jota Hex and stuff like that. So well, I'm telling Nighthawk, you, rooting to Hawk, man. I'm that's in great. Nighthawk yeah. with it. Yahoo! Beep, boom! It's turkey shoot pards! But Nobody then, says pards, by the way. I mean, it's they did sad. back then. It's fine. No, they did not. They did not. <laughs> How that dare was you. even spelled out by somebody who's like, Somebody does have a time machine. Yeah, yeah. Pards. No, there was somebody who mentioned it like they have they have watched a million uh, westerns and also did a million you know reading things. I thought they said they just says, grew up in the south. No, nobody says pards, and that's more west. That's not south. That's old west, Eric. Not old south. But as I'm having fun watching cowboy rootin' tootin' Hawkman here, and you know the medieval yeah. times Hawkman, I turn the page and all my fun is destroyed. Then because while it looks amazing. The Dragon of Barbados Hawkman should not be here. It looks awesome. It's a big wow factor having him here. Yeah. But this Dragon of Barbados version of Hawkman is our current version of Hawkman. It's not yeah. a different life like all the no, others. This is it's our not current a different version. Life. That was, that was him. something that was done to him. Yeah. So the now idea that he's here does doubles. not make any sense. I, I'm I'm seeing double for Hawkman. Yes, you are. It, it, it doesn't make sense because, yeah, that's him. That's our Hawkman. Uh, like I said, the art's great. There's a lot of spread pages, but – Overall, nothing happens. You no. get reminded of these other past Hawkmen, Hawkmen of the Multiverse type deal, you know, other lives and things. But then you just basically have what I would consider and really reminded me of, uh, you know, and I'll even go old school, you know, a wrestling match. That's all I thought of. Between, you know, Hulk Hogan and Macho Man. Where, where Macho I, I'm Man telling keeps you, punching him and he just keeps shaking it off and then yeah, overpowers him. I'm telling him. you, at the point where you have the spear in him, I, I can only imagine that is when you have him getting the sleeper hold Hulk Hogan and they keep checking and his arm is falling and then all of a sudden he gives the uh-uh he uh-uh. gives the, the wave because that's Start, all it is his leg starts moving the crowd starts I mean, going wild really, he slowly the, gets up yeah in the middle of this, I'm waiting for that past life Hawkman that's from Piper's Pit who could set up the deal and start yelling. I need Mean Gene up here. Mean Gene Hawkman yelling because that's all it is. Oh, my it's Hawk back Man. and forth. Oh, oh, my Hawkman. Where's Coco Beware? That's who I'm looking for. Uh, he's kind of a Hawkman. You have all this going on and it's just going back and forth with trash talking and, hey, I'm going to beat you. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you can't. Yes, I can. And then there is a really good line that I'll let you say because you said, and it is. It's the line of probably the series, and it's, it's a really good wrestling line as I'm well. Telling in you, my the mind. thing is, while I do like, you know, I thought that the showcasing the Hawkman really padded this thing out. I thought it was a cool wow factor to the book, but the really thing that made me as high as I am for this issue and not completely just think that this was a bullshit issue was the line after Hawkman goes and, you know, stabs Itam after he was stabbed. And the whole thing is we yeah. find out that Itam's immortal and the rest of the Deathbringers are immortal. Our hero is actually not winning. And the whole thing is, look, we don't die. And all you do is die. Is like, you know die. what? God damn it, Adam. That was a yeah. good line. You've been and, holding and again, on to that for a while now. You've been yeah, sitting really, in the voice for all be. this millennia thinking about that. And it's funny because even then I think this You've been ends practicing up that being, in the void mirror? Yeah, really. And I like that. I, I actually like that. But even so, you're getting these I, – I just – it seems so familiar to every other book that ends up doing this long burn, you know, treading water of you're getting a foot. We don't need Hawkman to yell, 
I am Hawkman. Uh, you know, I, we get it. I need some progression here. And unfortunately, I needed some more of a background on Idum and the Death you know, Bringers so that I know what's at stake. Yeah, I know that there's huge, you know, monolithic, you know, behemoths about to destroy the world. But overall, like, eh, you know, we, we know Look, this. It keeps being repeated over and over this, again of we're going to destroy the Earth. Right? Really, somebody has to do something. I know. It, imagine it's going to take an entire issue to charge up those di- giant Deathbringer mechas yeah, or whatever the hell yeah, they are, because which we don't waiting. know about because we don't have any background on the Deathbringers. Yeah, but the whole thing yeah. is the progression outside of the wow factor of this issue is imagine this. Hawkman has a spear in his shoulder. He pulls it out, puts it in Idum. Idum says, I'm immortal and punches Hawkman. The end. Fire laser that's cannons. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Pretty much this whole thing is, hey, everybody. Remember all these Hawkmen? Well, cool, here huh? they are. By the way, I'm going to throw the dragon of Barbados out here to, you know, ruin Eric's well, day. Even the whole thing, like the, uh, the Hawkman done. The Hawkman of the microverse doesn't make sense to me because he doesn't, he is not Ray Palmer Hawkman. He is a Hawkman of the microverse. He does not have white yeah. star technology, like white no, dwarf he star does technology, no, which he, he does here. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's so odd. Just this is. Obviously, it's the penultimate issue of this arc, and it is the, okay, everybody, let's wow them with all these, let's remind them of all these things before we end this. But by the end, I, I swear, it just it, it just feels like a throwaway issue to get to the end. And, and I'm telling you, this is where- Oh, shit. I, I haven't told I, anybody gonna, they're immortals I'm, yet? Okay, I'm not that's gonna, this I'm issue. I'm going to try not to lose my mind here. But one, two, three, four, five, six, six of 11 reviews, six of 10 reviews. Oh, I know it's a lot. 10 out of 10s. A perfect issue. This is a perfect issue. I got so depressed over this before we got on. (laughs) Forward one bit. I'm starting to think that this just whole idea of these comics, it must not be for us. It must not (laughs) be anything that, that, well, it must not be the idea that there's critical thought going into this. It's weird too, because I I saw a thing. They're having a, a big Batman convention coming up. And this is a Batman convention being looked at as Ba- it's it's kind of like a scholarly thing where Batman through the ages. No, no, this is uh. like something where they're going and talking about why Batman came about, what he's influenced, what were the influences to come out with the Batman, things like that. And the guy Doesn't goes like through and says kind of at the end, the guy comes through at the end and says, "Listen." Please don't show up here thinking that this is a celebration of we love everything Batman because that's not what it is. Because just because you love something doesn't mean you can't be critical about it. And he says at the end, you also should be. He says that's why you should be critical of it because you love it and you're trying to figure it out. A lot of these people anymore are just like, okay, what's coming out? Hawkman? Oh, they have a bunch of things going on in these different Hawkman. 10 out of 10. I, I don't understand it. I really don't understand. And again, when, when we tell our scores, I'm more positive than you. But you look at your score on, on the comeback so round of it. It's a sore thumb. Low. It's a sore thumb just sitting there. I mean, there's eights. It goes I thought I was six, so fair with this, too. I six even put tens. It and then it goes down to three eights, and then your score, which is what, Eric? Which is a 6.3 out of 10, because I wanted to go to that point three, just because, you know, the wow factor fills up so much page face space of this issue, like, taking away what you could do with an actual story, but the wow yeah. factor, like it seems like all these other reviewers, it did get me. I had fun with it, but overall, while I'm still on board the Hawkman trolley till at least, you know, we finish this story, 
there's not a lot going on here, even though I love the art. It's just the, the thing is, Hawkman, it's, he's new. Like We're t- going to try to redefine Hawkman so everything makes sense in the long run. But what we're getting yeah. is just an over – like a run like, – like a story that is just being slowly dished out that really doesn't feel as – It, this, it this feels long. like a six-issue story it that's does. drug on for 12. That's what it seems like. I and, love Hawkman, and, and, though, and, and I want this to succeed. I and do I want too, this to be and amazing. I like it's this just, more than you. Okay. The art, the art wins it for me. I, sure I'm going to go – and still, I'm still lower by a point than anybody because I'll give it a seven for the art – uh, and just, you know, that, that line, that I line. like to That's think what, that I think it that was, line was like, three yeah, I like to think that it's a wrestling match going on, but you're completely true with I everything you of. said about That's that things I hadn't been of. set up. When we were, you know, that that's one Immortal of the things now. that annoys oh, me. Fuck me. I mean, how annoying is it where it seems like it's been drug on, and yet when you find out that there wasn't as much setup as you wanted, that that's man, it gets you mad. I don't mad. know but anything also, about the Deathbringers. I just want to tell everybody, me and you joke about the idea that if you give a ten and a ten, you're out. And I yeah. said that's weird because you should still no, be no, there you said for the bullshit. next week. Well, I do think, but I don't want to. You know, I'm trying not to curse. It's fucking really? bullshit, is oh, what it right. is. Because the next week, when uh, a shitty issue comes out, I think that people would want you to still be there to tell them there's a shitty issue. Right. Because you've you've read the greatest doesn't mean that there's going to be that you know again. And that's why I don't you go should back stay. To shit. Well, that's not why you should stay, and that's the weird. But uh. The idea of if anybody who, you know, reviews comics, or you, you think this whole deal, and this is this is a common thought. Listen, here, here's somebody listening to this. Well, you know what? That Jim and Eric are dumbasses. I could do this shit. Well, if you decide that's the case, and you're completely right. Many have. When you go, remember that a 10 out of 10 is what you're saying is this is a comic book for the ages. A this is one book. of you. You can't get better. You will never find another issue. Yes, you might find it's equal is why I tell you you should keep going, Eric. But you're never going to find a better comic. If this issue, which I like enough, is the perfect issue of a comic, then you, not Eric, you should give it up. Because you obviously don't know what the hell you're doing. And you, you've never it, – it, it's one of this. It's like when we started and I said, boy, this as a joke. This is the best uh, what bizarro book I've ever read. It's because it was the only bizarro book I had read at that point. That was my inside joke to Eric. That was and a wink wink. it was wink, funny. Wink. It was funny. That's a I wink laughed. Wink. When you're doing these things and you're reviewing stuff, how can this be? I'm looking at this one guy. He's reviewed 251 issues. He doesn't even have that high an average. But this is the perfect issue. This is the best thing he's ever read and his life are equal to that. Please, you can like a book. Don't put it on a pedestal that, that it could never really reach. I'm looking at this guy. I don't know what this guy. I never heard of this guy. This guy's done 17 reviews. His average is a 9.8. I was looking at that guy. What the hell? Really? <laughs> Please, have, have some faith in yourself that you can sit there and read an issue and, and critically look at it and still like it, but not say that it's perfect. I never heard that site. Right? That's a weird site. I, 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 I often is say weird with, with the idea <laughs> <laughs> that at least we had that and we add the DC comics to it for the podcast. But yeah, when you start a site, you know, make it something that gets people to know that you're doing comics. I mean, you have a site and you call it like, 
hey, let's sit on this. You know, now people are going to think it's about Little Miss Muffet. And who wants to go to a site based on Little Miss Muffet? Tell me about this Tuffet. Yeah, Do really. It. Tell me about this Tuffet, lady. Yeah, it just and I, I guess I, I try 10. not to get angry about this stuff, and I know that it Do probably you? sounds like it's like here he goes again. It just I, I just don't understand. And again, this is an issue that I I enjoyed reading. I enjoyed mainly because I got through it in three seconds. I I'm a man who has not a lot of free time, uh, and and lazy <laughs> as hell. So I I did appreciate that, but by the end, I, I needed something. And this is a book that we gave you know part of our. Book of the year last year. We we have been enjoying it. Eric's a huge Hawkman fan. That doesn't mean that you have to give it a 10 out of 10 because you're afraid it's going to disappear or something. Unfortunately, it's not selling great. And we, I would say this is a book worth reading. Uh, But not every issue is great. Not every issue is a 10 out of 10. This one certainly isn't. This is a penultimate issue and it's a, it's a setup for a finale. So if you think this is a 10 out of 10, why even go back to these people next issue? Because the finale, how can it be less to that? Exactly. Give it up after that 10 out of 10. Really? No, just give up the series. Just say, and I'll write it in. in. Get a stamp. But yeah, there you go. There you go. I'm done. I'm going to hear a little. That's the whispers. I just jumped off my. Oh my god! I hurt my feet. I just jumped up in the air. Did you hear me? I just <laughs> came up my soap. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna, I heard I'm you come up again without the he- microphone here. I'm going to go again here. Oh, oh my god! The screen. I, I can just, just went off. I can just imagine. It's going to start now. I, I do this. I'm going to hear. I just heard the dog barking, and I'm going to have Tanya come screaming down the stairs about think something. You thinking down that again. I fell. Yeah. I fall. Old daddy fell again. They gave Hawkman a 10 out of 10 and I can't get up. That's what I'm going to yell. I got my metal art bracelet going off. Yeah, we're going to go off now to Reggie and Chris. Self starting new car keys. For House of Whispers and then hopefully a non uh, spoiler Shazam talk. We'll hopefully. See. But we'll be back with that. Everybody. Welcome back to the Sandman Universe segment on the WeirdScienceDCComics.com podcast. My name is Reggie. My name is Chris. And today we've got a very whispery book, a kind of a mm-hmm. troubling book. In fact, the title of this issue is The Troubles I've Seen. The book is House of Whispers, number eight, written by Nalo Hopkinson and Dan Waters, illustrated by Dominique Domo Stanton, John Rauch, Isaac Goodhart, Aman K. Nahuel Pan, and Aneke. Mm-hmm. So let's get back into it. It picks up more or less from the last issue, I guess. Uh, Hector, this is that serial killer that was in jail. He was possessed by Shakpana at the end of the last issue. Well, he's just, they, he's escaped from jail. We can say they've escaped from jail. Uh, and now they're hiding out at Madame LaLaurie's haunted antebellum mansion. And that's not a Disney ride. That's an actual location. Uh, he's capturing ghosts at Shakpana's dire- direction because they're whining all the time. Uh, these are victims of Madame LaLaurie, who was a cruel slave master. She used to beat people mercilessly and even like perform experiments on them, sucking their brains through straws or something. This is the stuff that they're talking about, like that they've experienced. Uh, Hector's done some bad stuff, too. While he was under Cotard's delusion, he thought he was dead and therefore was murdering people, thinking there was no... Uh, you know, nothing bad would happen to him. Sure, but really, he has nothing on these ghosts. These these ghosts in their in their li- waking lives, the stuff they're describing, it's pretty brutal stuff. You know, am I right, Chris? I mean, it gets, oh yeah, it gets pretty gross. I'm not gonna. You want to know exactly what it was? You can go back into it. Uh, anyway, that's why he's capturing them in bottles and painting the outside of the house. 
to keep them trapped and quiet. Although they can still talk while trapped, so I don't know what, what the deal is. <laughs> now, meanwhile, Madame is Ruli, Uncle Monday, the souls of Latoya and Mackie, the Wagus, and the Corinthian, they're all sailing on a boat possessed by Azruli's husband, Agwe. You remember, it's got his face on it. That's right. Uh, they're on the way to meet the spider god slash elemental Ananis? Anans? I'm going to say Ananse. Ananse, who weaves a web made from stories. Now, the hope is that they that he can untangle Agwe from the boat and restore him to his usual fake Napoleon look. While on the boat, the Goose Man uh, finds out that Uncle Monday stole a couple of books from Lucian's library. We, we saw that a few issues back. Right. And these were books from dreams that were never written. Now, nearing Ananse's web, Uncle Monday touches one of the story bubbles and experiences an old tale. There's a tale about a leopard who walks as a man once a month. And before the story finishes, that leopard bites Uncle Monday. And I, I don't know whether I imagine, I, I think I've actually heard that story, Chris, like outside of comics. I don't, I don't, Maybe. I, I don't think it's a callback to an old comic, but I feel like I, I've heard a story like that, but maybe not uh back over at madame lalori shakpana is getting bored and uh we know the feeling shakpana oh boy do we <laughs> he decides to stir some things up by releasing hector's own soul back into his body seems like that should push shakpana out right that's what i would think one soul per body but maybe whatever. You'd assume. Yeah. what do we know maybe you can stuff a body full of souls <laughs> uh when hector gets his soul back his conscience is restored now he feels guilty about having killed all those people that put him in jail. Uh, Shakpana also feels guilty for making a phony disease real and spreading it worldwide. And with that realization, folks, suddenly I was like, oh, that's what happened. Like, I I had no idea what really was going on, and that's what happened, and that's why Shakpana is dangerous. Uh, He decides to send all the souls back to where they belong now, you know, Reverse the curse, and all's well that ends well with that. Uh, back at Anansi's, uh Maggie and Latoya are being sucked back into their own bodies, but on the way out, they get caught in Anansi's web. An Anansi, a giant spider, shows up and says, she eats stories, not ghosts, or he, I'm not sure. Uh, Maggie and Latoya are then let go, so there's a little tension there for no reason, as we will see what will happen again in this very issue. Uh, then Madame Azuli asks Anansi to unweave her husband from the boat, and Anansi says no. Mm. Anansi likes stories, and his Ruli has a great story ahead of her, one in which she will experience highs and lows. She will leave the dreaming and return, and Anansi doesn't want to mess with a moment of it. Uncle Monday offers Anansi a book from Lucien's library. It's a story untold, of course. Uh, Anansi doesn't want stories that never were, though. Uh, then, as Ruli says, she's got loads of stories in her house of whispers, more than even Anansi, maybe. As Ruli suggests that they have a story battle, and if she wins, then Anansi will free Agwe. So if she loses, then is Ruli will die? You know, that really seems like a really lopsided agreement yeah. there, you know? And and I, I gotta wonder, what does Anansi care if his Ruli dies? You know, doesn't right? is it, is it there's no stakes to, in that for her. Yeah, yeah I, I, thought, I thought she wanted to see uh, the story unfold, so I don't really understand why that becomes such a dire thing, but whatever. <laughs> Uh, back on Earth, Shakpana and Hector are sobbing. They're so remorseful over what they've done, and they wish to pay penance. The ghosts of the uh, Madame LaLaurie's house say they can help if freed, so Hector smashes the bottles that are holding their spirits, and they lead Hector with Shakpana inside of him to the attic of uh, the mansion. There, they've stashed the ghost of Madame LaLaurie herself. 
They snatched her up before she could cross into the afterlife. Now, normally, the ghosts torture her out of vengeance, but this time, they're going to let her do her torturous trade, as usual, Nam- namely, torturing people, and that's how it ends. We can assume that uh, Hector and Shakpana are tortured for a while, if not indefinitely. Who knows if we'll ever see them again? I I feel like they've been shelved right here, Chris. But uh, I think it's it could be either way. But yeah, I could see them disappearing. They, I think I think we might have seen the uh, at least for the immediate the conclusion of them. Now, uh, before we jump into the book, I wanted I wanted to check out the solicit for this issue. Why don't you read that for them, Chris? Sure, sure. The original solicit reads: Unable to connect with the girls, as Rulius wanted to protect. Maggie and Latoya align themselves with Shakpana in hopes that he can defeat Azruli, whom they blame for their walking death, not realizing their misfortune is his gain. Now, if you remember, that sort of happened last issue. Sort of. Uh, remember, they had they had caught him in a Pokemon ball and, and released yeah. him in, in that uh, thing. And, oh, and that, vaguely. That's... It feels like it was 100 years ago. Yeah, I, think, I believe that was last issue. I'm it probably positive. was. It probably and, was. And actually, Ruben told me that there was a scene in the issue before that where they had specifically caught him. So that we, we, were, we hadn't remembered that happening, but he said it did, and that's good enough for me. So <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but, the, but, the, but that seems like that's almost sort of what happened. As I recall, Shakpana kind of... Uh, as a matter of fact, he came out and Madame Azuli just left. That's what happened. Yes. Remember, she just fled back to the to the dreaming, and she took uh, Maggie and Latoya with her. So, whatever it is, this solicit is not is not what this issue is. Obviously, certainly not. Uh, something changed between the time of the writing of the solicit and the producing of this book. Also, the many finishing artists. Uh, Dominique Domo Stenton is the main artist, but these other mm-hmm. people, Isaac Goodhart, Amanke, Noah Helpen, and Aneke, are listed as finishing artists. So this tells me potentially something changed radically. Sure. Uh, now, I think, Chris, it was for the better for this issue, because for the first time in three or four issues, I feel I can I can explain everything that happened. Uh, Just about. Even, yeah. even though some of it is kind of, you know, obviously weird and ethereal. I understand it. You know what I mean? Like, all right. Uh, I don't really understand why, uh, you know, the, why two souls could inhabit Hector's body, but I can let that go. Well, we could take their word for it. I, yeah. could, I could say, fine, that that's, that's yeah. possible. That's the rules here. Yeah. But I understand the, you know, the capturing of ghosts and, you know, I understand this idea of visiting, you know, as I recall, they were going to visit Anansi partly to cure this Shakpana problem, but, but that yeah. kind of got pushed to the side and kind of kind of cured itself, didn't it? You know what I mean? It's it like, sure did. <laughs> it wrapped up awfully conveniently, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, <laughs> and also the, the two things in here, the uh, you know, uh, Maggie and Latoya getting caught in Anansi's web and then just letting, getting, getting let go that just feels like out. Yeah. a wasted cliffhanger that might have fallen at the end of an issue or the different part in the story at one time. Uh, also, Uncle Monday with the book, that seemed like a great solution, but they just wiped that away, too. True. Uh, all that to say, and I told you this, Chris, already, I think this is going to wrap up in 12. Um, it feels like it, doesn't it? It feels like they just shifted the story. They just kicked it into possibly a final arc. Obviously, if numbers turn around, which is very rare for any comic, then sky's the limit, you know what I mean? If this, this yeah. thing turns around and sells 80,000 copies, then they'll, <laughs> they'll print it till, uh, you know, whatever issue they can, but if it keeps going on track, I don't see it going past 12 issues, and I really feel like, this almost feels like, 
uh, what happened with that that second young animal. Remember, at the, like the third issue, everything, all those books just shifted gears, and it was like now we're you know careening to the end of the story, folks. Oh yeah, the, uh, the multiple storylines uh, con- converging into a single storyline, where with very contrived and convenient uh, happenings, where like we have that uh, that Mother Panic one, where we're going against the Collective and Jason Todd, and oh wait, they're next door neighbors. Let's right. do it oh, at the go. same time. A lot of convenient. <laughs> that's right. A lot of convenient things happened. Plus, there was a story that just kind of got kicked. Kicked, swept away. I remember that. Yep. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So th- that's what this feels like to me. Um, but I had to give this higher marks than my previous issues because once again, I think at a basic storytelling level, it's better. It's it's the best issue we've seen in a few. Uh, hmm. Just as far as people explaining what they're doing and explaining some of their motivations for what's happening instead of just showing us a flying giant turtle. You know yeah, what I mean? Like need, the, that's yeah. what that's you don't what we've need been to have getting. Three so Wikipedia tabs open as you're reading it. That, that's a, that's that, a plus. We didn't need that at all. Exactly. That that yeah. that was big. And even though there are, you know, I don't know who Anansi the spider is, but they no. they told me enough to to get an idea. You know, and sure, when Uncle we Monday, can assume. Yeah, when he touches a strand and relives a story, all right, we got we get the idea. Every strand is another story of that end. Sure. Stories bite, I guess, because some of them is <laughs> the other takeaway from that. So uh, I left, I mean, funnily, even though I left with the impression that this book is ending in four issues, or and I'm saying 12, obviously, because of the trade, the trade. collecting, but, you know, I, I think not long for this world. I think it's, a, it's issues are numbered. Uh, I ended up giving this a uh, 7 out of 10 just on a pure comic book level, which is Middle middle of the road, good. Average, yeah. Average, sure. but, you know, average leaning towards not too bad. Uh, what do you think of it, Chris? What do you think you would have given it? Well, before I go into it, I, I, I realized that we've never done a State of the Union for the Sandman universe. So uh, these numbers, uh, we, we really haven't discussed the numbers. It's and, true. Uh, and to be honest, I don't generally check numbers unless we're going to talk about them. So hearing uh, you, you you clued me in on some of the numbers this past week, and it shocked me that they yeah. were so low. Uh, I assumed that the Sandman Universe branding would have much higher cachet than our old uh, friends at Young Animal, and they would have be bolstered a little bit just by you know a brand loyalty. Perhaps. Yeah, I think the uh, dreaming is is the one that's getting the brunt of that. <laughs> for sure, for sure, but. Uh, for this issue, um, I don't know. I, I've I've read a lot of uh, textbooks that I'd uh, that I'd recommend for information, but not for entertainment. And this is something like that. We're getting answers, but it's just so dull. Yeah, it is. Uh, there, there's nothing to enjoy here. And I mean, and it's paying off stuff that we've been asking about for you know six, seven months now, which is you know thirty bucks. You're, you're absolutely right. There's there's that that it's too little, too late. Uh, and I and I hate that that's that's what like the brunt of my complaints have been for like the entire Sandman universe experiment has been like we're not getting enough for the money, and uh, that really shouldn't be what I'm complaining about. But it it just sort of is because it's we're just not getting enough story. We're not getting enough meat. We're not getting enough uh, clarity. To where, I mean, we could read this and be like, okay, it makes sense, but do I really want to go back and reread it to see how it makes sense? 30 bucks is a 500-page hardback novel. 
Sure. You know what I mean? So if you talk mm-hmm. about value, you know, you could read a complete. Or a Marvel Epics collection for 35. Good, I mean, those are big, fat books. That's yeah. true. You're very right. Uh, you know, you could probably squeeze a couple of trades from DC into that sure. uh, to that money if you pick the right ones. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just too much money for not enough story there. I'd say there were four issues that could be thrown out here uh, almost entirely, um, especially seeing how. This thing wrapped up with Kotar's illusion really kind of lamely just and swept away. Just yeah. kind of like, all right, well, I mean, basically what they're saying is if even if Madame Azuli had done nothing, it would have ended up this way. So uh, it just really, it, I don't really understand what the focus is for this book still. Uh, I don't expect great things from this book. I think we've gone too long uh, to this point without knowing what's going on. And, yeah. uh, but. As a singular issue, I thought that this was probably a great one that they can put in their portfolios and show that they know how to make some kind of comics. What would your <laughs> uh, Earth 2 score be on this one? 6-5. Uh, I think that's fair. You know, yeah. I, In my mind, I, it just felt like a 6-6-5 six, six, as far as my enjoyment, but I just felt like I had to bump it up. Just to recognize that we learned, we know things now. <laughs> we know stuff. Uh, we know a couple of things. It's like, oh, like I, it's like things that even I was like, oh, well, that that seems obvious, but uh, you know, it, it, it ha- having it laid out for you, that's important in storytelling. The telling sure. of the story is important, and, and in such an ethereal uh, imprint here, uh, the obvious isn't always the right answer. It's you know the uh, what is that the. What what is that? The Occam's razor isn't always in play in, in this sort of a thing. So just to have it actually spelt out to us is is a great thing. I think about so many other comics where there's a dungeon master type character that essentially narrates uh, an overall view. You know, like there's something you might see in Mike Grell's Warlord or a. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh God! Nothing's jumping to mind, but this this is often sure. somebody with the exposition to explain some of the base. This book really could have used that. Really could have used some, someone to hold our hand, or or even just like you know these these books haven't done any backups. Uh, but I mean, we could have gotten like a two page backup at the end of these, just explaining a little bit of the the lore. Actually, which, it would have might have been fun to illustrate some of those old you know Cajun stories sure. and stuff, and, sure. and that would have been a really good way to do it. Or like, what what did they do with uh, that issue of Crisis on Infinite Earths? Where like something there was like a a thing running on the bottom, the yes. uh, the monitor files were running on the bottom of every page for a little bit, showing like how Harbinger uh, had like had assembled everything and deduced all everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and something like that. Just every every little bit. Like if they mention Anansi. It's like, and then maybe at the bottom of the page, it's like, here's a little strip to tell us what Anansi is. And they can make it look fancy. They can make it look like it fits. It's, they just didn't. There are a lot, there are a lot of ways to do it. Or even another way to do it would be to make Latoya and Maggie also, uh, as far as, as far as we know, they don't know anything about Cajun culture, sure. right? You know what I mean? Like they, they, we could be learning right along with them. You know what I they mean? They could like be our POVs. Yeah. Uh, didn't they have little, didn't one of them have a little, two little sisters? What happened to those kids? But anyway, <laughs> Never they, they mind. In on that guy in the shower, and then it wasn't really him, but oh, it was no. dad. But it was something. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Dad, dad's probably beating their behinds right now. But uh, mm-hmm. we do have some amazing, shocking—well, shocking to me news at least. <laughs> uh, DC Young Animal returns with two new series: more Doom Patrol and Mikey Way. This comes from comicsbeat.com, uh, and it's only excerpted. We got a couple of paragraphs, and we're going to read some solicits for these books that I think are all coming in July. Uh, 
Fans of the wild and strange rejoice. Today, DC Comics announced the return of Young Animal, a pop-up imprint curated by Gerard Way. Originally launched in 2016, Young Animal went on hiatus about a year ago after producing four regular series and three miniseries. Beginning this July, however, the lights are turning back on at the circus as Young Animal births the continuation of Gerard Way and Nick Darrington's run on Doom Patrol, as well as two new series, Collapser and Far Sector. Mm-hmm. And uh, before we go into the solicit, I want to jump back about two weeks when I sent you a text. <laughs> I said I had a dream that DC <laughs> relaunched Young Animal with two new books. It's true. He did. And he, son yeah. of a bitch, here we are. And I, and I was like, I was like, oh, don't, you know, I was like, don't. You said, don't, you said you'd have to kill me if that game drew. Put the kibosh <laughs> on it. What are you doing? Oh, here we go. We're going to start with Doom Patrol colon Weight of the Worlds. Now, this is written by Gerard Way with Jeremy Lambert, which is a good sign, mm-hmm. uh, with art by James Harvey, followed by Doc Shana, Nick Patara, Becky Cloonan, and more. So it's going to have a rot- an ever-rotating mm-hmm. cast of artists. This series will debut July 3rd, 2019. The solicit reads, Gerard Way and the world's strangest superheroes return in an all-new series that takes them beyond the borders of time and space. The Doom Patrol will go on an epic road trip around the solar system, facing off against the unusual and bizarre, including the fanatical fitness fiends of planet Orbius and the Marathon Eternal. Big changes are coming for these unusual heroes, including Robot Man coming to terms with his new life as a human. Oh, right, I forgot he did turn into a human, so... Yeah, he was only human for like a page and a half at the end of uh, Milk Wars. Yeah, it was like that, 300 years ago, but yeah. That's right. So that that's a thing. And as, I, as I recall, he looked kind of like Homer Simpson, right? No, we kinda he was very, uh, very unimpressive specimen. Just kind of like a schmo, which I guess would make some sense. Sure. Uh, the other, another two new books. One of them is uh, Collapser, written by Mikey Way and Sean Simon. Art by Ilias Kyriazis. I apologize. Uh, profusely, I definitely got that wrong. <laughs> Series debuts July 17, 2019. Liam James is a wannabe DJ whose life goals are almost completely dashed by his crippling anxiety until a package arrives in the mail containing a black hole that gives him amazing powers and draws him into cosmic conflict far beyond anything he'd ever imagined. But Liam will discover that when it comes to life, love, mental health, and superhero responsibilities, there's no such thing as a quick fix, and that power comes with a cost. <sighs> mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, really, I have no real commentary on that. That could be no. a great series. It could suck. It, 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 no, no comment, really. Speaking of which, let's look at Far Sector. <laughs> uh, written by N.K. Jemison, art by Jamal Campbell. The series debut... 2019. We don't know when. Now, the solicit reads, Newly chosen Green Lantern sojourner Joe Moline has been protecting the city enduring a massive metropolis of 20 billion people for the past six months. The city has maintained peace for over 500 years by stripping its citizens of their ability to feel. As a result, violent crime is virtually unheard of and murder is non-existent. But that's all about the change. This new series produces a dizzying game of politics and philosophies as Joe discovers a <laughs> brewing revolution in the city, aided and abetted by some of its most powerful citizens. I mean, we like Green Lanterns. Yeah. We, we do yeah, like we the do. Green Lanterns. You know, we'll, we'll, 
always always I reserve judgment on these things, especially mm-hmm. just seeing the solicit. As as we proved today, doesn't mean you know what's in the issue at all. It's also true. <laughs> also true. Uh, but yeah, this this looks like this might be. Uh, another preachy, you know, kind of like a uh, state of the world type thing, like uh, Eternity Girl, sort of. but yeah. maybe not. Maybe it's maybe, maybe it's, not. Maybe it's something terrific. And I don't know this artist, uh, Jamal Campbell, off the top of my head, nor uh, the sure. artist who I'm not going to try that name again, but that I messed no. up. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm always excited to see what they look like and, and the looks of them. Uh, could be a lot of the enjoyment, you know. A lot of what sure. I liked about Doom Patrol was Nick Darrington, who. who went on to become now one of my you know favorite i'm always watching what he's doing now i'm always uh yeah, checking he'll out stay on next. the uh, covers for doom patrol so yeah, that's which is, which is cool uh yeah we, we talked about a little bit we, he's busy right now I, I think that uh he's he's working with bendis and i think he's doing mm-hmm. i think he's doing another series coming up actually maybe through, wouldn't surprise me yeah uh, bendis's wonder books thing uh, so he doesn't have time. I have a feeling to do to wait around to do to wait. Doom Patrol <laughs> scripts, but uh, you know it's and the the artist named Becky Cloonan I like. Uh, obviously, Doc, Doc Shaner, I love yeah. him, and I think he'd be great on this. Uh, Nick Patar, these are all great artists. So um, mm-hmm. that's there. I don't mm-hmm. know how Mikey Wave writes. Not sure. Not sure. Not Don't sure. know what to say about that. But as long as long as he actually does write, I think we'll be okay. He could be. He could be ahead of the game once he submits mm-hmm. his scripts on time. So of course, Chris, we will be covering that when it shows up. We're going to bring back the old young animal segment along so, with. So the the song was wrong. It's not once in every lifetime. It seems like twice, several this. times in every lifetime. Right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully two times is a charm. I, I really don't want to keep coming back <laughs> no. to this, but uh, uh, yeah, going on hiatus. Imagine you had a company that you could just go on hiatus for a year. Like, what, what kind imagine? of a business model is that? <laughs> right? Like, you know, it's like, gee, I'd sure like to go on hiatus for a year. That'd be cool. Sure. Uh, but anyway, we will cover them along with the the Sandman Universe stuff for whatever mm-hmm. that shapes out into, however long that goes. We will be on the podcast covering all of it, so if you uh, missed that coverage, if you missed that song, it'll be coming <laughs> back in just a few months. It's true. But we do have something for next week, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we're thinking that Lucifer number 7 will be out. Uh, yeah. We can't say 100%, but like we always say, we don't have any reason to believe it won't be out. That's the right issue, right? That's It would be 7? Yes. Did, or would, okay. We just finished the... Uh, or finished what we would usually consider the first arc, yes. But it was weird. Yeah, it didn't really end like we expected it, but it's, it was no. interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. And we liked the last issue. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to read this next one finally. Uh, Absolutely. See, see where the story goes. But I think that's all we got from this week, Chris. Got anything else for him? No, oh, that'll do it. Well, until next time, folks, I want you to keep it uh, dreamy. And young and animalistic. <laughs> and animalistic, yeah. <laughs> What's up, weird science? Coming at you live. Back at it again. It's been a while since I've done one of these uh, rant and raves. Jeez, I don't even know if we do rant and raves anymore. Uh, I don't know. I haven't heard any of the regulars. I haven't heard no dancing Mike or uh, the, the Jolly Drew or any of uh, other people that may or may not be Jolly Drew. I don't know. Well, where's bring it back, Billy? Let's bring him back. I said, oh, I, I think somebody was on. But anyway, I don't know. I sure 
Who knows? Who knows what's going on with this? You got three hour podcasts. No wonder you don't have time for all these rant and raves. No, no, not like a nice long 40 minute rant and rave like the good old days. Am I right? Jeez. But, uh, you know, it's the Hollywood kid coming at you. Uh, just, just back from the big smoke. And me and the boys went to see the old uh, Shazam uh, on the big screen. Uh, the way that you're supposed to be doing it, Eric Shea. Not pirating illegally. Jeez Louise. Uh, but I went to see uh, went to see the Shazams. And I thought it was pretty good. Pretty good. I, th- I thought it was uh, decent. You know. I, th- I don't really know what I was expecting to be honest. Uh, I was expecting it to be fun. It was pretty fun. Uh, I was pretty funny. Uh, I, there was times when I was laughing. Uh, and I, I didn't expect to be laughing as much. And then there was times when there was obviously jokes for people to laugh and nobody was laughing so like it was a hit and miss on the humor um but you know i still had a fun time uh it, it, i don't think it was as good as wonder woman wonder woman is still like you know the peak for the dc movies mind you i've only seen <laughs> i haven't seen i saw man of steel i thought that was a big load of baloney sorry to anybody who likes man of steel but i thought that was a big load of baloney and not the good type of baloney this is like cheap baloney uh and i didn't see just league didn't see batman versus superman because they all looked a bit pants really uh i saw wonder woman i thought that was pretty good uh and i didn't see aquaman because i like jim i don't i don't i don't think that guy that guy annoys me with the big hair uh go go trim your beard dude or whatever you're whatever you are aquaman and then uh so I saw Shazam. So, you know, out of the two DC movies I've seen, like of the recent ones, uh, I would I would say it's number two. But by no means bad. I'll tell you what, uh, the guy who stole the show for me, anyway, is Zachary Levi. You hear that, Jim? I think he's a gem. Uh, I think he's a wonderful man. I've loved him since uh, Chuck when he was like a super spy guy. That was great very funny uh, and he's very funny in this as well like really he steals the show like the other kids are cool i thought really it would be like the other kids because you know it's like the shazam family uh i thought it'd be the other kids that really like stole the show and they're nice like darla's nice and pedro doesn't really do much eugene's annoying uh mary's pretty cool and freddie like i feel like the, the movie really wants you to like freddie but he just comes off as a bit annoying sometimes. Like, he's supposed to be, like, because he's, like, all into superheroes. So he's like, I, I can relate because I like superheroes too. But like, I don't want to be a dork like this guy is. He's pretty dorky. Um, and and Billy's all right. You know, he's Billy. Uh, but really, it's it's Zachary Levi as Shazam that steals the show. Like, my favorite bits were when he first becomes Shazam. I won't spoil it, but it's like fun. It's it's a lot like the. I'm surprised at how similar it is to the uh, Jeff Johns's Shazam book. Like it's pretty much like it's not page for page, obviously, because there's no Black Adam or any of that jazz. But uh, like there's a lot of similar scenes. I was like, oh, that's the thing from the book. There you go. Uh, so like really, you know, if you don't watch the movie, just read the book, and you get well, you you miss out on Zachary Levi, and he's a gem. Uh, and he fills out that suit well. I'll just say that. Mm. But, uh, but you know, good times. And then there's some post credit scenes at the end. And they're a bit like... Pff. I suppose one of them kind of sets up for 
another one, like another sequel, uh, which we will probably get because from what I've heard on the the pop culture podcast on the Patreons, uh, it's you know it's doing pretty well. Um, so yeah, hopefully I wouldn't mind a Shazam number two because we gotta get that Black Adam action. That's really like I'm surprised. I was kind of hoping we would get like a Black Adam post credit scene with the Rock because the Rock. I don't care who you are. The Rock is a gem. I'm telling you. Literally. Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's decent, you know? I would say, well, Eric's probably seen it at this stage. But, uh, you know, it's it's a fun time. It's all about family. It gets a bit hokey with the with the family stuff. But, like, you know, that's part of the Shazam charm. You know, it's all, like, hey, foster kids and all that jazz, you know? So I, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, you know, if you're looking for something to do while you're waiting for Endgame, or if you don't want to read any of the DC comic books, because, you know, they haven't been so good recently, you know, you go see some of the Shazam action, you have a good time, it's, it's good. Zachary Levi is a gem, that's all I'm going to say, I'm going to leave you on that, so, uh, there you go, there's a Hollywood Kid's Two Cents, a Ramble, Ramble Nation, uh, it's been six minutes, oh wow pretty good for me so uh, i'll just tell everybody uh jim and eric keep doing what you're doing uh, and i'm looking forward to actually whenever you get to that shazam like the the jeff john's shazam trade in the new 52 because like then you uh, i'm looking for i just read that recently and it's pretty good actually so i'm excited for that and uh yeah there you go kids everybody support the patreon uh where's rant rave nation hashtag Ran raves all day, every day, and uh, go listen to Hero Notes to my Hero Academia recap podcast. It's very good. Uh, and what up, Batman Beyond Mark? That's my recording buddy. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. Uh, have fun, everybody. I forget how I close these. Uh, oh, yeah, it's your boy, the Hollywood kids, about to stick on a pizza because he's pretty hungry. XO, XO, XO. mistakes this section yes you will not have anything because you, it was, there's not going to be any reviews for you to read but hey i'm still gonna uh do something where when you give me your scores i'm gonna rate them and say that if they are worth a bell ring there now i did tell you earlier <laughs> in the week that i thought that a way that we were going to go forward with the podcast would be the idea if you are on the patreon and know of our keeper crapper segment on the pop culture podcast i thought that maybe each week we get to have the golden flush i'd like to call it eric that when we're talking about an, an issue one or the other can hit the flush and we just stop and give our scores and All go. Right, we're done. We'll, we'll talk about that, doing that later. I don't know if once a, an episode would be good. Maybe it's like once a month 
you can pull out. It's almost like the, the voice, ultimate right? veto. Hit it. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. It's but, the veto button, yeah. but it would be that. It's like we're sitting there and like, I'm yeah, done. you know what? It's like <laughs> wrap it up, and, and you have to end up then at that moment. Stop right there and give the score. Uh, there might be a couple issues that we're talking about in this next section that I would give the flush, but I, I, it's one of those where the game will be. You don't want to waste your flush, no. right? Uh, so you have to, you know, be you know pretty conservative with it. But I think that we might do that from now on, especially on episodes like this one where we're back to this one having a ton of books. Um, you know, when we have four books, books like next week, I'm telling you, next week we have like four books. Maybe you don't want to flush any of those or maybe you do. Oh, but just think of that. We have a podcast, our two books, and then we're out, out. I'm telling you, yeah, we start we start the thing and I'll the flush Patreon it right spotlight. away. I'm telling you, we're like, you're like, hey, all you hip shakers and love. No, no, I'm flushing the entire podcast. Out we go. Where's the party's <laughs> over? Uh, but we have this one last section of books. We have three books. Um, yeah, one, one greater than the next, I would say. Oh. Um, yeah, we're going to start with Catwoman. And this is a book that I had felt at the beginning of this run by Joel Jones coming out of the Batman 50 non-wedding issue. I felt like I was kind of on my own little deal of trying to get people to, you know, give this book a break. Let's see what's going on. I did give it a wide berth at first. Uh, Yeah, it's done. That wide berth is done for me. And where I will tell you why is not just because of the quality of the book itself, but because last issue, we did have a break for Joelle Jones. She got a month off when Ram V showed up, had a caper issue that you you liked more than me. You liked it more than me. I I thought that it was, you know, not well set up and things were forced. But we we get back to the run. Now, why did we have this month off? Talk about fucking forced. To not well told. Yeah, we come I'm back to this, this issue, and it, it, it's just it's a very uh, bad coincidence that it is the start of what appears to be a caper issue a heist, yeah. that can't even tell more than what appears to be two seconds of a story before it's over. Boy, for a book that comes out I, once a month, that you have to get this pacing better, and the pacing has been off this whole series. This is the worst one, and you you haven't given us enough character moments with your characters that you already have, and you keep introducing more. Well, why are you doing this? Why why can't we I'm, just have a book and get you know we have Maggie and, and Selena just deal with them right please. now? Get us and and please get us because you know the penguin was here for a good reason, right? Yeah, and that's where i gave again i'm like okay here we go we're gonna after this whole creole family nonsense we're dialing it back we're getting a penguin that we all know the penguin so you don't have to have character moments with him we can go you know hit the ground running and you did nothing you did nothing with him and just after that ram v issue coming back to this it it felt like we missed 17 issues, not just skipping one deal. And it's, it's not, it's like she's wanting to write 17 issues all at once and tell them out of order. And even in a way that doesn't make sense. Yeah, and I'll get to that. It's Catwoman number 10, written by Joel Jones, art by Fernando Blanco, John Cleese, and Seda Timofante. Joel Jones is back after a month's break, and we get another caper issue that was not as satisfying as Ram V's and has me worried about this book. Every issue feels like I've missed the last four, but the biggest problem in this book is just not interesting enough to keep my attention. I think it's time Selena gets away from Villa Hermosa before I fall asleep. I'm going to end up just snoring because this book, it's a snoring and it's a boring is what I say down at the rec center. When they asked me about this cat woman, this, 
Villa Hermosa is being played out in a way that I think what she was trying to do or still is trying to do is get that concept of Gotham as a character in and of itself in a Batman book. You have Gotham as its own living, breathing character almost the way it's been. Now, the problem with Joel Jones that she may not realize is Gotham has been set up to be that for for years, years years. and years. You can't just head the Villa Hermosa. I don't know. in, In Gotham, I could sit and I sit there and I think to myself, okay, let me think what Gotham is. Okay, I take a left on Tynan Road. We go to King Plaza. We, you know that. But I, I can get a I'll concept of Pl- Avenue. Yeah, I, well, I can get a concept of kind of the city. Not exactly. I can't plot out the deal, but I get an idea of what makes Gotham go and what's going on and all these things and some sort of landmarks that I can bring up. I'm just joking about the streets with where they're naming all their streets after any writer who happens to go on the book. I sit there and think of Villa Hermosa. I have no idea. I don't know if, you know, it's big on this or that or the other thing because she hasn't set up anything. So really all we know is this pawn shop and a couple buildings. You know, I I couldn't even tell you what the big thing of Villa Hermosa is, who's important, who isn't. Well, the Creel family is supposed to be where I have an issue where we ended up ending that first arc with the Creel family. You ended up having Reina end up killing her husband, look like a murder, but, you know, she's leaving a trail of bodies. She's a black widow. She comes, she has brought her dead son who ended up getting shot then, grabs him away and goes, you end up with... And the whole point where Detective Yilmaz was arrested for all yeah, this stuff as arrested. well. And it seemed as if Raina was on the run. They said, oh, you better tell us. Now in this, she's going around in, in a limo that has a vanity plate Creel in the front. <laughs> well, what, is, what is she, undercover still going around with a zombie? Nonsense. We start with this whole idea with you're telling a story out of order in this. A la Pulp Fiction. You know, it's in a lot of things. And I told you when we were leaving work today, my biggest problem with a story out of time like this is you need to have that make sense. And why you would tell it out of time needs to accentuate the storytelling. Plus, you need a story to get out. of There's nothing here. It's out of time just to maybe make it look fancier. You don't care about James the Art Forger? No, I do. But I I need to just, you you don't, he gets introduced in a way that we see him first. And then when he's introduced, nothing is accentuated by the fact that we see him beforehand. Uh, The only thing that I like is the idea that they're there bidding on some art. They're bidding on this deal. And I do like the idea that a cat woman would bid, uh, you know, run up the bids because it is ex- more exciting to steal something that's worth well, I, $3 I'm million trying, than one. I'm trying to figure out the point of this story because it is told out of order. Like, you know, with uh, Carlos being our narrator to catch us all up to yeah. speed with what's going on because we well, start when, at the when, end. When you, when you get to it, I don't think it makes much sense. It's what I'm saying. Not, not only that, but the thing, you start out with Carlos giving us a narration. Oh, we, yeah. let's, let me tell you how we got here but then it goes in the meantime where it shows us what robert creel is doing at, at running for mayor which is that's not part of the narration that we're doing. it's just meanwhile yeah. somewhere yeah, else that's just then we there. get back to like carlos's narration taking us throughout time to get back to the point but the whole thing goes back again to where we left last time we were dealing yep. with joelle jones's story with her being held up by the with penguin being held double up by crossing the penguin. her after she stole this thing that obviously brings people back from the dead which we see with adam uh, Cre- yes. the, you know the creel's youngest son but she gives him a gem 
the, like, you know, well, this here, is the here's problem. the gem. I'm going to keep this reliquary here, but it seems that this thing for the, they're auctioning off later on is something to deal with this reliquary. That makes and the I have reliquary no idea. work better. I don't, this I, is the thing. We've already seen this reliquary work, but yet it's almost as if it's spelling out that uh, that Catwoman realizes that this gem in the reliquary is not really anything. So offers that to Penguin because then she can take the, the main item because then she knows that then she could get the other thing that will make this actually this work better. This goddamn pre-Columbian death mask, it and, and, seems yeah, like. I'm like, I, I don't know what well, I'm how doing. How do we know I this? don't know what you're how doing. How does she know this? How does this – and you would guess – that all of this is the idea, in my mind, what we are getting at and in a very convoluted, crazy way. Because then when she gives Penguin this, you know, it almost gem. looks like a, a gem type mirror type deal. That seems to be what the Penguin wanted all along. And they just leave. Now, with this, I would believe that what we're getting is the idea. And if you're going to go with the whole deal, this gem, to me, brings people back to life. Right. He's going to go back to Gotham, bring Penny back, the penguin. Look, we she's going to be a goddamn scrolling. blue drooling fucking zombie. He doesn't zombie. care. He just wants her back. So he's going back. But really, if that's the case, because that's all I can figure out. Spell this out more for people who may not have read all those other issues. Because well, I, I love it too. Because even when what, you say, "Hey, catch up on what the Penguin's up to in Red Hood and the Outlaws," I'm like, what? "Well, I'm not saying Red Hood and the Outlaws. I'm saying no, this that's what seems it says to here, be, though. yeah, I, yeah. See what he's doing now. But with that, it does seem to me that this is tying into that Penny because we saw that this thing might be bringing people back from the dead. I Catwoman feel we'll doesn't never need see it continued. People. No, but Catwoman doesn't need people to be from the dead. No. So what he just – he goes off. What this you know mask must do is give people back their sanity, and this is going to tie in to get Maggie better. And that's the only thing I could think that this would make sense, that she has this reliquary, and she needs them – to get this other thing, it's a transformer. And, now and, you, and the weird part is, this. I don't think that Catwoman was ever told what no, she was stealing. No, this is what I'm talking about. It is so forced, but it does seem to be forced towards the idea because then all of a sudden you see Maggie and get maybe the idea that Maggie is going insane. And if you don't get her better soon, it's going to be problems. Uh, but with this, it's almost as if. You know, you have everything off panel and nothing is spelled out because then, hey, you want to get this art because some somehow Catwoman knows that this thing that now is being auctioned is the thing that they need to put in this to do what she needs to have done that she's not telling us that anyway. But you have Carlos. Oh, man, I'll introduce you to my guy, James. Where they just go in and in the weirdest deal where you're pushing this idea that Carlos is a good guy only because he, you know, Catwoman steps on a homeless guy that Carlos has lent money and won't take money from. It's hey, such a man about town. Aside. Knows everybody in Villa Hermosa, it seems like. That. They go up. They well, meet At least James. we find out that Linda, the owner of the pawn shop, is not actually Carlos's mother. It's just somebody who yeah. helped Carlos out before. Yeah, and Carlos is- had some problems. Yeah. Uh, yeah, still. But y- then you just – they go up. Introduced to James, who we saw earlier, they were bidding on this art to just end with the the beginning where Carlos was in the back of a armored car, and now Selena's chasing him. There you go. Chasing him because that is where they're transporting, I guess, that item that was auctioned. But nothing is set up. Maybe. Nothing goes well. <laughs> this thing is out of time for no reason. The story, nothing goes on. No. And you're, you're throwing things in, and then, then in the middle – 
And I you had the have- hardest time trying to figure out what the hell they're talking about with this goddamn reliquary. Only yeah. to get interrupted with this Robert Creel and like well, Raymond Ray. stuff. It's actually Raymond. I kept calling him Robert yes, too, but it got it, stuck it's in my Ray. head. <laughs> so you have Raymond Creel, whose father ended up having cancer, had to step away from being mayor, ended up being killed by his mother. And now it seemed like this would be the Creel's family. No, he's running for mayor. And in the meantime, you have a dirty cop. Yeah, he was something. But they're still going with this idea that he's going to follow in his father's footsteps. But this family has been shown to just be awful. And I know it's not him, but you then have... The bad cop who was in jail show up, right? And he even says, like, you shouldn't be here. Oh, your your mom's outside. Is he with with that thing? Yeah, your brother Adam's there with him. But they seem to have been on the run at one yeah. point. It's like nothing's they going on that makes limos sense. Going around yeah, with I said a limo with Creel in the front. She shouldn't have any money. No. I mean, she ended up where they, you know, seemed to be All that she, had she was on the run. was that limo. Yeah. <laughs> the limo and her, her son and spitting her out blue nose. shit. Yeah, really. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, it ends with Selena there and like, huh, uh, things are, and actually it's Carlos's description is like, things can only get worse. I'm like, I don't know if they can. I hope I not. Really don't because th- this is not good. And this book, the sales have been really good, but I think it's like that whole idea because a lot of times it's been because of art germ variants. So you're getting this like false sense of people loving this book. And I can't see why it, it is. It's starting. To I get love to Joelle Jones' art, but I'm not convinced that she's a great writer at this point. Well, and this, this series. is and this she doesn't even do the art. Anymore I know because she can't keep up. And I thought actually, in my mind, parts of this were down for Fernando Blanco. Some of it I was agree. really good, but some seem to be down. Like it's still being rushed, even though they took a month off. And I just don't understand it. Villa Hermosa is not interesting to me. This book overall, I love Selena. I love that we're getting another Catwoman book, but this is just, it's not interesting. And I, I end up seeming to be confused about what happened before and where we are as if I missed issues. And I that's only because way. nothing is set up. We, we get moments in here that are just forced on you but they're forced in a way that are even more forced than some others like you know you have things that are forced that aren't even spelled out so you know it's forced but you don't know what's being forced huh? it forces out I'm, I'm really no well, means where no. is? there you go Eric I used my phone we're done anyway uh, <laughs> what would you give this I would end up giving this issue a 4 out of 10 because you know I like the art enough. It's not what I'm expecting from this book. You know, usually with Joelle Jones on art, or used to be at least. Yeah. But the story is just poorly written. Even Fernando written. Blanco has been really good. Yeah. And this is just, but, yeah, like, it's the just story not is a just good so story. so poorly written because even the aspect they're trying to go with, with this out-of-time narration for Carlos catching you up, it stops at to introduce this other aspect of the story that fits yeah, nowhere yeah. in here. If I'm you're like, going to do no, this, like you no. said, yeah, if you have an overall narration through this timing of like, oh, now you see what happened now, let's go back. You can't in the middle stop to just show something that Carlos wouldn't have seen. You and this idea up. of this reliquary, which our biggest tie-in at this point yeah. is Raina went and got some powder to resurrect Adam. But for some reason, now we have Catwoman involved because of the Penguin, but knows something else that goes – and I'm like, it is so convoluted and over the top. Like, yeah. I can't follow what you're trying to give me here. No, no. It's not good. It's not good. It's it's a shame because I do like – I like Joel Jones and yeah. I like Catwoman. And we've always liked Catwoman books. And it's just – it's starting to get to the idea again of maybe DC has to take a long, hard look at some of these books and maybe change things up and change things up with people who actually have a story 
not just somebody who is willing to do something or is available. You yeah. need to have a story. And after 10 issues and even just nine of hers or whatever, there's no story here. The The story just keeps just, you know, meandering along with, with nothing. But we're going to go to the next book, which reminds me a little of Titans, because I said earlier, it is Supergirl. And Mark Andreco was put on this book after Supergirl was canceled for a little. It was on hiatus right. while Brian Michael Bendis came. He introduced his old Rogozar and Man of Steel, <laughs> ended up all this. And then you ended up with Mark Andreco coming to continue the story in Supergirl, but kind of having his hands tied with it. And and while I don't think that this book has been great, I do think that agree he's that done a better job of it than, say, a Dan Abnett Titans. Now, you know, maybe you could say that Titans had more of a, uh, you know, things going wrong with all the characters being killed. At least you end up having Supergirl here. But I like Xander. I Why think did that we he's give a him cool a robot character. arm out of nowhere? I don't know, but I, I got worried when he started tickling crypto. I don't need that. You, you start that doing that, and the next thing you know, that robot hand starts going on the fritz. But already and now end up looking like a does, spider to do it. I'm telling you, crypto doesn't end up having an intestines. Now, it's funny because when I was reading this earlier to get ready for the podcast, and I introduced the idea of Xander having this robot arm, I immediately yeah. had to go back and check out previous Supergirl issues where – he does wear gloves the entire yeah. time, but there is a panel that I found. It's the stupidest thing yeah. where the cuff of his jacket goes back enough and like shows you enough green skin there to let you know that, that this robot hand was not planned. Yeah, yeah. So they they wanted to add it's this. Weird. I, Just I like don't to know. give him a sympathetic I reason. Know, well, I, I know. know. I know. With you, you don't trust cyborgs. Like Absolutely this. not. I mean, you're not going to trust Xander. You're not going to trust Cyborg himself, and I you're not going to trust, trust that. Either. You're not going to trust that South African runner with those blade feet that ended up killing people. Well, exactly. You know, that's what happens. That's that's what happens when when you get the blade feet. Uh, but this is Supergirl number 29, written by Mark Andrego, uh, art by Eduardo Pensica, Julio Ferreira, FCO Pacencia, and Tom Napolitano. Supergirl finally gets the answers she was looking for, but that doesn't matter when you're dead. I'm looking forward now, to putting this whole Rogozar nonsense behind us, and this is a major step. So I'm going to be a little more positive of it. I, I That's not I'm telling right you, I that want to be positive up. about it because there's a lot of fun to be had in this book. But on top of that, there's a lot of forced aspects. Like, did we go to this... This planet that we start out, I'm trying to get back to where it was, where it names this, the planet, but um, Tavar. Tavar. A, Tavar. It looks like a very nice planet that where, you know, uh, Xander and Supergirl and Crypto are just, you know, hanging yeah. out, kind of, almost like on a vacation. It's taking it easy yeah, for it a while because they've gone through some hardcore shit in the Vegas system. But did we come here for a reason? Because out of nowhere, we find one of the crystals that she needs for yeah. no reason except for here, we got to get here, this story going. Here's the thing, though. This is what I'm talking about is where I look at Mark Andreco's writing. Um, when you're not dealing with, you know, this nonsense of Rogozar and these gems and, you know, the whole deal of the council, the circle. I like the character. Oh, so I, I like how he, I like how he's writing. Supergirl. Xander and Kara are great I, together. I, I love before the story gets going. I love Xander. And the problem I have now is I love Xander and that he's ending up being forced into it more than he needs to be. I mean, especially like you said, all of a sudden he's like, Oh, I didn't want you to know I have a robot arm. 
Yeah, we didn't really need that. Uh, you know, I no. like the idea that he's upset that he doesn't. I don't think that he's working for his mother at all. I think that maybe the only thing that we have here is that there's a tracker in that arm, and that's how she does end up being able to see where see, the they thing are. Is, and stuff I would like love that. that was the case because she really kind of does spell out that that rogue Lazar army led them to them. Yeah, yeah. So, but even so, when you're just dealing with Xander, Supergirl, and so this is where I want to end this nonsense. So when we do, out of nowhere, get a crystal and actually get the answers we needed, I'm like, whatever. It forced this to get out of here because I am enjoying this book enough that I think if we can get to just a Supergirl story that Mark and Draco can write from step one well, uh, and not have to force this issue, I think we might enjoy it. And that's what I want to get to, though I'm worried that when Rogue Lazar's done, so is this book. I'm and telling we talk about say, forced, okay, we forced natures throughout this entire podcast right now, it seems like. But the yeah, whole thing that's, is that's the deal where of this we podcast. find the last crystal that allows us to hear Appa's confession about what happened yeah. so we can get all the information about how what the circle is and how they ended up destroying Krypton and all this stuff. When we find out about Rogozar being this thing that uh, Gandello, you know, found this last yeah. being who's hated Kryptonians because Krypton destroyed his homeworld apparently. They got a machine that from Zorel, and I'm like, yeah. how many times are we going to blame Zorel? Because we just had Zorel technology with freaking the clones well, in the last bit. This is the thing, though, and I, it's again, it's forced, but. I think that he's doing it the opposite way because what happens is, is then Kara does say, see, my dad's inventions, they were for good. They were perverted by these people. So it's like this whole thing of like, see, I knew my dad wasn't the bad guy. They just grabbed this tech. Where you know, here's this the deal. From? Well, here's the deal. Zarel. He he's not a bad guy. He he's just an absent-minded guy that leaves inventions everywhere he goes. He leaves them on park benches. He leaves them, you know, out on the street, and people just walk by and go, "Oh my God, here we go." Uh, but yeah, well, I'm well, telling you, nothing the, I... with the circle to me is interesting at all. I think that people have not gotten as infuriated as I thought they would be at the idea that they're redoing how Krypton got destroyed, and this pretty much does put the stamp on it that none of that stuff that Rogozar was saying was a lie. No, you know, he, he I was destroyed still, it. I was still hoping that that was the case, that we were going to find out that through all this, that they were going to do it. They didn't. And then it just happened anyway, you know, kind of like a, a coincidence type deal. But no, no, no. This pretty much spells it out. And I'm wondering why people aren't that furious about it because I, it just seems like that. Even the whole nonsense. idea that we have this circle, the secret cabal of different alien species that feel like, you know, the universe is a chaotic place. We need to do something to yeah. kind of police it a little bit more. We got Appa here who's a, you know, goddamn guardian. We have the Green Lantern Corps going well, on at this that, point. That's the but, funniest thing is that you have Appa who is basically in a, the circle who is trying to do – what the Green Lanterns exactly. are already doing, but in a better way. But then, this way is just nonsense. But then but, Gandello, the freaking, you know, uh, Xander's adopted mother, just yeah, realizes, you know what? I don't like being told no. I'm going to place the universe I want. And as it's a, she targeted planets that she felt were blights, ones yeah. that exhausted resources, decimated, by, like, you know, ecosystems, stuff like that. But she also apparently just goes after random ships at Xander being a Kalu. And we know that she did not destroy yeah. Kalu, but she, some, for some reason, went after this one ship that like uh, Xander and his mother and some of the Kaluans were on and just destroyed it for no goddamn reason. I don't yeah. know why. Yeah, just decided that, you know, uh, just to do it, I guess. But, I, I don't Gandilla know. While going around destroying planets and all these different things, where the fuck's the Green Lantern Corps? Yeah, doing nothing. I, I would love to see that somehow that's why they have Absa there and he is kind of – 
you know, doing something to make it so that Maybe. they don't know, but we don't get that. I just like the idea that Candelo is part Thanos, part Yondu, yeah. who ends up then, I'm waiting for like, they never tasted Kaluan, <laughs> but also the, you know, the whole deal, uh, you know, with Thanos, like, oh, here, come with me. There's no reason whatsoever that she should ever have grabbed Xandar. No. There's no, there's no reason. None at all. But what and- we do with this explanation of how Rogue was Zara and all these other things was Gandello going off on her own and doing these things. We do make Sardeth and like, you know, Starfire's father free and query because they were yeah, members of the circle. The They're fine Again, now. Yeah. This, and that's why I think the whole thing with the Zarel things too, this is, we're getting near, we have to be getting near the end of this arc, you know, oh, the story I'm telling deal. you, the thing is I was hoping we'd actually extend it a little bit more because the thing that I liked the most was from last issue where we find out that Rogozar has an army and they're going to yeah. come kill Supergirl for this whole thing. And I had the idea that, well, whoever might hold the axe, she might have an army to go after the circle herself, yeah, which yeah. we get in this. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be amazing. Only for Gandela to show up and kill the entire army. I'm like, yeah, yeah. we got to speed this. Apparently, yeah. we are coming to an end really oh, fast because you, yeah. all the stuff they're setting up was just wiped out in one panel. And it's funny because then you you really with that with that army deal too. Now all of a sudden you're like, okay, she's worthy, yeah. and like it's like so many other things being thrown but in. Like she's worthy this- while we have Rogozar watching her from the Phantom Zone talking about how his axe is still use- doing his bidding. I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't know what you're doing here. Yeah, and and so the big thing is the idea of Gandello and you know Xandar. It, it seemed it was funny too because you, you get this whole idea of oh, I didn't want you to know I had a robot arm i don't even know that supergirl even acknowledges it she's just like whatever and then yeah oh i didn't want you to know that my mom was who was gonna kill ah, i got no time for i that can't either. tell you that my mother gandello wants you dead and she wants me to help her do it by the time it comes out where he freaking this throws it out there in a rage yeah, just it's rage. okay it's okay xander okay she yeah. has, she has no emotion behind it at uh, all no uh, that's the problem is because then that's like you said that's when he ends up seeing you know abs- seeing Apis, that you know, confession, if, yeah. if they didn't make this you know circle to allow Gandello to kind of get power hungry and go that his real mom is planet everybody would be alive and then she just goes and he's like oh no you know you, you brainwashed and killed them and she's like you are not guilty of your mother's crimes. They are not your burden. Trust and me. Don't worry, Xander. I know. Omega yeah. Titans killed your planet, not Gandello. Yeah, really. And I just like that. It's like, don't worry. Trust me. I know. And, and the whole idea of the setup, which I did like. I there's did a, like there's what, a lot of cool things that I like about yeah. this issue. It's just whenever the story takes over, it falls apart. Yeah, and that's the problem I have, and that's the problem where the forced nature of having to deal with Rogozar, having to deal with this story. And it seems like Mark did not realize he had to wrap up things real quick. Like, he had some more story to tell, and all of a sudden, like, I'm telling you, this whole Rogozar army shows up, like, oh, this is going to be amazing, and they're all dead by the end of the And then they're all dead. Well, even even with this, and I know that this book doesn't time with other books, and you time this, but us seeing, you know, Rogozar out of the Phantom Zone, then seeing him back in here, just shows you that they there are going to have to get these things in line and go and, and do that. It doesn't so even I would make sense to me that Gandela would show up after she has already got Rogozar's army going after Supergirl. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's nonsense. It really is. But other than that, I like the art. I yeah. do like Supergirl. I like Sandra. I like Crypto being in there. He doesn't do much, but I always like seeing him. And I, I actually like Gandello 
if it wasn't tied into the story, this idea of the story of the Xander being there and having his mother being the one who's trying to kill Supergirl is interesting enough. But you see that he's not really allowed to go that far because, like you said, it just ends then because we have to finish and this up. I was and so it's happy. And Rogo Zarns. But by the point that the axe flew out of the ship and Supergirl's about to fight this horde of this army of Zar, and the axe yeah. comes in and they see this, is that. Czar's axe, and they all kneel, all hail the queen, Lady of the Axe. I got so excited. Yeah, and then the next cool. panel, the leader of this army is impaled. And just turn think the page, of this. And they're all now, impaled. I'm just like, no. think of this, that this is a setup to have Supergirl go through such a conflict that now she's being hailed as the wielder of the axe, the axe being the axe of Rogozar who killed her planet, destroyed her planet. But yet the idea of all of this with Gandello of being power, you know, power makes corrupt, you know, that whole yeah. deal. You have something to play with here where you had Supergirl being become enraged by the axe. You could have this where she is kind of like, Oh, I like this power. I got a thing now. I'm going to go and kill this guy. And you do have Xander then be like, whoa, 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 you're, you're getting as bad and whatever, but it's all just taken away right away. Yeah, you do have some setup to some really, really cool ideas of basically and I got Supergirl excited. getting the power of the villain who destroyed her planet and then maybe going and off what's she going to do with it? Yeah, and maybe going off to almost like a redo or a little bit of that Red, Red Daughter, Daughter of Krypton, uh, Krypton type yeah. deal. And you end at the next page and you're like, boy, I mean, if you really so want, you know, yeah, there, there is a really missed opportunity there that could have been really cool that maybe they should have had something to for when this is all done. But again, you're going to end up with the axe away and she's not going to have that and things. No, like that. I'm sorry. So as soon as the Rogozar comes back out of the Phantom Zone, he can put in my mind, just call it back because yeah, they made yeah, a point to go. have him say while he's watching yeah. and their axe still does my bidding. Move yeah, on. Yeah, my bidding. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'm going to give this a six. I like the art a lot. Uh, I I said at, at points I started getting excited, and then so did I. And there's a lot the, of cool stuff in this yeah, issue. There are some it's cool just things. The, the story the gets idea in the way that they of the cool go stuff. Out of nowhere, they go to this planet, and then the uh, crypto <sighs> just goes away and finds these the last gem Crystal. to be doing yeah. this. That's nonsense. And then at the end, you have the setup of this army that would do Supergirl's bidding, Amazing. and then it's just destroyed by Gandel of the next page. That is a huge missed opportunity. So yeah, I'm going six still, and I'm really looking forward and hoping that. Mark Andreco gets to write something after all of this that he's so forced do to do because I think he has something with the character and I think that yeah, hopefully he has a, a story of his own as well because he's had a lot of time to think about it while he's doing this Rogozar crap nobody likes Rogozar <laughs> you, you've gone full Rogozar in this you, never you go don't full ever Rogozar. go full Rogozar it's like Titans went full source wall energy you saw how, how that you. worked out <laughs> it's nonsense Most they, important fucking book. they went full on earth oh, nobody no. goes full on earth dan Abbott's still sitting there baby come in the room i got that it's, it's a retirement fund <laughs> the hell with that i'm gonna end up, i'm gonna sell my rights from guardians of the galaxy and go double into this on earth i'm telling you it'll pay off yeah that ain't paying off what do you give this i'm with you though i really like the art in this issue and there's a lot of things to be excited about and have fun with it's just the story gets in the way and ruins any momentum that is you know the character's yeah. work of this picks up on it just it's so disappointing because it's i'm giving it a six out of ten there's still no. a lot of stuff to like but there's still a lot of stuff not to like as well i do look forward to the next issue though because it seems to be picking up some momentum hopefully yeah. getting away from the circle and rogue Lazar bullshit i mean this is all these books tonight we said this is forced nature and treading water and things like that and yet 
I'm still positive about this book. Yeah. And I, I want to keep reading it because I do think that it's going to get well, better. But if at the end of this, you can throw it in my face at the end of this, if it does get canceled after this Rogozar stuff and we find out, well, Mark and Draco was just thrown in here to have this an end. Uh, then I'm going to be furious because, you know, then it's going to be like we were duped for the story and, and not getting anything else. So hopefully I'm wrong. Just Xander feels will like, join the Omega Men. Yeah, really off to the Vegas system. <laughs> yeah, everybody loves the Vegas system, right? Yeah, don't go all Vegas system either. I you actually don't do think go that everybody in. does love the Vegas system except for me. Yeah, I don't know. You, you have problems with a lot of things. <laughs> I'm telling you, and they're all places. You, you know, like I don't like Gem World. <laughs> I don't I, I like don't, places. I don't like uh, Vegas system. I don't like. Well, this the is gym. why I don't leave my apartment. The gym. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, you hear the gym, me? Meaning you, right? No, well, yeah. Uh, please, I mean, you, you can't. Please, yeah, <laughs> take me, please. <laughs> I mean, I hate myself as it is. I don't mind if you I'm jump you, on that. It makes sense trolley. that I would hate places though, because I don't even want to leave my apartment. Yeah, you don't. The only place you liked ever was that Seven Eleven. They took it away from you. They grabbed it from you it. and took I it. Loved and, it, and Jim. yet, yeah, there you go. It's funny too because the other places you used to like, you can't go with this vegetarian nonsense. Nope. So you can't even go there. I mean, really, the only place you can go is in your own mind. And boy, you don't want to go in there. It's a dark place. A lot of cobwebs and dark. You, you need a light bulb in there. A lot at of least mommy one. issues. I mean, I, I sit there, yeah, and, and through that, <laughs> through the whole podcast, I wait for one light bulb to go up over your head. They never do. The only thing, after all these years, the only thing you ever said to me was Signal and Leviathan <laughs> was one person. You hit hard on those. Check, check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check, Give me a ding. check. And mate, I would give you a ding. I don't have the ding. There you oh, go. That's not a ding. It's the there you go. What, what else do you, do you have? Anything else that you can say? I'm, I'm desperately trying to get the ding sound for and you. I so, absolutely so, have nothing else to say. You, you, that's all you have. So what are they? What do you have after all these years? Two hundred twenty-three episodes. You have the signal. Yep. Uh, and that uh, Leviathan is a person. And if people don't know, if they're just joining in. A year before Duke Thomas was named the signal, Eric, in the infinite wisdom that he has, comes up with the worst name ever. And if you would go back and listen, and at some point, I have to put out like a greatest hits of nonsense. And you're like, listen, Duke's going to be called the signal because what uh, what comes on before Batman? What happens before Batman? The signal. I'm telling you, I lost my mind. Like that is the stupidest thing <laughs> I have ever heard in my entire life. Besides maybe out of my mouth, will you marry me? Besides Ooh. that ridiculousness, the idea of the signal was the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And yet you did it. Eric. I did you it. did it. I did, did it. it. Down here. It's Eric's time. It's down Eric's here. time down here. There you go. Titans <laughs> is the most important book at DC Comics. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. Now you now you're going a little. You went too far. You, you don't have to say these things. You know, go with that. Or I Batman speak for writing, all Green Arrow fans. That, that yeah, there you go. And <laughs> this dark poetry that Batman's writing. She stole the night was nonsense. I don't know where you got that, Eric. I mean, so that awful. has come so yeah. awful. How could you love that? Yeah. Sir, I just came back. She did not steal the silverware. She no. did steal something, Alfred. <laughs> she My stole dignity. the night. Ah, <laughs> oh, the night she stole it. The night. Oh, no, that God. was that was. Mwah. 
Ah, Tom King, you've done it again. Wonder (laughs) Twins number three, written by Mark Russell, art by Stephen Byrne and Dave Sharp. This book has a very, very, very nice message to it and nothing else. Nothing else at all. After three issues, I'm not seeing much direction here. And while I was hoping that we'd at least get to know what these Wonder Twins are all about, Mark Russell is more intent on giving the readers messages than character moments and development. I guess some may enjoy that patented Russell humor, but not me. And oh, yeah. I'm actually. We get Gleek's backstory. I'm actually mad that Jaina gave Zan's freaking words of kindness and said it was Superman who told her. Yeah. Yeah, and and when they say that of oh man, a wise man once told me that kindness is the no, no. key. You know what the, the the words of wisdom that Superman says? This superhero and shit's gonna drive you insane. Just don't let it. No, 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 that's, that's Superman. I'm, I'm good here. It was like uh, it isn't flight. It like oh, on Earth, the most important power you can have isn't shape shifting. It isn't flight or strength or invulnerability. It's seeing everything wrong with the world and somehow not going crazy. Yeah, I would think that your your superpower and being there, a Superman. hero. I think that being a hero means seeing all the crazy shit in this world and trying to stop it. I'm telling you, trying to Superman make it has better. this weird message he's telling Jada out of nowhere, and all of a sudden there's this you know Zan feeding his goddamn monkey. Hey, you're gonna, you're gonna spoil that monkey. So kindness is how you save the world. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Thanks, that Zan. is there is the what? Well, she's a little confused. You know, you, you have her there. She's she still hears trying to come out of say that. Yeah, and where did that go? <laughs> uh, where uh, you know, my favorite is the amount of times we've seen the thunder lust come into the to play. I mean, really, the, the my idea, thing. first off, you have the idea that you have Mark Russell. Oh, man. And I said, this is the idea of me going on Twitter right now and saying, you know what I hate? Hate. Hate. Everybody should love each other. Yeah, that's all this is. I thought that we were going to learn about the damn Wonder Twins. And and that's the problem is when we get what little we get, you know, say with Zan with Gleek, it's good. It is good. That first issue had a very good sense of humor to it, It kind of being a parody. Not here. This becomes an after-school special. Well, not only that, but we have Gleek in this now because now the Wonder Twins are complete because they have Gleek. Yeah. We find out through his nightmares was a circus, like, you know, monkey. Yep. But we never describe or find out or just never described or and we never find out why he's blue. Yeah. Well, why he is blue and also why a abused circus monkey who couldn't get anything wrong somehow became the property of, say, an Amazon that could then get shipped to Zan in a box. Seriously. I mean, and and so with that, it it makes no sense. So with that, though. And why before Zan goes to sleep at night is is he reading the big book of bananas? Because it's just know. a book with it's a banana just on the cover. It's just stupid. Uh, you, you go into this, and I did see some people, if they're going to have problems with it, they should have problems with this, in my mind, where last issue, you had a whole thing with Druncula. You yeah. had him there. He was he was uh, you know trying to stay off the wagon. He ended up uh, you no, know eating and the killing wagon. these drunks. Yeah, and he's now off the wagon because they. it's not even the idea that killing people were, was bad. It was that they may have drank, and they did because they were hockey fans, we Obviously. Say. 
and you know, which means drunk. I, it's you so, talked to you Brandon. have this. Yeah, really. I have. That guy's always drunk. I mean, really, if that guy's sober one day, I'd be shocked. He, he sent me a message tonight. He's like, how have you remained uh, married all this time? I've been married eight months and I'm about to tap out. I'm like, you can't do that, buddy. You're not allowed to do that. Uh, so you had this whole issue about drunk killer, this whole setup of, you know, trying to force this message of, you know, people shouldn't be put in their, you know, put in a uh, kind of a cliched thing that they do. They should Prisoner. be allowed to be themselves that prison reform involved with that but also with drunkula like he had to go back to being just good old drunkula because that's what he's expected he couldn't be himself he wasn't allowed to reform all that to have one panel of her like huh we brought drunkula to justice but what good did it do he killed all there's people dead yeah and she just blows it off man i even like the idea and killed people like seven dead people in this goddamn drunk tank drunkula is back off the wagon kind of thing but and superman's you guys did good last night. Mission accomplished. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah, he's just like, yeah, you know what? Don't worry about this drunk. And they were hockey fans. They were drunks. You know, that, that, I'm like, really? That's that's how you're moving forward with I this? Really that there's dead people? It's like you tried your best. With the Wonder and, Twins and the whole idea that we yeah. talked about in the first issue with the parody of the Super Friends and stuff like that. With this yeah. like going along those lines, almost in the main continuity, but still being a little but bit more no silly. But there's no direction here in this when, book. When we go to the League of Annoyance, Lex Luthor's offshoot of the League Legion of Doom. Yeah. Which you thought was funny last issue. That no. was one of your things that you 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 like Scrambler and you I don't like that any of them. No, I don't they, know what you they remember. Don't do I hate all that. Here. But even the uh, whole idea that we have Lex Luthor who is still running LexCorp or LuthorCorp, whatever you want to call it at this yeah. point. He is the leader of the Legion of Doom. He cannot be out and about rest all regular. He has destroyed the source wall, for Christ's sake. Yeah, he is yeah. public enemy number one. He cannot just be hanging out at LexCorp telling They're people, you got to go lurk at the League of Annoyance for a while. I love this idea, too, because you have the scrambler. And they're like, listen, we're, you know, we're, we're seventh on the list of the top you know, things. we got to up our deal. Oh, you know what we can do? I can go and I can change my, you know, I can use my scrambler deal and I can become the president and we'll do that. Now we can't do that. Why bring that up? Why even bring this up to have that be? And he's like, oh, it's a good plan. yeah, yeah, but they're not going to do it because they can't afford the ticket in. But that's all, that's all it is. There's nothing to it. That seems to be like Mark Russell thinks that's hilarious, <laughs> but they don't do it. You have, you know, and amphetamine who's like, I stayed I up all night. All and I'm like, I'm, I'm out. I'm out of this. This is not fun. It's not the jokes are stupid. And then you have Gleek's backstory, which pretty much is a little bit more. It's Bobo from Metal. It's the Wild yeah. Hunt Bobo. He's an abused circus chimp. He's an abused circus chimp who ends up just getting sent. And now monkey, he but, is. Yeah. yeah, monkey. But now he's happy because, you know, uh, Zan is there to be nice to him and in the meantime you do have superman like now that you're out and about people are going to know you they're going to come for you which they do then the league of annoyance is like we're going to take care of these wonder twins i know where they live you end up with a character being introduced polymath who's uh, who's dead philomath is the is working for lex wants to get out because in a weird deal because you're you're trying to play the idea that lex can still be in lex core but now you're playing that polly his daughter is like you shouldn't work for a bad guy. You should quit. So he All goes right. in to quit. He can't. 
And instead of, you know, to work off his sentence, kind of, it's almost like a Suicide Squad type of deal. He has to work with the League of Annoyance and he makes these bags that can, it's just, it's utter nonsense. And again, this whole idea of making these bags that can, you know, take away your power, pretty much you're in a goddamn plastic bag they put you in, almost like a sandwich bag, it seems like, but... While they're trying to kidnap, you know, the Wonder Twins so they can get rid of them for, you know, taking out Drunkio, this is their revenge scheme. Mm. Um, we do get to back to the idea that the Wonder Twins do need to pound fists to activate their Wonder Twin powers, yeah. which I yeah. love, but we did not deal with that the entire series. It's going no, back we did and it forth one time. It they, they yelled it at the one yeah. point, but even that, they haven't yelled out, you know, form of, which that's the no, joke, and exactly. they still the won't is, do that. I'm okay if we get rid of that. As long as we have Wonder Twin powers activate as they pound fists, I like yeah. that a lot. It's just that we're, it's not consistent. Even that, I'm telling no. you, freaking, you know, Zan's going around and becoming form of ice so he could be at the hockey game, you you know, put being yeah. a part of the hockey team, but you didn't have that initially. And I really wish that we would spell out and, and, what we're doing these because I like that's the, how they have to activate their powers. It's a cool yeah, moment, and, even and in a so, bullshit story. Yeah. And so in this, though, the big, you know, the big jokes are, you know, it, it's almost to me as it's as nonsense as the menu at the Bat Burger. You have the yeah. Scrambler, you have Praying Manus, you have the the Malingerer. Who's going full malingerer in this? Amphetamine and cell phone Sylvia. You know, cell phone Sylvia. Uh, Hilarious. I hate, I hate all of this. It's so stupid. And, I, and so I by was the so end, in the idea of this in the first yeah, issue, and it's just moved so far away. I love at the one point that they're getting attacked. You do end up having, uh, you know, uh, Zan turn into water going ends up where his sister then is in a bag. And his big thing is, sorry about the water damage, sis. Well, what? what? What are you talking about? And they go, but they, well, they do did kind end of destroy up- the room. Yeah, but still, it's like there's other things going on at this point. And they, they end up, you know, getting captured. And you do have Gleek, who has to come in and, and try to save the day, almost I in a very Simpsons-esque. Well, and this is the thing, though. This is basically the Homer being crusty. He's got to do a trick that he never could do and ended up getting beaten to save them and these, these sort of things on this bike and going. And it's just, it's not good. Tony, at this it, point, because I knew Gleek was going to be introduced, like, you know, primarily in this issue. We had Beast Boy who was showing the Wonder Twins the ropes last time. I really yeah. wanted this blue monkey to come in and him get freaked out thinking that he's going to get bitten. That's and the monkey blue. that he's going to be bitten. Like, I don't want to be Because it was a green monkey before. He's yeah, yeah. Beast Boy. And now we and have a blue looks, monkey. I'm like, okay, this would be like funny. It. And so then you end with basically the another message. And it's it's almost like, you know, what are we, G.I. Joe here with now, you know, now you know the rest of the I thing. wish. Yeah, because it's like, hey, you know, if you find the dentures, please return to the office. And this is Jaina doing her announcements. Yeah. And finally, I would like to leave you with some personal thoughts. This is her doing the announcements. It's easy to imagine that the world's divided into good and evil, but those concepts are often complicated, not easily defined. The true moral Moral struggle isn't. What are you talking about? These these people would be like, yeah, cut the mic. What are you doing? I I wanted to know what's for lunch. I I don't need you preaching to me. And it ends with this idea of like, is this because Mark Russell realizes that everything he's written is bullshit that he has to do this so people applaud? Nonsense. These books are supposed to be the. These wonder, you know, wonder comics books are supposed to be to give us these characters, not a 
damn after school special well, that I don't is, need. I, in my mind, he turned in the first issue. Everybody looked and said, okay, this is a good thing. It's not too Mark Russell. And after them. that, he went into a full Mark Russell, which you never yeah, do. He ended up saying, and he, he's like, okay, well, we're, we're going to pay attention to that first one. You prison better do reform. this. All right, here it is. Next thing, huh, Wonder Twins, what do I think of now? I'm going to make prison the president reform. a villain. Yeah, now, I'll share now them. I'm, yeah, yeah, really. And now I'm going to do this and have nothing to say, but wrap it around to be good. Everybody be good to each other. Kindness you can do this with key. every book. I, I could I could write, you know, right now I could go back to that Supergirl and have Hurting her announce at the end. Bad. You know what I learned? I learned that if people accept each other for what they are and, and the kindness in their hearts comes out into the real world, we'll all be in a better place. Well, yeah, no shit. Uh, really are you the world's greatest detective to figure this out because this is just nonsense and while this is going on you do see you know the league of annoyance getting arrested so it looks I like they're done so much I and, hate and them, then Jim. you I you then them. have you have philo telling pop you did you quit yeah i told him i'm proud of you daddy but is this that he's out now because the league of annoyance got arrested or is he just lying then you have the people in the circus they're there oh man we're gonna send you over I like it too. It's I don't know where they'll send you, but anywhere has to be better than here. Are they talking about Amazon? Because yeah, they are putting him the in a in. box. They're, they're, they're about putting to have him the in a box. Peanuts thrown in. This is abuse. You know, basically, like, eh, let's just hey, clown, make sure to cut some air holes and don't do jokes with it. I was just gonna it. say, put some air holes there. I don't know that you're allowed to send monkeys through the mail. That's just me. I don't know, but yeah, and, and we'll have to yeah, buy one and find you, out. And there's Gleek there at the end. Oh, you know, I, I love Zan. He loves me. Is, here I am. The oh, art my. here, I never get the idea that Gleek is comfortable with Zan, though. He even looks <laughs> weird at the end when Zan loves him. He's hugging yeah. him. And he's yeah. just looking off like he's he not looks sure like he's what looking he do off here. to somebody. Like I, he's ready to call stranger danger. I'll tell you, this is what happens every time Jess and I hug each other. I'm yeah, Gleek. Really. <laughs> yeah, really. Next date night. And I'm telling you, we're just going to start over again. We're not getting any. We better get some goddamn thunderlust. In in my my review, I just said this this book has no reason to exist. There's no reason that this exists. Again, it feels as if they went to Mark Russell and said, "Hey, you did that Flintstone deal and all that. You want to do a Wonder Twins? Eh, Fuck, I'm not busy." They oh. they just canceled my oh, second my coming. Canceled. So I've what the time. fuck? I don't care. <laughs> really? Yeah, you're talking to me. Like you know, right now I think he has second coming is coming out from Ahoy Comics, but that's done. I think he has Red Sonia going on at the moment as well. But yeah, most of these books end up not selling and they get canceled. So he's always got time on his hands. Uh, but yeah, nonsense. hey Mark, he you thinks busy. he's Are we finally going to work on the second half of Prez? No, we got yeah, Wonder really. Twins oh, yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah. Six issue mini. Oh, thank God, it's not us. more than six. Guy fought us tooth and nail that they were going to have, you know, issue seven to 12 of Prez. And then all he got to do was one thing. And that I laughed at woman, him when he told that me that. That woman freaking election night. Yeah, he got mad at us. And like, oh, yeah. you'll see. Yeah, yeah, I'm still waiting, Mark. I, I'm still looking. I, I keep looking every solicitor to wait for that hack. Prez. Yeah, really. Sell a book. Sell a book once in your life and then start to go on and on about this. Even when I look back and I'm like, man, people really did like the, uh, you know, Flintstone steel. That shit didn't sell. No. You got outselled by the Teen Titans Go print edition of the digital comic. <laughs> that is embarrassing. Yeah, you got a real good name going there. You He's just so genius. self-important with his bullshit, too. It bothers me. Yeah, yeah, it bothers me, too. I just, it's, and then, you know, you, you get, I just you want know, a good comic. Just, That's all I want. 
he did it the first issue. I know. And really, I'm saying all this, and the guy infuriates me. I've fought with him on, on Twitter. He doesn't know I have a feud with him, because why would he? <laughs> why would he? I mean, really, his head's so far up in those clouds with his nose sticking up, he wouldn't know that I'm down here mad at him. But but with that, that first issue, everybody knows, and especially people in the Get Fresh group, people Boop. who gave me so much crap, because I, I said it. And this I liked it first too. issue was really good, and boy... Finally, I get to enjoy, you know, a Mark Russell joint. I thought he turned a corner in his writing. No. No. no, he, no. he did. He turned he it right, fooled back, me. right into a brick wall. He fooled me, too. Uh, what would you, you'll be surprised by my score. And a lot of it is art. I think the art oh, is Oh, the art's incredible. great. I love the uh, art. I give it series. a six. I give it a I, six uh, out of ten. And because it is a nice message, if this was a one shot, if this was something like it's one of those like cartoon presents the an annual and we had just this one story, just this, I'd be fine with it. I'd be like, OK, it's the Wonder Twins. You get a nice message. You got Gleek. And that's another problem is we're three issues in. I think you could just put this issue, take the Drunkula thing out, said you could pretty much just throw this out there. And it, it, every issue has just been thrown out there and just ridiculous so i I thought that it it had a nice message it's just not telling an overall story and we're not getting the idea of who these wonder twins are why does superman shows up he's got a a fruit basket i don't even know why i don't know i I just think it was just a way to forcefully get a banana out of it for gleek from from stan that's all it is it's like every superhero who's a part of the Justice League or the Hall of Justice get a fruit basket basket after they complete Maybe. a mission. Is that the thing? Yeah, you get a and I love that too. Just like you said, I'm looking through it because I see this fruit basket. And the idea of, you know what? You kids done great. Oh, you mean because people we got dead. a guy arrested and seven people died? Thanks a lot, Superman. Thumbs up. We Truth, love it. justice in the American way. I uh, got somewhere you, buddy. out there. You know, you have Zack Snyder shaking his head. I told you, you these superheroes do kill people. I told you that was the case. Oh, but it's polymath. Get out of town. Get out of town. It's so ridiculous. I, I, I hate this goddamn name. I hate the League of Annoyance. I hate all <laughs> these bullshit so things. And, so, uh, I mean, really, I, I thought uh, there's no more clever. I thought genius. Cell phone Sylvia. Oh, really? Amphetamine. What are you talking about? Oh, amphetamine. The malinger. Oh, great. Oh, Just great. Yeah, there you go. 5.3 out of 10, mostly for uh, art. And the thing that gets it to that point. T- Teresa. And- that point three is for that twi- power to the Wonder Twins powers activate. I like that scene a lot. The fight's kind of bullshit that doesn't really go anywhere except for getting them kidnapped. But I had fun at least with the idea that I have my Wonder Twins. They activate. We got some Gleek. It doesn't, I don't know why the goddamn monkey's blue. Nobody's asking any questions about nice that. Gleek. But 5.3. It's, it's a tough book. The art's great. Yeah, here, here's here's the deal is Wonder I'm going to prove that I'm as clever because if I was going to make up a villain name and it was for Mark Russell, uh, I'd make up it's uh, annoys the shit out of me a lot. Er. Get it a lot. Er. There you go. I, I even like it. It's like, sir, Lance a little. Oh, my. You're so clever. You are a clever fellow. Get your cleverness and go pound sand. Yeah, six out of ten. That's it. That's the end of the podcast. Can we flush this now? Is that a waste of a flush then, Eric? Is that, is that it? Because we should have done it earlier. There you go. But there you go. We're going to go off. Uh, I don't know offhand, but I don't think that The Wonder Twins is going to be your book of the week. Absolutely not. All right, Eric, and what is your book of the week? This week, it is a tie between The Batman Who Laughs, number four, and Detective Comics, number 1001. 
It's not the Wonder Twins. No, it's, it's not, not the Wonder Twins. No. no, mine is Detective Comics. Mine Detective Comics number one thousand and a one. You did go 1, pretty high on that one. And, and Uno. Uno. Uh, I was like an eight eight something like that way uh, back. I it's up there. I, 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 don't I think you were like a nine point five. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Ten point seven. I th- I think I went. You know, I, I'm going to be a, a funk faker as well. Yeah, really. Well, why not? Eric? Why not? Yeah, that's how I roll. I I don't know what's going. We're just going to start doing our own scale system. Like on the thirty seven point five out of like, like screw that. If we're doing that, I'm just I'm not even I'm going to go so arbitrary that I'm going to give out you know oh Batman well I give out seven and a, and a third socks. I'm giving this a M out of Rocky Four. Yeah, oh that would be good. I'm giving this a Rocky Road ice cream out of a meat cup. There you go. go. I'm telling you, one of the things that I, you know, that I I get really upset when you have a podcast where they're like, oh, wait a second. Let's take a trip down to the basement of the Justice League Hall of Justice. I I can't. I also really get annoyed when it has to be one of those. I give that seven out of 10 batarangs. Oh, do you? (laughs) You with with your batarangs, are you? Oh, thank you. Oh, I give that three question marks out of 10. Do you know what book that would be? That would be Supergirl. Yeah, I don't know why. I'm telling you, you get to the idea. I'm telling you, you go through the idea of of all these things. And I I don't need to try to think of clever things amongst the score. Why do you need to do that? You you don't. Keep it simple, dummy. Isn't that what they say? Yeah. Kiss me. That's it. I'm starting a new podcast. It's Jim's version of what every podcast should be. And if they aren't like this, Jim gets angry. That's the name of this new podcast I'm doing. <laughs> Isn't that a called DC this Comics podcast? podcast. Isn't that this called one, this it, podcast? It, it, it. Yeah, yeah, it might be. I hope that people don't get so upset with me because I, I get upset at things. I'm a guy who gets upset. Eric. Uh, but at the end, you, you know what ends up happening then? This is what happens, Eric. Oh my, Eric! Is it time? Is it time for some late night karaoke? Maybe is it? <laughs> I ended up putting this on here just for I you was forgetting. So confused for a second. I, I, I forgot that there was such a long intro here, so so we won't do that, right? No. You, you don't want it. The song just got yeah. into it. You don't want to hear that, though, do you? It this just got gonna, into the whole song. This is what we're going to hear next week. Maybe I'll come back with that, Eric. I'm trying no, to. I'm, I'm teasing you with it, Eric. It's I'm eleven o'clock you. at night. It is. So you know. Yeah, you know you're right. Is that how it goes? There you go. Next week, uh, we don't have a lot of books. We don't have a lot of books. So as I read the books, maybe we'll hear a little background music. Oh, my. What is that? We we don't have rights to this. We have Aquaman number 47, Batman number 69. 69, dude. Damage number 16, Electric Warriors number 6, High Level number 3, Justice League number 22, Lucifer number 7, Naomi number 4, Nightwing number 59, and Teen Titans number 29. I will never bother you. Yes, you will. I will never promise to. Yes, you will. See, I could do that, right? Bother you. Never. I think there should be a good parody from this somehow. There would be. I hate Eric and I hate him good. Not that one. I will move away from here. There you go, Eric. I'm done with that. I I'm will done. tell Hawkman's yeah, origin. I, uh, yeah. I will make six issues in the 12. There you go. All right. But, Eric, uh, all those books that I mentioned was more concerned with singing I was karaoke. I the music. I had no idea what yeah, the hell you said. The we have a bunch of books, but not too many. And no. two of those will be on the Patreon. So I, like I think we books. end up. 
Yeah, I think we end up with four books on the crazy. Podcast. So, hey, that's the way we roll. Well, we me do and you're going to take doing Teen Titans with us, and we got Reggie on Aquaman next week. Yeah, we're going to do that, and also me and you get to take off on Friday. We, we get a little reprieve. It's going to be we amazing. We have this little bit. Oh, it is. I'm just going to sit wait. there and play Pokemon. This is what gets us going all week. Like uh, when we get down in the dumps, when we're leaving work we have on off Tuesday, next Friday too. Yeah, when we're like, yeah, actually, I think we do. Holy, Holy shit. moly! I don't know. I don't know how they're playing. That I don't know. Anymore. They might do Monday and fuck us. I don't know. Yeah. Still though, that would be okay. But yeah, Complete on Tuesday night, Friday. I, I just want everybody to know while Tuesday is going on at our work, me and Eric are talking and mostly saying to each other, each other, just all whining. Day, just whining to each other. Man, I don't want to do reviews. Just do we really have to do reviews? Crying. And then we are. And then Eric starts going, I really wanted to take a nap after work. I'm like, and then I start going, Yeah, at least yeah. you don't have nine fucking previews to put up. Jesus Criminy. And then we go home. Both of us take a nap. And yeah. then you end up doing your reviews. I don't start anymore. I'm no. telling you until quarter of ten. And you say anymore. You've been doing this since like fucking two years ago. Yeah, I don't know. There's sometimes I there were times occasionally that I'll even do them a couple of days ahead. We get the get books on town. Friday. We get the books on Friday. We we can do them one at a time. Then, uh, I need to be under the gun. Is what I need to be. And I mean it. I'm I mean deadline Danny over here. Yeah, you are. You are Lois Lane. But yeah, I'll go through it again since I was singing. Aquaman number 47, huh. Batman number 69, Damage number 16, Electric Warriors number 6 that Jeremy will be reviewing on the site and possibly talking, if he has time, on the podcast. High Level number 3 that me and Pete from NYC will be talking about. Just League number 22. I'm telling you, while these songs were going on, I think I skipped half of them. <laughs> Lucifer number 7 that will be a Chris and Reggie joint. Naomi number 4. Will we get revealed the uh, secret origin of Naomi, the most important thing in the DC universe? I doubt it. Nightwing number 59. You like my uh, uh, announcing voice at that point? What, right now, number f- all I'm thinking about is because last time I checked the Patreon, Damage was making a run for the Badass Spotlight the badass next week. Spotlight. And I'm thinking, will you be doing a Badass Spotlight of Damage with Brandon? Yeah, so you even have a little more. It's going to be amazing. Son of a bitch. And we have Nightwing number 59. for that right now. Nightwing number 59. Will we see uh, the Nightwing squad come to terms with each other and the city of Bloodhaven? Maybe. And Teen Titans number 29 that we'll be talking about with Chris as part of the Terminus agenda. I hope that picks up a little. Uh, but that, that's it. Like we said, how, how many votes now for damage over there, on, over there at the I'm, Patreon? Because I right will now. tell you, if you want to vote on this or hear of the Patreon ooh, spotlight, you go over to ooh, you go over to patreon.com slash weird science and vote check that out as well. Yeah. Oh, are you? Then you, <laughs> then you are. You're out. Then you <laughs> son of a bitch. Yeah. Just think of that. Just think of the idea that you could be out of a spotlight and then not have to do anything on Friday where I'm stuck doing or Thursday. I'm stuck talking. And Thursday, you still have to do the indie. I do got to do indie, yeah. Yeah. And then I'm going to have to do a Patreon spotlight. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't mind doing it with yeah. Brandon or and or uh, Pete from NYC. But then that night, I got to do a Marvel podcast where you're sitting there playing your Pokemans. That's what you're doing. <laughs> it's nonsense. It's complete and utter nonsense. But yeah, uh, I'm looking at the other things. I'm seeing what else is as being picked. Over at the Marvel side of things, Eric, uh, people really dig that Spider-Man life story number two. That's yeah, I really tried to, to I was hoping that. that Major X was going to be getting something. That's what I voted for. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, just because if, if if that ain't on the spotlight, that ain't going to be talked about. Uh, over at the indie comic side of things, uh, it looks like it's a tie. I know. Between Xenoscopes, Oz, the Heart of Magic, and Mary Shelley, Monster Hunter. And I already voted for Mary Shelley. Really? I, I actually uh, voted if I – and actually, no, I didn't vote. Uh, Angel number zero. 
from oh, and Boom. Oh, think about that, uh, that reimagining. And you know what? That was a re-ima- That's a surprise release. That's why I knew nothing about it because nobody did. They just announced it like yesterday that it was yes. coming out on Thursday, on Wednesday, and how they did it. And the neat thing, and I talked about this on the Patreon. My mind is not that good, Dad. <laughs> no, uh, what they're doing is, and you told me. Remember, you said. Has Angel been in the new reimagined Buffy yet? I said, I'm not really sure. I haven't been caught up on it. He is debuting this week on, I think it's, I think it's Buffy number four. This Angel number zero comes out and the comic shops didn't order it. It wasn't even revealed until a couple of days ago. (laughs) So what they're doing is they're giving away free to the comic shops, the same amount of orders that they did the Buffy. And so it's kind of like a thing that if you are getting Buffy on your pull list, you'll probably end up getting this angel number zero for free from your comic shop if they play it right. And I think that's pretty cool. And it is uh, Brian Hill. So, oh, you cool. know, it's Get Fresh Crew likes Brian Hill. And he, he has some ideas for this. I don't know what's going on. I that's like what angel. I, That's what I thought. I said, I said on the thing that you are actually at points when you talk to me. Seem more of an angel fan than Buffy overall. Sometimes, but, uh, you know, yeah. I when Angel was yeah. happening, I was really into that show. Yeah, that's what I said. So, see, I, one I of the most embarrassing speaking. moments of my life was when I was really into the Angel show, and then David Boreanaz, because of the, the Angel show, was on the cover of TV Guide, and I took that so TV Guide to the hairdresser and said, "Hey, I want you to make my hair look like this," and she said, <laughs> ah. "I can't." Yeah, that didn't happen. I, I didn't go. I didn't go back to that hairdresser. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, so I'm telling you, uh, when I was in college, I went to get she my hair cut. It. I went and got a uh, haircut and the, the lady said, and this is something all my life, but she's like, oh, you have really thin hair. I said, oh, you're not getting a tip. <laughs> How about that, lady? But yeah, I've always, I have very soft hair. Uh, oh. Very soft, very soft. But uh, <laughs> that's the end of the podcast. I don't know what's going on. I'm out of here. It's very I'm soft. Out of here. We're, we're done. It is. It's very soft. And, and usually for the most part throughout my life, I only use cake soap to clean it. Okay? I'm down with that. And I hear good. them yelling again. Telling you, I'm gonna have to go do something. I'm gonna get, get handsy. Uh, but You're yeah, gonna show well, your favorite here. kind of beer and abuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, I'm not that bad. <laughs> I'm not that bad. Ah, uh, but we're done. It's getting late. We haven't gone this late for a while, and you see the goofiness that used to be late nights. Uh, we used to be able to deal with that a little better. Late nights used I'm to tired. be four thirty a.m. I'm exhausted. I told Brandon earlier. I'm like, hey, because he doesn't feel good. He's sick. So we were gonna do He's drunk, the Patreon. Well, that's what they say in Buffalo. It's like, I'm feeling under the weather, is what they say. When somebody calls Uh, him sick to Buffalo, that means you're hungover. Yeah, you're hungover. Uh, When I I got all of him, he's like, I'm really sick. And I'm like, okay, we don't have to. We were planning on doing our event podcast, the Marvel event podcast. Doing a lot of day drinking, I said, we don't need to do that. But instead, I'm I'm fired up. I'm going to do a bunch of Marvel reviews. I'm going to bed. I'm going to watch some American Dad. Maybe with my pants off, maybe. Uh, maybe you know, I actually snacks. just depressed myself because for some reason right now I thought it was Friday. I'm like, who's been – why is he drinking really? on Thursday night? And I just realized, no, it's Saturday. Fuck no, me. It's the end of Saturday. Man. Tomorrow's Sunday. The weekend's already well, over. Well, here's the deal though. For Sunday, that's more of a day off for you as well. I don't got any day off. I got to <laughs> I gotta uh, edit the podcast. Then I got to get ready. Me and Reggie may record something in the afternoon. Me and you may do. I, I'm thinking that OMAC is on hold, right? Fair we haven't talked to that. If we don't talk about that up until the deal, but I also have to talk the weekend edition Marvel podcast tomorrow night with Brandon. Uh, Sunday's just the same. When we, when me and Brandon get done and I edit that Marvel podcast and put it out, I actually want to cry that the weekend's <laughs> over and I got to go to work the next day. 
It really is. I'm like, well, what's going on? Why, why is this set up this way? You but, did. Hey, you know why? Yeah. And I like it. <laughs> don't. Uh, this is the thing. If anybody really wants to get me depressed, uh, just mention that you don't like some. I'll start three new podcasts. <laughs> That's what happens. I fill the void that is my life with podcasts. And it's still not full. I, and I have a gaping hole where my soul used to be, which it never was. Uh, and I'm I'm trying to fill it with podcasts. It's not working. It's not. Where, where, where's what my uh, nerve? Love. Where's oh, that is true. I, I tried to get love, Eric. I try. Where, where's my? Uh, is it time for karaoke? Yeah, I want some more depressed. Here's another one. All right, Eric. All here right. we go. This is a. Is this a request? Song, right? This is a request. You just <laughs> request it, right? All right. Here we go. Here we go. No, I mean there. from you. Uh, I missed my cue, Eric. Rape me. I know. Again. We all know. There That's we go. why it's a request. Break me. Break me, my friend. There you go. There you go. I'm not you get off calling I, me not. your friend. Yeah, really. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> That's it. That's the end That's of the podcast. Maybe, maybe I'll go and do Enough some nonsense. Every, everybody else yeah. does it. Why not? It's 11 o'clock at night. Keep start yelling. Yelling and screaming time. That's the other thing. I'm like, I'm sitting there and I'm pouring my heart out to this karaoke and just having fun with myself yeah. singing. That kind of resets the batteries. I do it differently. And so there I am. I'm singing. Just say I'm singing like uh, Tainted Love. I'm Tainted Love. And I'm doing that. And then when I'm done, Logan goes, are you done screaming? I'm like, screaming? I'll kill really? you. Hey, screaming. And doing some soft sell here. How dare you? How dare you? Uh, but that's it, Eric. What do we say at the end? Enough of this nonsense. What no. do we say at the end? Everyone have a great week. Keep week. it weird. And we'll weird. see you in seven. See you in seven. Oh! 